0: want to be one of the best brewers there is. I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with
1: love, and uh, it begs to, to be appreciated.
0: I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I
3: might sleep here tonight.
0: Yeah. It's a California <clears throat> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. Uh, how many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? Fair That's uh, really. Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is... Hey McDonald, how you doing? <laughs> now, live from the
1: Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that
4: brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session.
2: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. Live from the Hop Grenade, it's the session. It's light outside still, which means it's getting to a a better time of year. I hate doing the show when it's dark outside. It feels strange. The times, they are changing. It's getting warmer, which makes me drink a little bit more beer. Was it ever really
4: cool? I don't feel like it ever cooled off.
2: Yeah, it was a pretty hot uh, I hate losing an hour more than I hate Like a couple hours what it was cold just for a couple hours all winter yeah, oh
5: that
4: yeah. one time in december right yeah you're there right. there was that you're night right. that there
2: was frost on my car there was yeah that see? was yeah but that was probably when you went back to michigan or wherever it is you're from
0: <laughs> oh well there was that night also <laughs> was yeah then. yeah see how he lies already first he said it was one night now it's two beardy's a liar he's a well piece and it shit. was minnesota yeah so see there's that too wherever michigan minnesota
2: i don't know just
5: go back <laughs> flyover country is that what you're saying yes
2: exactly We've got a great show planned for you tonight. We've got the boys from Tioga Sequoia Brewing Company are in the studio with us. They make some great beer. They've been at our Winterfest for a couple of years, and uh, it's been fun to have them. So now we got them in studio. We've got their beer on tap as well. At least their porter. I've heard there's going to be some other stuff going on uh, tap, too. There's a
4: stout on right Yeah, now. I've got their milk stout start. in my glass.
2: Nice. Yep. Excellent. So I'm ooh.
4: seeing more and more milk stouts. All of a sudden, I feel like there wasn't any six months ago, and now people are making them. It's a good thing. Yes.
2: I, I, Fantastic. So I have a theory about that. Uh, I was just talking about this uh, with some brewers on Saturday. So, Left Hand, not too long ago, puts out the trademark on Milk Stout, right? Wasn't that what on it was? Nitro. 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 Oh, well, now my theory's out the window. <laughs> well, no, go, go no, my, on. Now, now my whole theory's stupid. As if that were true. My memory was, was I was thinking that they put it out on Milk Stout. and that, So I thought maybe this was like a under like a covert uh, brewery backlash where right. everyone was like, let's all brew Milk Stouts oh. then. and just Then they have to send cease and desist to everybody. But see, now it's stupid because it was a nitro thing. I I just like sticking it to lactose intolerant people because (laughs) I'm not a fan of intolerance. Right. No matter what it is. You're very intolerant of intolerance. Exactly. Exactly. We have two milks, in fact, two milk stouts on right now because we have Heretic's Bovine Intervention. And that's what I'm drinking.
4: Uh, We got Faction's chocolate milk stout on too.
2: So, yeah, why is everybody brewing milk stouts all of a sudden? They're good. Yeah, yeah, but I so think. are other things. It's a, but it's still weird that, like, collectively. Can every, I can I just c- can I ask you this oh. question?
0: Take yeah. out the word milk stout and yeah. put it... IPA. <laughs> God, yeah, but that's uh, that's is been it? going on forever. Right, so we know, but why. it had to start somewhere.
6: So, right. After six
5: right? months of milk stouts, you're already irritated. But after years, <laughs> decades, even of
2: IPAs, yeah, it's I'm so actually fine. I'm not irritated. Actually, I'm just I'm trying to figure out why. It oh, is. That's yeah.
7: okay. well, they're they're more yeah. prevalent in the spring because they're typically lighter beers. So it's sort of like. We drink the Imperial Stouts
0: So this happens every spring? Yeah, Yeah, I think it happens every spring. Uh, No, it's... uh, I mean, that's probably when they come out, but now it's become a thing. This is my theory. Brewers are tired of brewing IPAs. They want to branch out. You get into brewing because you want to be creative, but you can't be creative brewing the same stupid style all the time. JP's Mm. projecting. Thank you. I I like my theory better. I wish it made
2: sense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, guess what? (laughs) It's not the last time you'll wish that in your life. (laughs) Right. All right, hey, thanks to our sponsor, More Beer, our good friends over at morebeer.com, and they sponsor this session and every session that we do. They have been for years. They're giving away the trip to the National Homebrewers Conference this year, which is happening in June. You can register every day between now and April 15th, so I suggest you do so. You're going to get a trip paid for two down to San Diego, uh, two full conference passes, two VIP tickets to BNA10, the the whole thing, Uh, flight, hotel, all of it. So go over to morebeer.com. You'll see a big logo right there on their homepage where you can register to win a trip to the National Home Brewers Conference in San Diego this year. A couple other announcements for you before we uh, get going. Uh, we have a new Drunk of the Week phone number. You might remember I, I announced to you the last uh, week or two. You can call 855 win drunk of the week That's 855-WIN-D-O-T-W. And you can leave us a message. That way we don't have to take all of the calls here on the program. <laughs>
6: Although we do always welcome phone calls. If
2: there's room, we'll, we'll put your drunk ass on the air. That's fine, too. But just to be certain, you know, if you're out on a Friday night or something and you still want to compete for Drunk of the Week, you can call 855-WIN-D-O-T-W. You can remember that when you're drunk. here. Probably not going to leave a very fun (laughs) message.
4: (laughs) It's weird. I thought we would have gotten uh, more messages than we have to this point. I mean, it's been, what, like a week or two since we put the call out? And we put the call out for chairs, extra hop grenade chairs last week. And I thought, well, we'll be lucky if, you know, we get a couple of emails and there was more demand than for the chairs. Than yeah, than there were actual chairs. So you never know what people are going to respond to. I guess
2: it's weird. I think when people are out drinking on their own, they're not calling us. It's when they're drinking with us. So that's why drunk of the week is so popular because they're sitting at home while we're here drinking and they're drinking. And then they call. But when they're just out at a bar or whatever, they're not walking outside to call our hotline. Well, I guess. put
4: your earbuds in at the
2: bar, then yeah, and do listen it right to there. us
4: And then uh, you know, give us a call
2: eight five five WIN DOTW, and then we'll play the uh, the recordings
0: and see who who, who wins.
2: Chairs, yeah. We were giving, uh, selling our hop grenade uh, chairs. We had excess hop grenade chairs here.
0: <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay, yeah. we're
2: expanding at the Brewing Network. No, we're getting cool.
0: into chairs. I love chairs. Yeah, we're it's... lucky
2: we didn't sell your chair. We're looking for cash over here. Hey. We're, we're liquidating yeah. everything. You weren't here. As long <laughs> as I get
0: 5% of it, I'm all right. Yeah. Everybody's
2: standing up out there. <laughs> yes, everybody in the, everybody in the <laughs> restaurant. They have pay the bill, <laughs> <the window>, finally. <laughs> right. hard up.
4: Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised, JP, you have – well, not surprised. I'm delighted that you don't know about this because Dave from Flattail was like, oh, you know, I want to get some – um, can JP store them at his house? And I was like, sure. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'll mail you a check, and then JP will store them. I was like, oh, okay. So but he I'm not even know a- he
0: ran that by you. He hadn't even asked JP. No, it sounds like he just wants to take up free space in my house, because he's like, he goes to my house all the time, or ever, so yeah. I feel like they would just live there, and you guys would reap the benefits well, of me keeping shit for you. Do you let him sit on your furniture when he's there? No. Maybe he wants oh. a chair to sit on. No, he, d- he he doesn't even come over. That's what it oh,
5: yeah. He just wanted a place to sit. Right,
0: that's <laughs> all. He had to buy his own chair at your house. Yeah, well, you know, he's a brewer he can afford it but but you didn't sell him to dave right
4: i told him i'd get back to him i don't know should i not
2: no well i told him it's not for the brewery i don't trust dave i don't trust that guy (laughs) he said it's for his home bar he's full of shit he's gonna put him in the brewery i don't trust any of them all right dave you're out that's what I feel like. I don't want any brewers to have them. They're going to end up in their bar, and then people come in, and they go, what a cool hop grenade. And Dave goes,
0: <laughs> and then Dave goes thanks. Yeah, I yeah. just thought of it. Look, yeah. at my, Well, I got, this, um, uh, I got a tattoo of it years ago. I thought of it first. <laughs> Look.
2: Oh, I forgot that All right, Dave can have half of one chair. He
0: should, he should have a chair. He's a big supporter of the Brewing Network uh, people. He has
2: to sign a release. I
0: want him to <laughs> sign
2: a non-seating release. that that the chair will never see the inside of a commercial brewery. I mean that. All right. And also his tattoo. Right. Retroactively. retroactively, I want him
5: covering
0: his tattoo while in the brewery as well. Right. I'm sure he'll be uh, quick to sign the release because he's married. He probably hasn't released in a while. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So Dave can have him, but he has to sign Or just by himself. Well, well, you know, excluded that.
2: All right. Our Brewing Network 10th anniversary is coming up. It's uh, Wednesday, June 10th. Oh, now I forgot it all. Yeah, that's so. right. <laughs> Wednesday, June 10th. You can go to bna10.com. Uh, not a lot of details there yet, so I just I'm just letting you know so that you can save the date. It's Wednesday night, June 10th. Uh, it's going to start up approximately 6 p.m. We're going all the transportation will be included as always. And uh, it's down there in San Diego. We're going to be on Broadway Pier, which is just a a beautiful place to hang out and drink some beer. We're already starting to talk to breweries and uh, get it all taken care of. So uh, save the date. Wednesday, June 10th. Tickets will go on sale. We'll let you know about it here on the program. Also, we've got a trip to Rogue coming up. You know, our club, Brewing Network Club, won Club of the Year huh? last year. And, oh, the, year and yeah. the year before. And yeah. the year before. And the year before. Nathan Smith asked me when I was talking about this this weekend. He's like, is this the first time Rogue has done it? And I, didn't, I was like, oh, I, don't, I didn't know. I, I answered I didn't know, which yeah. I later realized was a really stupid answer because... We've won for four years and never been invited to Rogue. So <laughs> maybe they just didn't so want it, to invite us. And it must like, be well, the first year, right? Well, well, or club. they stopped
5: and we didn't know. Right. And then they're like, "Well, they're not going to stop winning, so, <laughs> so we, yeah. we, we might it. as well give it to them." I guess.
0: Yeah, I think it must have been. the it's first brand year they did It's brand it. new. It is brand new because it must be because they. I think they they didn't do the the banquet and then they opted to do other like sponsor other stuff and I think okay. this is part of it. So uh. I think they're shifting. Kind of how they interact with people.
2: All right. So we gave it away to one of our club members. You might remember that series of shows. We let everybody kind of compete for it. And then some of us staffers here are going to, we're driving our butts up to Rogue, and we're going to do a brew day on uh, Friday, March 27th, Friday, yes. March 27th. I don't think, th- the brew day is not like open to, to everybody. Um, we've, it's, it's to the two, or the person that we gave it away to. But we're doing a meet and greet that night on the 27th at the Rogue Pub. Nice. Uh, so I love
0: that pub. It's so good. Five p.m. Who are we meeting. Uh, whoever walks, just people. <laughs> so crab, crab fishermen, crab fishermen <laughs> from Newport, <laughs> Oregon. And oh, the, great! And the people who run the Ripley's, believe it or not fucking wax museum that's in newport which is random
5: yeah oh, i have a lot of questions for those guys <laughs>
2: good well that's why i set it up Beardy. i figured <laughs> yeah, you'd- how can i keep Thank my you. waxy complexion <laughs> right yeah so that'll be uh friday uh, march 27th <laughs> at the pub there in newport so come on down it's uh we're gonna start at 5 p.m just we're just gonna hang out and drink beer with you we're gonna brew during the day and um so seriously anyway, if yeah. you've
0: never been to newport it's a really rad little fisherman town and uh, everyone's really nice, and uh, there's easy chicks.
2: Everyone so. looks like Beardy, but with, like, coveralls on. <laughs> yeah, and
0: they make money. <laughs>
6: right. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, all right, we'll give you more details because we might do some stops on the way up there. It's going to be a pretty short trip, but we'll let you know where we're going to be, and love for you to come hang out with us uh, if you're along the route. Um, all right, the Blue Bonnet Brew Off is happening soon also, isn't it, Tasty? Yeah, it is. A couple uh, weeks. We're going to be there beginning Thursday, March 19th. I'll be doing the keynote uh, speech which is is going to be gripping, you can be sure.
0: Um, oh, speaking of uh, the blue blonde, b- blue blah blah, blue blonde. It, yeah, thank you. Uh, someone in feedback, I didn't put it in feedback. They want to know where it is. They 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 were chastising you because apparently Texas is really big. I don't know right. what that means. Uh, so they want to know what town it's in, so people know. from the four corners of Texas can know where it is instead of googling it or binging it or something.
2: Why not Google? I've been giving everybody the the website, which is bluebonnetbrewoff.org, org, which is you have to go there anyway to get uh, tickets to the different things and the stuffs. Um, I don't know. It's in it's in Texas. It's in Texas. Yeah, that's what I think. Dallas, I think. Sure. I want to say Dallas. You can. Houston, maybe. <laughs> that's enough. Thank you, Tasty. Yeah. I don't know. I just get on the plane. I think Houston's the suburb of Dallas.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty
2: sure that's accurate. Right. I just get on the plane. When the plane lands, I get off the plane. Right. That's what I do. <laughs>
0: That's me. And if you had to summarize me in one
2: sentence, it would be that. Yeah. Uh, these are the things I do. <laughs> right. There's, a, there's there's about four other things, but that's it. <laughs> right. Uh, they just change order. Just, yeah, every <laughs> yeah. now and then the yeah. order changes. Uh, go to bluebonnetbrewoff.org. I'm really excited about it, actually. Tasty's coming out there. Uh, Nathan's going to do the tech talk, and we're all just going to be hanging out. And uh, I hear you're fun dudes there at the Blue Bonnet, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, for the rest of you, go to bluebonnetbrewoff.org and check it out. It is uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. There you go. Dallas. See? Who knew? I, apparently the Internet. All right. So do your Amazon shopping by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. It's a great way to support us, and so many of you have been doing it. I, I just really appreciate it. It goes a long way to keep uh, keep us on the air over here at the Brewing Network. So thanks for doing that. Just click on the link. You do your shopping as normal, and, and we get a little piece of the action. We have a product of the week?
4: Yes, but you'll be. I'm glad you're sitting down for this shocking news. My laptop is frozen. <laughs> i don't have the tab open uh yeah. but somebody bought uh, a power Rangers suit oh it's one of my favorite a- well, adult size? Uh, it just came back yes okay power rangers blue ranger morph suit 88 percent polyester 12 percent spandex morph suit has fully enclosed hands feet and head wow uh, frequently bought together with the black red and green morph suit <laughs> weird
2: right <laughs> of course they are yeah. so
4: i don't know maybe this guy like uh, works the vegas strip he's one of those guys or like uh, the hollywood
2: walk of fame or you, he... know, you take pictures with him oh uh, that's true or maybe he just has a fetish. Yeah. He has like a, his wife yeah. has a Power Ranger fetish. Well, yeah, it looks cool. like
7: the green one has the crotchless uh, pants. Oh, on. see? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> well, I heard that there are new movies coming out, so maybe they're just getting the costumes for the
2: movie. I've heard that, too. And really, who gives a shit? <laughs> Why are people posting about that and how cool it looks that there's a Power Rangers movie coming out? Yeah, even I think that's stupid. It's, well, it's ridiculous, is you know, All the isn't people
4: it? that watched it when they were, like, you know, 9 and 10 are now 30,
2: uh, and yeah. they think it's really great. Yeah, it's morphin' time. You know, I I watched the teenage mutant ninja turtles when i was a kid right. and i don't give a shit that they're making that movie either no apparently. because I, I also don't suck my thumb anymore or i mean there are <laughs> well, things you
0: do when what? you're a kid and there are things you don't do anymore everyone wants to relive their childhood but yeah i mean i watched uh teenage Mutant Ninja turtles also i never saw that dog pile of a movie no, are you kidding me no.
2: of course not
0: seeming garbage yeah, uh, but there there have been a lot of uh, comic book conventions in the area lately, so maybe uh, you know. Yeah,
2: but it's not a comic. It wasn't even a comic book. It, was, it doesn't matter. It was a dumb show. cosplay.
0: Well, Anyone, any it, any chance to dress up and be who you are not? It's a lot life.
5: cheaper to just resurrect an old idea that was successful than actually come up with a new one. Exactly. Yeah, but it was successful
2: it. with eight year olds. This is like a. It's a full like action film. Yeah, for, but, yeah. but now, now those, those
0: eight year olds have money. Thank right. you. Yeah, oh. now they're in their now they're twenty somethings, and <laughs> everyone has a bunch of disposable income. Yeah, yeah. present I, company excluded. Well, of course.
2: I feel like the people who are going to go... Here's how I think the purpose of a movie like that to me. Mm-hmm. If we were to repurpose it this way, I yes. would be on board. Okay. When the movie starts... Yes. And everybody's inside, <sighs> you lock the door... And you gas the room, <laughs> yeah. And you Not rid like and you rid the earth of these people because we don't need them. They're they're bringing us down. Why? But the they're people pumping that money are into the economy. they we don't need them. We don't
0: because no? they're they're
2: costing Shit. us just as much money in, in stupidity, in
0: emotional. Because <laughs> uh, the rest yeah.
2: of the time they're doing stupid things. Huh. And so, if the purpose of these movies was that, yes. I'm on board. <laughs> Let's get rid of them. I okay. feel like if people knew about it, they probably wouldn't go as much. Yeah. Well, There's probably <laughs> what, someone in the grenade you, right now who's really excited about the Power Rangers movie, Mike. and they're signing their check. Right, I'm never coming back to this <laughs> stupid place. Yeah.
0: you Well, when you went to see Gili at the premiere, what did you? I mean, that's the same thing, right? Was that the one about uh, the chick who sings? I don't know, but it was that Ben Affleck stinker yeah. with uh, Jennifer <laughs> Love Hewitt or whatever her name is. I, yeah. Yes. If I if I in
2: fact did that, you, I should not be here anymore. You should have gassed right. me. Great. Right. Right. Yes. Well, whoever bought
4: the morph suit shelled out sixty-one thirty-five for it, and we I got love this. Money. We got uh, four dollars and
6: sixty
2: cents. So thanks, baby. Wow. What a great Enjoy idea! Enjoy your suit. Thank you. Uh, uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, subscribe and join the BN Army just by uh, clicking the donate button. There's a BN Army dong ta- uh, dong tag. <laughs>
6: uh,
2: it's a dog tag, actually. Uh, but it's been I- a dong tag this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I requested a dong tag originally, and they gave me a dog tag. So oh, okay. sometimes I forget. It's a BN Army dog tag. You click that, and then you become a recurring donor. It enters you to win, uh, a chance to win $100 to Morbier, our great sponsor. We give away a $100 gift certificate every month, and you just got to become a recurring donor by clicking the dong tag. Um, all right. Get all these ideas and more over on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew, scottthebrewingnetwork.com, and send feedback to feedback at the Yeah. All right. So you might remember that we've been doing AHA candidate uh, interviews here oh, on, yeah. on the program because it's time to, uh, to nominate, or sorry, time to vote for your governing committee candidates. And uh, I believe we have 10 candidates altogether. Wow. And uh, we've gotten through six of them. We've got two more tonight. One of them is with us in the studio here today, and uh, another one on the Skype phone. Right now. <laughs> I believe that's what it's called. Uh, let's go to Aaron Hyde. Aaron, what's happening? Hey, how's it going? It's going very well. Thanks for being on the program, Aaron.
8: Thank you. Aaron, where are you from? Wisconsin? Yep, from Wisconsin. Actually, just moved back. Good guess. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you had a 50 to one shot right there. <laughs> I am good. Uh, where'd you move back from? Uh, New Orleans. I actually had a homebrew shop down there. Oh, what was the homebrew shop? Brewstock. Nice. And what'd you do? Uh, sell it and
2: decide to move on? That's exactly what Another I Another good, look at this. <laughs> wow, it's almost like you had a pre interview. Very interesting. <laughs> How'd you like New Orleans? Seems like a fun uh, place to live.
8: Yeah, good town. Uh, I was there for seven years and had a good time the whole time I was there. Beautiful.
2: All right, so you're originally from Wisconsin then, so you're just kind of coming back home?
8: Yeah, yeah. We were uh, looking to move on after we sold the shop, my wife and I, and a job came up up here in Wisconsin and decided to take it and come back.
2: Excellent. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, homebrewing history and uh, why you'd like to be on the governing
8: committee? Sure. I started homebrewing back in about 97. I actually uh, stumbled across my dad's old stuff, and uh, he was one of those early 1980s homebrewers when nothing tasted good. And uh, <laughs> What
2: was his old stuff, just like buckets and stuff? Just, or?
8: Yeah, buckets. And actually what I found was the Complete Joy of Homebrewing book. Nice. And uh, then came across his equipment as well. And I was actually only 16 at the time, and it sounded like a great idea to homebrew beer. <laughs>
6: Absolutely. And
8: uh, so he was like, sure, yeah. So he hadn't brewed in, since you know I was born. Okay. I think that was probably his excuse, too. Um, so we went and got some ingredients and I started brewing and, uh, about, uh, around 2008 had the idea to open up a shop when I was down in New Orleans and in 2009 opened up a homebrew shop, uh, and, uh, had that for five years, sold it and, uh, ended up moving up to Wisconsin and working at Breeze Malting, which is where I'm at now. Excellent. What do you do at Breeze? I am the homebrew products manager, uh, the first of its kind there. So i um, hoping to uh, do a lot of fun things with their uh, homebrewing products there soon. I'm going to venture to say you
2: know your homebrewing, man.
8: Uh, <laughs> I I hope so. <laughs> if I don't, I'm in a lot of trouble at this new job. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, I
2: guess so. <laughs> so why are you interested in being on the uh, governing committee?
8: I'm um, really interested in being on the governing committee just after seeing so much... Growth, especially when I had the homebrew shop. It was amazing how many people were getting into homebrewing um, during that time uh, over the course of the last six years or so, and uh, just really thought it'd be a great opportunity to kind of help expand the hobby even further and hopefully uh, dive in and really help uh, get people brewing and uh, understanding Uh, the hobby and everything that you can do with it.
2: Excellent. Do you have a uh, a local homebrew club or anything that you're part of?
8: You know, we just moved up here and it's been so cold that I haven't even ventured out that much to find a club yet. Uh, We just got up here uh, a few months ago. Okay. Um, But there's some, yeah, there's some great clubs in the area. I'm actually in between about three in Manitowoc and Sheboygan and uh, Oshkosh. Nice. um, Yeah, so I actually, uh, Oh, I'm hoping to attend as many club meetings as I can up here.
2: Beautiful. I can't say I blame you. If I lived in Wisconsin in the winter, I would literally never leave my house. Absolutely. stay under the covers. Well,
0: where are you going to go? Like into towns with made up names? <laughs> well, <it's not laughs> that. I just mean the cold. I mean, oh. the rest
2: of the year, I'd leave my house. I'm sure it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, right. But in the winter, forget it. No. Well, freeze. You're, you're in Wisconsin. You might as well just never leave your house. It's not that great outside. <laughs>
8: <laughs> it's pretty rough. I, I forgot how cold it got up here. Ah, that's crazy.
2: All right. All right, well, listen, I'm uh, excited that you're uh, applying to be on the Governing Committee, and uh, it sounds like you got a lot of experience in home brewing. Anything else you'd like to say to people of uh, why they might vote for you?
8: Uh, just, uh, I just hope I can uh, really help out the hobby, and I uh, hope you uh, take a look at my profile online. And uh, thanks for voting for me if you choose to vote for me. I know there's a lot of good candidates out there, so... We Thank get
2: you. A lot of good candidates. You're right. But you can go to homebrewersassociation.org right now and click on membership. Uh, you'll be able to navigate through to the governing committee candidates there, and you can look up Aaron Hyde. His uh, He's got a, a picture there and a, and a profile, so you can read all about it there. And, Aaron, you also have a very soothing voice. I feel like you should be on the governing committee just to calm us down.
4: It's like the, the, the teacher from Beavis and Butthead.
2: It's, it's just a little it's not, bit of that going not on. That, <laughs> not quite that soothing. But it, just <laughs> soothing enough that I, I, I'd i be comfortable sitting next to you, Aaron. I think you'd calm us all down there why thank you you're welcome go vote for aaron or any of the other candidates by going to homebrewersassociation.org thanks aaron i appreciate it very much thanks a lot guys all right cheers take care he'll be the guy that looks like raffi from the league (laughs) he does all right, Aaron Hyde and all the other candidates we've spoken to as well, plus the ones we haven't yet spoken to, are all over on homebrewersassociation.org. Our other candidate that we have to speak with today is actually in studio. Oh, Yeah, it's, a, it's our old friend Mike Sardina is here. Hey, Mike. Hello. Hey, thanks for being uh, up here for your interview. I appreciate it. Um, thanks for having me.
4: Not, not nearly a soothing of a voice. No.
2: <laughs> are you trying to score extra points with the uh, membership
9: by doing your interview in person? Or did you just come for the beer? Partially for the beer, okay. but I was up here um, Saturday doing uh, actually homebrew batch with you, Justin, and uh, decided to extend my stay. And- take the chance to do my interview here. Excellent. I'm glad you did. Are you sticking around a little bit for the show?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Cuz I wanted to talk about Brew Day, but I don't know that we can do it till like near the end of the show It's cuz we're in a I'm sticking here. around. All right, beautiful. We had a great uh, collaboration Brew Day at Heretic yeah. between the Brewing Network Club and Quaff, and I just wanted to talk more about it, so it was a good time. Yeah. Um, all right. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike? Your your home brewing history and why you want to be on the governing committee?
9: Sure. So, I, you know, fell in love with beer. Uh, first year of law school, uh, living in the Bay Area, going to school at Santa Clara, um, just fell in love with you know Lagunitas, Russian River, all these great breweries up here, the the community, everything about it. And you know as I want to do, I take everything to the next level. And so it was like getting into home brewing, you know, getting into um, just learning as much as I could about beer. Yeah, started home brewing uh, when I was the first year at, at law school and. Um, doing all grain uh, in uh, San Jose in my apartment. Um, brewed all throughout uh, law school. Uh, graduated, took the bar exam. Um, moved up to San Francisco. Did you pass the bar exam? Yeah, first time. I, I did, first time. Nice. Yeah.
2: It was... I like it. How come lawyers always say took the bar exam, but they never say
9: anything <laughs> other that, than that's that. that? That's a matter
2: like, of record that's not
0: important to the situation. I see. Because right.
2: I've never heard a lawyer say... Uh, got out of law school, passed the bar exam, and then gone on to They always say, took it. Is that, like, is that to be nice to those that didn't pass it? Are you all like on a team? No, it's
9: just, I think, such a brutal experience that you just take it.
2: Okay. So. All right. Fair enough.
9: So you passed the bar exam. Yeah. Uh, so you must be a lawyer now. Uh, correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, although I don't work for a law firm. Um, okay. So I was working for a firm in uh, Menlo Park uh, for about three years um, you know did not really enjoy it all that much but you know still all the while brewing um up in san francisco on a balcony so kind of uh moved back to uh extract brewing uh, in the city okay just Um, for space reasons exactly you know i'm up on a four by four balcony uh don't really have much room in san francisco yeah but still brewing you know still kind of exploring as much as i could uh in the bay area beer scene really getting into things um decided i kind of want to change and you know my folks had moved down to carlsbad i come down to see him visit Peaceport, visit great breweries in san diego yeah kind of uh, found one i really loved and uh decided to you know try and go for it and uh transition into the, the brewing industry so working at society brewing now and uh getting as involved as possible in both you know the homebrew side of things uh, san diego has i want to say one of the best you know um environments for homebrewing in the country uh certainly you know Quaff, uh the homebrew mart Ballast point yeah um you know you have white labs there yeah 20 years of uh just incredible you know support for uh both homebrewers and commercial brewers from a you know, yeast perspective uh so yeah just you know decided to kind of make my move down to san diego so now i'm down there um, working at a society brewing company uh, i also do work for the board of the san diego uh brewers guild so i know what it you know kind of takes to take a, a smaller group of people but also representing a larger group of membership and that's what i see as you know the aha governing committee you know serving that role uh between the membership of the american home Brewers association and then you know the aha members and then the birds association so the folks who you know run and organize things like nhc and you know who are you know the gary glasses who are sending out the email blasts to say you know if we don't change this law in california we can't have nhc in san diego and it's you know making sure that that stuff gets communicated to to the members and members are ready and willing to act on that and, excellent uh, you know really just playing that kind of pivotal role between you know the large masses you know i think we're what at you know forty seven thousand members now in the aha somewhere around there somewhere yeah and then uh you know the 20 plus people who are you know making decisions for the aha and the BA on a daily basis sure
2: Excellent, and it sounds like you'd be able to offer maybe some uh, legal perspective anyway on, on what might be happening uh, and at different times. Sure,
9: the, you know, I'm here. certainly very in tune with what was going on in California as far as the, you know, AB uh, 2004 and just making sure that we can get events like the SoCal, you know, um Festival and, you know, the NHC back to California and just making sure that, you know, um, those types of events, you know, I know Tasty does his uh, Tasty Room uh, Corner in, you know, at Winterfest? At Winterfest. Making yeah. thing, sure that things like that, you know, can happen, but also, you know, the dedicated homebrew events that do support, you know, homebrew clubs, which um that's what they should, you know, those events should go to support is, right. you know, go back to the hobby. Um, Absolutely. So just uh, making sure that, you know, um, things like that are on people's agenda and that they notice and are aware of th- small things they can do. Write a letter, you know. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. So Okay.
2: Uh, as with everybody, you can go to homebrewersassociation.org. You'll find Mark, uh, Mark Mike Sardina there. Uh, you can click on his link. There's a photo and, and a bio uh, along with everybody else. And uh, I do know that Mike's a very dedicated guy, dedicated to beer, dedicated to homebrewing. He's organized. Uh, we've worked uh, together on a few things, and he's always a, just a pleasure to work with. So uh, I definitely recommend taking a look at him. And anything else you'd like to say for why folks should vote for you, Mike?
9: It's Yeah, like you summed it up fairly well. I love beer, and I love working for beer. I love working for people who are passionate about beer, and that's what I would do on the AHA governing committee. There you go. Can, can I just ask one uh, important question?
4: How long did you uh, live off of your law time savings before you started eating ramen again? Like, mm-hmm. did it last you a year, a month?
9: I, I'm back to ramen. Back to ramen. Well,
4: I, but after how long, though? It's important.
6: Yeah, <laughs> a
9: little bit. <laughs> Take a look. He's not comfortable with your I line mean, of yes, questioning. Son. Jesus, good answer. Uh, <laughs> what kind of law did you practice when you did that? Intellectual property, uh, patent litigation, okay. so trial, trial lawyer. Um, wow. Representing a large uh, cell phone manufacturer. Okay. So I had about 40 cell phones in my office at any given point in time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing you're smart, Mike, because you're not as handsome
2: as I am, and and I'm people not. like to vote uh, with their with their eyes. Yeah, it's a popularity contest. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, that, that last you have guy, my vote. His
9: voice killed it, and Justin's, you know, his good
2: looks kill it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Aaron's I, I got Aaron Hyde is almost as handsome as I am, so I, people <laughs> might vote for. So I just you got a big brain though, so sure. I think that's important. Uh, go check out Mike over on homebrewersassociation.org. dot org. Mike, you ran last time as well. I did, yeah. Uh, so I know this is an important thing to you. You're really looking to. Yeah. Y- you want to be a part of it. Yeah, Kim would crush me last time. Ah, so. oh, Kim. Did you think about suing her? Just, yeah, she's a tough <laughs> opponent. That it was one. my yeah.
6: idea
0: to win. Uh, and and listen,
2: and Kim's not even all that great on the on the panel now. I
9: mean, <laughs> plus she's blonde and she's know, a girl. Yeah. Yeah. She,
2: <laughs> I mean, she just sits there with her good ideas, and it's really annoying for no, the rest Kim of and us, Andy
9: are fantastic people
2: well, well, they might be nice people, yeah. but I'm just talking about professionally <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> they're <laughs> lacking a little bit yeah. Yeah. they're yeah. nice people We're talking yeah. about a
5: governing committee here. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, you can vote for Mike over at homebrewersassociation.org. dot org I do believe we're going to have two more candidates on the program on our next show, so if you want to wait and listen to everybody and uh have a more informed decision, you can do so, but you can read about everybody and vote now over at uh, Uh, the aha website mike thanks brother thanks for being on the show thank you for having me all right since since
4: when is voting about listening to everything and then
2: making an informed decision
4: no you you have an emotional quick reaction and you cast a vote before you have a chance to
2: think well if mike just didn't give you an emotional reaction i don't know who will I'll (laughs) say that right now (laughs) right i'm emotional i'm all choked up right now mike Uh, you're my brewing partner did i see you just casted a vote i watched (laughs) you do it you watched me vote uh am i allowed to vote yeah i'm allowed to vote I wish I could vote uh, for everybody, though we do have a lot of good candidates, and I think GC candidates should be able to vote. That for everybody. would
5: cancel out your own vote. I don't care. It's still it's a feel, oh, okay. it's a
2: feel good vote. All right, the See? GC it's should, be a, should be emotional. That's what right. I'm yeah, saying. Right. Voting should be based on emotion. <laughs> yes, that's how I vote for everything. Obviously. Uh, All right. So make sure that you do go vote. I mean, that's the most important thing because um, it's your uh, it's your American Homebrewers Association. You're the membership that we serve. And, uh, you know, we're going to be your voice uh, when issues come up. So uh, we like to be able to represent you as best we can. So please vote if you are a part of the American Homebrewers Association. If you're not, you should be. So sign up today. It's uh, you can't get tickets to the NHC if you're not a member. Uh, Tasty's been a member for longer than most states have been part of the union, I think. No, a long time. Uh, how long have you been an AHA? Well,
7: I think we had about
2: 200,000 when I joined. Yeah, that's right. So it's doubled in some. Excellent. Tasty didn't go to our brew day. but uh, no, no,
7: no, I was there in spirit. Yeah. It's, yeah it's I was important. making homebrew, but I wasn't doing no.
2: All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Tioga Sequoia Brewing Company's in the studio with us. We're going to drink some beer. We're going to hang out. We're going to learn about Tioga Sequoia. And we're probably going to have some fun while we do it. It's the session live from the Hop Grenade. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters.
10: Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
1: Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. And make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making.
5: The 21st Amendment.
1: Watch
6: out!
0: Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jameel Zanishef's consent is prohibited. Saka JP.
1: Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brewer, Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to brew your own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com.
2: Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisheff, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering, but it takes a backseat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers.
10: You're tuned into the session.
2: Welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us today. we got Tioga Sequoia Brewing Company in the studio with us. We're going to have a good time drinking some beer and talking beer with those guys. I wanted to remind you that White Labs is putting on some classes that you should know about. One of them is going to be during the Craft Brewers Conference in Oregon this year. Uh, That's going to happen on April 14th, so you're going to want to sign up by March 14th. That's coming up quick. So you can still get uh, early bird registration. It's yeast handling for brewers, cropping, storing, and propagation. And uh, those guys at White Labs are the best. So if you want to take another class while you're at CBC, I recommend that one. For you homebrewers, during the National Homebrewers Conference, there's going to be a homebrew yeast workshop uh, and webinar, actually. So even if you're not going to be in San Diego, you can take the course. Uh, It's going to happen on June 10th. That's the day of BNA 10. But don't worry. You won't miss BNA 10. They'll they'll do it during the day. Uh, Early registration for that is May 10th. So you want to make sure you sign up for that May tenth, and you save uh, a good amount of cash by doing that. But uh, again, the White Labs people are the one you want to ones you want to learn about yeast from. So those are two workshops. You can go over to White Labs and click on the education button, and you can see all of their uh, courses that they put up, which is quite a few of them. So go check it out. All right, Twitter game. I forgot to announce real quick, JP. Twitter um, game. What is our Twitter game today?
0: Well, uh, it was it's honor. Of, it's an honor of Susie because she is in uh, in studio working the chat for the Bev. Yeah. And the Bev has to do whatever the Bev does on Mondays. Nobody um, So I wanted to know uh, if, if people could ask Susie one question, mm-hmm. what would it be? All right. Because got... you don't get a lot of opportunities to ask Susie questions because no. she's not really here. She's never here yeah. anymore. Isn't she in the chat right now? Yes. But don't so ask they... there. Right.
2: Oh, Because right. she's not going to answer your questions there. Correct. Only on Twitter. Yes. Stop being difficult, Beardy. All right. Well, yeah. okay.
0: Now I know why Candy cut his beard. This is a great great Twitter game. I like it. That's better.
5: Right, yeah. You do better. Shut (laughs) the fuck
2: up, Beardy. Thank you. All right, and Susie is in the chat room, so if you hit the chat now button on the homepage, then she will send your questions over to me if you've got questions for our guest today, which is uh, Tioga Sequoia Brewing Company. Wait, so they can ask Susie questions about Tioga Sequoia. Sequoia. But not about her. That is correct. Okay. You are catching on quick, Beardy. This is, yeah, I'm getting it now. Yep. All right. How are long have you been doing
0: the show? Um. Never mind. Yeah. A year, maybe, right. and he's still damn it, he, Beardy. I, he can still only find the brake pedal, <laughs> not the gas. I, so I did drive with Beardy the other day. Oh yeah,
2: he can actually he can see things.
0: Yeah. I realized. No, I meant the brake pedal for the show. No, I know okay. that, yeah, but yeah. I'm still talking about these <laughs> okay. other things. With he can't, uh, did he yeah. stop at all yield signs? Because yeah. he does that with me. Oh, he does. Yeah, and I'm like, That's
2: what are we doing? He definitely stops in places he shouldn't have stopped. But uh, but he stayed in between the lines is what
5: I was well, thinking. Yeah, he, he, no,
0: he can see just fine. Uh, do you
5: know how what yielding means? It means <laughs> yes. when there's oncoming traffic, you, you stop. Right,
0: but when there's not, uh, you don't. Well, you merge. I see things you
5: don't.
2: Right. Yeah. He sees dead people yeah. different and percent, yield signs. Different, <laughs> different light spectrums. Yeah. I see yield signs. <laughs> All right, Tioga Sequoia is in the studio with us. Uh, right now we've got Kevin Cox, who's the uh, brewmaster. Uh, welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you. Glad to be here. We've also got Michael Cruz, who's the, the president. Yes, it's, uh, it's
11: actually a fun drive up here. It's probably one of my favorite drives uh, to the coast, and I'm
2: excited. Where's yeah. the brewery located? So where was the drive? So we're in Fresno. Ah, so yes uh, as we yes, like to yes, call exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
11: so we take 99, which is uh, actually what we're drinking right now. So we made a beer after the highway that we travel on uh, from city to city in the valley.
4: This
2: is the beer so, that's in our glass here? Yeah, it, yeah. What Use kind your of own beer?
4: mics, guys. I threw a mic your direction. Oh,
11: oh my fault. There I didn't go. know we had a second one. Yep.
4: Uh, what is the beer? What,
2: what kind of style it's, is it? It's a
11: Honey Golden Ale. So it's very sessionable. It's our lightest beer we make. Beautiful. Kevin should probably talk more about it. About
2: the beer. Well, we'll we will dive here, into the beer as well. I just wanted to uh, know what was in my glass, real quick.
4: Yeah. Just to, to give uh, people at home that aren't seeing this, it's an interesting visual because if you had to guess, if you just saw these guys, Kevin and Michael, who would you assume was the president and who would you assume <laughs> was the brewmaster?
2: Yeah, I was going to get into that because one looks who is the president looks way too young. Mike, do you mind yeah. me asking how what how old are you? I'm 29. Yes. You are a 29-year-old president of a brewery. That,
11: that's actually a, a really fun subject because we were talking about it on the way up here. Me and Forrest, uh, who's one of my reps, is with us. Yeah. I'd say 75% of the brewery employees are less than 30. 30 or less. Yeah. Really? How many, yes. So. Uh, I'm still the youngest guy at Tiago Sequoia, and I'm only 24.
2: 24?
11: Yes. Still yeah. the youngest. He just turned 24,
2: too. So. A lot of youngsters. How do you end yeah. up the president of a brewing company at your age?
11: Uh, I do it right after college. You just it's, went for uh, it. Exactly.
2: Did so, you? Uh, is your dad the owner? Uh, no, no, no.
6: Is I, <laughs> <does> your dad? <laughs> again, for, the uh, forgive
2: my line of questioning. I, I'm whoa. just. It's I, you. You know, it's abnormal, right?
3: I, I do.
11: Okay. I do. So I, I was in the right place at the right time. Okay. Um, I actually interned for the brewery when we were basically a contract brewery. Okay. Uh, back in 2009, uh, we Kevin was working at Sequoia Brewing at the time, and we basically went to Sequoia and had uh, we had them develop some recipes, Kevin, while well, he was still working there, and uh, we took those to contract breweries. And it was like, uh, it was basically getting you know our feet in the ground, testing the market. I mean, we're from Fresno, so craft beer is a little bit of a ghost town when you when you deal with real micro craft brewing. Okay. Um, and I interned for six months, and at the when I and basically at the end of my uh, my senior year, I asked, hey, can I can I do this full time? I mean. We're, we're making so much progress. Uh, I feel like things are going great. Yeah. And that was the time when they decided to hire Kevin. Okay. Hire me, put us together, and build our brewery. Excellent. So, yeah.
2: Well, so... Just so you know, uh, to me that actually sounds like you are even more qualified because you really had to show your stuff, and then they uh, yeah. went, "This yeah, kid the- can do it, so let's go for it." Exactly. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. good so, for
11: you, man. It's been, a, it's definitely been a journey and uh, learning in our in our kind of uh, uneducated uh, market at the time. I mean, right now, it's beer in the San Joaquin Valley. It's just. On fire.
2: So I mean, let's talk about that. So. Just not, obviously, not all of our listeners know uh, California and, and the region. Fresno is a, a little farther out. It's Would you call it kind of at the top of the Central Valley? It's, it's right in the middle. It's in the middle of the yeah, Central Valley. Yeah, okay, so. see, I, even I don't know California. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so middle of the Central Valley and uh, less population than, say, here in the Bay Area. And are you saying that there there just wasn't a big uh, craft beer scene there? Well, there's.
11: I mean, there was a few brew pubs up until, you know, maybe – You know, 2012, 13, there's been a few others pop up. okay. But there was no real local distribution of craft beer made in the Valley. You only really had Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas, Firestone, New Belgium. Uh, It's only been the past two or three years that we've been getting this huge influx of breweries, even just more in California. San Diego, the Bay, uh, you know, even across the country, like uh, Oscar Blues and uh, Dr. Shed just recently came in about a year or two ago. Or they've been... In the Bay and, and, and SoCal for for years
2: already. Okay, so, so just kind um, of slow to start in the craft beer scene. Yeah, yeah, just that's it's what it is. I mean, and Kevin, Kevin you work for one of the early breweries there, right?
12: Yeah, we we were well ahead of the curve. Unfortunately, that was the problem.
2: Oh, I
4: see. <laughs> what
2: was what was the early brewery that you uh...
4: Butterfield Brewing Company? Okay,
12: and you can you, know, tell,
4: you can tell by the name how early it was too. <laughs> that, would you put butter in the name of your brewery if you were <laughs> <that's> opening? <true. laughs> yeah, no. probably not today. Well, you
12: know, it was kind of like. Very trendy at the time, you know, to start a, a brew pub, per se, and just make normal uh, European-style beers, you know, like a pale ale and a sure. amber and a porter and nothing too extreme like, you know, obviously they're doing today, a whole different ball game. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was in the game pretty early. And uh,
2: What year are we talking for this brewery? That uh, were- this brewery
12: started in late 89 actually that's when i was hired okay Uh, it opened in probably march of 1990 had about a 10 year run nice prior to that i had worked for a place in the napa valley calistoga brewing company or called napa valley brewing company that's still there yeah Uh, it was really really early i mean we're talking anchor sierra nevada was still had a lot of yeast in the bottle and uh okay (laughs) yeah you know New Albion hadn't turned into Mendocino Brewing Company yet, so... So that's... we were all
2: still figuring it out, <laughs> basically. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, and and what got you in, into brewing even before that?
12: Um, really, what got me into brewing, I, I worked 10 years for a really high-end winery. I was blessed. I mean, first of all, I was a Navy brat, so I was not exposed to anything good as far as food or drink at all. Sorry, Dad and Mom. <laughs> but uh, I... My original first job as a dishwasher for a gourmet restaurant, and I'm kind of an ambitious guy. was working on the line within a year and a half and uh, learning how to cook scampi and lobster and filet mignon. And, you know, that was kind of like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so that was my palate, you know, adjustment A. Palate adjustment B was working in the winery. Okay. Uh, Very high-end winery, expensive, uh, did a lot of tasting, comparative tasting. And that's really where I got my chops and my palate. And during the time while I worked there, I befriended a guy who worked with me who had been a world traveler. And he got me off the Lucky Lager and stuff like that, you know, and, you know, ex- exposed me to what world beers were all about. Okay. And uh, long story short, uh, those beers were expensive. <laughs> I wasn't making a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, typical homebrew story sometimes. But uh I had another friend who was who was home brewing, so I talked to him and basically started reading everything. And then I just blew up, and then of course he wanted to keep up with me, so we just blew up each other, and we ended up being, you know, the two badass brewers for the Sonoma Beerocrats. Nice. Back when Byron Birch was writing brewing quality beers, really dating myself here now. <laughs>
6: that's-, <laughs>
2: uh, that's all right. we're fans of Byron but, Birch. Uh, anyway.
12: Uh, that was kind of how it started for me. You know, we by the time I was done homebrewing, uh, I'd won a couple of first places, HWBTA and AHA. Uh, had a little bit of an advantage. Uh, I know that people talk about bad beer in the '80s. I've heard some guy earlier, and I had to laugh because it's like that was not our fault. Obviously, it was an ingredient issue. Okay, and one of the big ingredient pitfalls back then was yeast. And being in the wine trade, I knew somebody that was working in a wine lab who was screwing around with different beer cultures for fun. Okay. And I befriended her and started getting liquid cultures way before everyone else, and I was kicking everyone's ass. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little bit of a disadvantage for others. but Sure. Uh, the combination of having a good palate, understanding world styles, uh, taking a lot of courses from the early days with Michael Lewis, uh, and just basically immersing myself in the whole thing. It's so exciting to see what you guys are doing because
2: no one was doing this. I had to do this all pretty much with a few guys. You know, I was like,
6: yeah. this
12: is crazy."
2: Well, when we started, it was no one was doing it either. Now there were certainly tons of homebrew clubs, uh, but our our thought was that there were a lot of places in the country that didn't have a bunch of guys sitting around doing this either. So if we did it and sent it out to the world, they they could tune in. Um, but my guess is that had we been doing it to, you know, back then, we would have died, too. We would have had <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a very short We've run, got huh? at least two more years. <laughs> yeah. And then that's at least it. two more years.
4: So re- regarding yeah. the yeast, if all the ingredients other than the yeast are top of the line, but the yeast is no good, you basically can't make good beer. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. And
12: in fact, in the early days of Butterfields, I mean, there just wasn't any liquid cultures out there. I mean, I was using... A particular dried strain from, I believe it was a Whitbread strain at the time, that came in a foil pouch, and it was the only thing that made beer worth a damn. And I learned that from uh, my experiences in the in the brewery in Napa experimenting with different
2: yeast. And, uh, How that, did you use that? Did you just you have a propagation tank and throw...
12: Well, the dried yeast, you could pitch whole. You, you, didn't, you didn't have to prop it. They, they came in a big enough pack. And, you know, I brewed like that for years, and I won, shoot, the first year out the gate with Butterfields. My porter won a gold medal to GABF beating Anchor, which blew my mind because that was my idol. Okay. And, uh, you know, so these were all done with dried yeast strains. So well, it, wasn't, it wasn't until about the mid-'90s that we... You know, uh, had Y-East, and that was, you know, precursor, obviously, to White Labs later, okay. but they were kind of the first liquid culture that you could get there. And, of course, you know, we all jumped on and that was a game-changer. Okay. And uh, the rest is history, you know. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's insane. Sure. So easy. <laughs>
2: Well, let's talk about this beer for a moment, and then I want to learn more about your your process to becoming the head brewer at, at Tioga uh, Sequoia. But tell us about the Honey Gold Nail in our glass, which is uh, what you guys call ninety nine Gold Nail, right?
12: Yeah, this, uh, as Michael says, our session beer. It's uh, it's target audience, obviously. There's a market in this realm out there already. We won't mention names, but uh, you know, I mean, we wanted a piece of that piece of that action. I mean, this is the training wheels beer for the current craft beer. Trender, you know, somebody that's transitioning into it, they can go into a bar, get something that's got a little bit of color and it's not offensive to them. It's not dry, it's not hoppy, it's smooth, it's drinkable. Yeah, it's and that's in fact an ale. It's, an ale. it's not a lager. It's just yeah. different. It's an ale, and it's just the rich malt character is. Uh, it's easy to drink, and you know, we kind of pride ourselves on it being a little richer and fuller than some of them. Yeah, and uh, it, that's kind of the whole thing is. There's a lot of people that appreciate hoppy beers that still like to enjoy one of these once in a while because, hey, you don't always have to drink the same thing and you can try different things. So we want to make the beer, you know, good for everybody, not just that one demographic. Okay, like we
11: said, too, I mean, we're coming from the San Joaquin Valley where there's still, you know, versus I think, what are we nationally now like? almost 10 percent craft beer sold nationally something like that. yeah like if seven. you count us all together yeah. yeah but in fresno it's probably like one so okay uh, it's just hits a ma- master demographic for us and we're all about local i mean all of our brands are local okay
2: and uh, so we go for our target market which is yeah our, our local fresnans good yeah. what where does the honey character come from is that a malt ingredient or actual honey
12: no, it it's all honey malt. I put quite a bit of it in there. <laughs> and that's like what, what
2: percent if you don't mind?
12: Um, it's probably something in the neighborhood of 10%. Okay. But well, it's still pretty significant. And that's where the color all the color comes from and you know the rest of it's all base malt and some wheat malt. Okay. So the honey malt has a pretty high levabon content and uh, it really
2: know, the, comes through in in a very nice way. You could have, I would have guessed hunt actual honey even because it has a nice uh sweetness to it. Um But uh, it's great.
12: Well, thank you. We're proud of it. It's one of the things we're, uh, you know, as we call core beers or building our foundation on to make all our cool stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, You still want to have stuff you can be proud of. You know, I mean, I'm a firm believer in not just making something for that purpose. Sure. You know, I want to be able to drink it. I want to like it.
2: Are there any (laughs) issues that come up with using 10% uh, honey malt? Uh, attenuation or in the mash color. or anything like that? <laughs> Just color? Yeah, I, I've been kind of avoiding that issue, but yeah, yeah.
12: Color, color's been a problem. Gambrinus makes this malt, and it's it's a fairly small malt house, and they had some issues with uh, irregular color. Uh, okay. And so we made a batch one time that was a really super dark kind of looked like our tamarack and it kind of pissed some <laughs> people off but well there's a golden you know. ale yeah <laughs> well yeah. right and it tasted fine but it's perception yeah. i guess that's uh, tough and, uh, if it says
2: it on the bottle and it's a honey know, golden ale it, of course it looks amber or, or, <laughs> of
12: course uh, you know our brewery has progressed to a point where we're approaching the ten thousand barrel a year mark so i've got three it's other yours. guys working in the brewery i you know i'm the brewmaster, operations manager, I have a head brewer, and I have two other brewers beyond that. And, of course, I'm going headhunting when the color's off, like who yeah. put the wrong malt in. Oh, yeah,
2: you <laughs> want to know that. That. And they're so, like, so, Kevin, so I yeah. swear to God, it was yeah. the one you
5: ordered.
12: I know. I, thought, <laughs> I feel really bad about that. Sorry, guys.
5: <laughs>
6: yeah.
12: <laughs> but so anyway, you know, it's one of those things. It was kind of an anomaly, but now I have them color check it before I buy it. Okay. And so mm-hmm. that problem is... Uh, <laughs> live and learn.
7: That's <laughs> what I was going to say, Tasty. Live and learn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, uh, you mentioned you've got like a one percent craft uh, in your local area, and you're a regional brewery. You're, 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 your customers are all pretty close. Yes. Uh, it seems like you're very dependent on, you know, the Republicans to open up and give you more, give you more faucets to, for them to yeah. bring in new new customers into the fold.
11: Yeah, I mean, and, it, and the, it's funny you say that too because I know probably sixty five percent of what we make is packaged. We yeah. have a so it's less on, on the, the tax. Okay, and how does that goes into what uh, grocery
7: stores? Are you are in grocery stores, yeah. We're some major. Uh, any stores. chains
11: like Walgreens, anything like that? Not not not, not uh, the drug market, not the drugstore okay. market, right. but like Save Mart and Vons, All right, Then uh, local uh, quick for, stops and stuff like that. Yeah, mostly grocery. Grocery. Um, it seems like that makes a little more sense. For what product. format are you in there? Are you in twelve uh, pack bottles, six pack bottles, six packs, twenty twos? Uh, we have in our 22. two flagships, which would be one. This this ninety nine is a good twelve pack, obviously because yeah. you can drink a lot of it and then yeah. our, our IPA which is our our number one beer we make
2: it's a good IPA we've come across some twenty twos here uh, thanks to Forrest over there yeah. that uh, we always enjoy uh, you guys we've, have done our winter Fest now for a couple of years uh, three years now okay uh, but when did you open uh,
11: so so two thousand going back to two thousand and nine I said that's kind of when we started uh, two thousand and eight is when we started contract brewing I jumped in in two thousand nine we we bought the building we're in downtown and we started doing our own beer which means non contract okay, yeah. in 2010
2: 2010 okay yeah, excellent yeah, so, yeah, and i think but, what Tasty was kind of getting at too is 10,000 barrels is is quite a bit to move uh, and you're mostly moving it uh, around the central valley Batesville right to Stockton. that's yeah. really yeah. fantastic
11: so and it's because of those those chain supermarkets like save mart's been really great with us good uh, every package every sku we make Twenty twos and six packs.
2: I like to see the chain Supermarkets supporting yeah. local beer like that too. Uh, yeah. Not that there aren't other examples of that. I'm, I'm not dissing them. I'm saying that's it's just nice to see. It, it is. It is, and that's that's where a lot of our volume is.
11: And then we we have uh, you know we do have a local local following. I mean that's that's our whole. Like I said, our marketing is local. I mean most breweries that's what they go after. Okay, is drink local or buy local. Uh, but our branding really represents that from the the names of the beers to uh, you know our our brand being uh, sure. Southern Sierra themed with the Forest Service logo and Half Dome and General Sherman. I mean, people can relate to these uh, even even travelers that come into our area. Yeah, absolutely. Know those brands.
7: Yeah, they can sense they're in uh, in California because you're a yeah. California brewery. Yeah, exactly. For every and every
2: way. Definitely. So, so Kevin, did you build the brewery the the existing brewery that you guys
8: use?
12: I did a lot of direction. Yeah,
2: that's what I did. Yeah, I know you didn't. You didn't make uh, the stainless. I'm, stuff. Not, I'm, not lot, I'm not much of a plumber, but you put it. To a, you were there when it went in. You guided the brewery that yeah, you want. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean,
12: you know, I, I had already built a brewery before the Butterfield plant, which was set up to be a you know multi-thousand barrel brewery. It was oh. a fifty barrel JV system, much like uh, the original one over there at uh, Firestone. Wow, it was almost online about the same time as when Slow had it. And, uh... You know, we were, we had 100-barrel fermenters of full CIP uh, with a PLC system and all fixed pipe. You guys went all big early. Pipe. Well, right, which is why it failed, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Uh, our investors were a little overzealous. All three of our products had won gold medals at the GABF, and they were all kind of fired up. It was easy to get excited. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, they didn't have the money to pull it through a market outside of our area, and that was the killer. Okay. And it's unfortunate. I wish I had that brewery back. I'd like to have it right now. <laughs> it's a nice brewery. Um, Oh, my God. That okay. was awesome.
4: Well, it's an interesting uh, switch than what we normally hear, isn't it? I, I feel like we hear a lot of, well, if I'd only bought a bigger system to start with, and that was, you know, I only had a five-barrel or whatever, and now he's saying, well, we went too big. Yeah. How do you find that sweet spot?
2: Yeah, well, now it w- it's it's a decade, almost two, deca- two decades at least, actually, later, isn't it? Uh, so it's just mm-hmm. a different time. Now you can go big like that, and you're probably going to be okay if the product is good. Then I'm guessing the product was good. You know what you're doing, but maybe the market wasn't. Well, no. it,
12: it could have been if we had the money to pull through a, a market, if we'd have sold better. And that'd, be, uh, that'd know, be true now, too. Our our actual original sales guy was Doug Dresser from Firestone. But at the time, he had never done anything in the brewing world. And, you know, so it was kind of like we had that. And, you know, no offense, Doug, that's my one of my best friends. But yeah. I'm sure that... Uh, I've told him this to his face. If you, if you were who you are now, then I think it would have been a different story. Right. Doug you is know? The,
11: the regional sales manager for the San Joaquin Valley of, of where, where we sell our most of our beer.
2: Okay. Got um, it. Got it. Uh, so uh, what is your brew house now? How many barrels are you brewing on?
12: It's a 30-barrel system, and we're set up now to do two, two brews a day. So we, we're we brewing you know at least probably a minimum five, six to seven times a week. Right now, and that's just you know precursor to our amount of tanks we have. We just put in. We literally don't have any more room. We're okay. I mean we're putting out the kind of barrelage I just told you in seven thousand feet. Wow, amazing. Wow. That is, and uh, you know I did have to do a lot of shoehorning. And and but if you looked at it, if you look at it, it's really well thought out. The brewers work completely separate from the cellar guy, who works completely separate from the Kagan guy, who works completely separate. From where the bottling area is. Okay. And so all those things go on at the same time every day, all the time, and it's seamless.
2: Plus, you've got a tasting room to deal with as well, and uh, you guys do events on the space, right?
12: That's fairly new. I'll let Michael take the ball on that one, but that's... (laughs) I don't want to hug yeah. the mic. I'll no,
2: that's all it. right. So the, the seven. So, let me just. Yeah. Did I did I sense some frustration, like Michael and his goddamn events getting in the,
11: <laughs> getting in the way of my brewery yeah. with that? Also, or? they're, they're uh, in
12: a different area. They they don't have okay. anything to do with it. All
11: right, just, you know, just check. Fortunately, it's actually the other way around. We actually planned to do a tasting room years ago when we first opened in 2011, but. Production kept taking up the space. We wanted to do it in that seven thousand square feet. As so, you want, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's why I say, fortunately, cause yeah, it's uh, it's actually a good thing. Yeah. but But uh, we uh, acquired a thirty thousand square foot uh, warehouse parking lot up uh, behind the brewery. And okay. Behind, uh, there's an alley separating uh, the brewery from this this lot. So that's where we now store all of our glass, all of our grain, company parking, and then we. Uh, Modified about a quarter of the the grain warehouse to be a beer garden, it's Excellent. A tasting room. Uh, it's all open air. Uh, move, everything's movable. We've got beer garden type uh, tables and chairs and beautiful, very industrial. It's very, it's very
12: urban. You know, like you'd see a lot like Drake's or something, where you one know of my out, it's what, yeah. you know it's kind of like industrial out on the docks and all that. And you know you see that all over the place, San Diego and all kinds of places. Yeah, but there was complex. nothing like that in Fresno. Okay, so this is something that you know as michael and i we talk about it's like man you know we were looking where we store our barrel age stuff now inside we were planning to do the tasting room and we're so glad we didn't do that because it would have been too normal okay you know it would have been inside it would have been like a bar uh it was kind of a cost constraint thing we were trying to make this thing profitable it was a way for us to make some extra money to kind of you know, close some gaps because packaging so expensive, and we're like you told you, we're sixty five percent. So that's a lot of packaging. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we went outside in the grain warehouse and kind of did it. You know, I don't want to say willy nilly, but you know, just throw some <laughs> yeah. some taps up mm-hmm. and see if people would react. And oh man, you know, it's been awesome. People, people love, love that it. kind of environment. Exactly. So by ac- kind of by accident. We actually did the right now thing. Now we won't go back.
11: Yeah. Now we'll keep, we won't. You know, now that we, it's proven that we we can draw people downtown, and that's another element too. I don't know if we talked about, it, but no. we're in downtown Fresno. It's not like most downtowns. It's 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 a ghost town after everyone leaves for work. I mean, there's about forty thousand people that work in downtown Fresno, but mm. after 5 o'clock, it's a ghost town.
2: So no one lives there no one or around. But they around certainly
7: no. want a beer after work. And, they do, uh, they do.
11: House. And that's been, that's been a huge reason why it's, right. it's, it's been a huge uh, benefit for us. Okay. Is, especially Thursdays and Fridays. People want a beer before yeah. they go home. You're
7: building or, up, improving that 1% yourselves. That oh, one
11: yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to take all the credit, but I feel but like... No, you're
7: building more new craft our, beer drinkers. Our,
11: our, yeah, some of what we've done has helped... Other breweries, crack, see yeah. market share in our area because right. now we're helping, you know, educate, and that's really the big thing with us. And what, what we we like to do is educate the people that live in our area, um, you know, palate development, making sure they know what they're drinking and, and what the taste flaws have stuff.
2: that gateway gateway yeah, of your life. Because once
11: they know, they never go back to.
2: What, and you kind of you know. need a tasting space of your own to do that oh, to definitely. really invite people in and make them feel a part of something. Exactly. So, yeah. you, it's good on you, excellent. Yeah. And
12: even. Some of the city officials, they're just so stoked that we're doing what we're doing. They, you know, the area we're at, they're trying to revitalize. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, our mall's being renovated across the street from us. Uh, the high speed rail's coming in right at that point. That's kind of a starting block point. And, you know, there's a future there. And it's what happens to most cities or a lot of cities that, you know, grow north. Uh, they've hit a wall and now they're going to work their way back. Okay. And, you know,
3: we have a I, lot of urban you
12: know, sprawl. Right, and, and it's really bad. And so yeah. as we become part of this, um, for instance, we do this food show, what's what's an expo? Fresno Food Expo. And okay. that's been a big hit, and we've been a big part of it, and it brings in a lot of local products, not just obviously craft beer, but growing stuff and things that are locally made. And they're going to put a big uh, store right across the street from us for this that could draw people from all over the country. Beautiful. and. There's a big space right next to that that they're lobbying us to go into to build our bigger production plant and okay. have, like, a walk-through tour thing. Sure. So the city sees the value in us and what we're doing, and, you know, we've been there. I mean, we could have gone to the north end of town. It would have been a lot easier ticket. But, you know, we've been a big believer in downtown Fresno, and we're going to stick it out. And I think at the end of the day, we're going to
2: – it's the right call. Good. And you need that. You need the support of the, of the city. Oh, definitely.
4: In our glass right now is the uh, Half Dome California Wheat, and I'm wondering uh, if uh, this has made a convert out of you, Justin. Justin is notoriously not a fan of wheat beer.
2: It's true. This is a great wheat beer. (laughs) It's really
4: good, isn't it? How could you not like
2: this? And I've been coming around on wheat beers, too. I still can't drink too many of them, but that's an insides thing that no one needs to know about. Uh, Poopy bottom! Poopy bottom! You have a poopy bottom! pretty bottom! So, you know, I like like to have a six-pack a night instead of just one. I'm that kind of drinker, and, uh, (laughs) you know, it's not going to be wheat beer for me. This is a fantastic beer. Tell us about it.
12: Well, this one's had a lot of evolution. (laughs) Okay. Um, Originally, when I designed it back when I worked for Sequoia Brewing, it was a half Hefeweizen, half pale ale, believe it or not. A mild pale ale and a half uh, banana-y, real German Hefeweizen. Okay. Um, What had happened was the strain of yeast that I was using that made the banana-y half got really clovey. And it changed the whole profile of it, and nobody was digging it anymore. Okay, And it kind of was very disappointing, but, you know, so... That just, turns
2: me off from Hef's too, by the way, that, you know, that strong it, clove. It was so good,
12: and then, you know, just couldn't do it anymore, so...
2: Did The yeast just mutates over time? I, I
12: don't know if it did. I mean, honest to God, the, the original Hef strain that y yeast had, that was the uh, Weinstefan strain, I bought back from Germany, <laughs> and I had it as a house strain. Uh, years ago when I was working with Butterfields, I brought it back, and that's what I was using, and then they started selling it, and then it changed. And I have no idea what happened, but long story short, uh, turned it into something else. And and the original change was done by myself and Tom Caprillion, who I'm sure you're familiar with from House of Pendragon. Yep. He was my original brewing partner. Uh, I've I've been really blessed to have really good partners you know and you'll hear about them as we go along the way but uh i have a pretty good eye for talent okay good uh, (laughs) you
6: need it (laughs) yeah he was
4: he was on the show a few months ago he didn't mention you yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think he did
2: he did i listened and he said i have a terrible eye for talent (laughs) (laughs) he also had to sit next to jp
0: anyway uh, nothing okay
12: What we had done was, him and I were messing around with pilots of this and talking about what to do. And, uh, the original idea was to, um, to make it like a wit, but we wanted it like a wit saison. So we're using a blend yeast. And instead of having, you know, the traditional, you know, coriander and bitter orange, uh, we put lemon peel and sweet orange in it, mostly lemon peel. And then some coriander, and then it was better, and we were trying to make kind of like a summer beer before there was summer beers. Okay. And we wanted it to compete with Blue Moon and Choctaw, but we didn't want it to be a wit, you know, straight Belgian wit, because that's already been done. Why do it again, you know? Yeah. So uh, Tommy actually came up with the idea of using Grains of Paradise. Kind of like some summer beers had that in it, so that that African pepper spice, mm-hmm. and uh, that was it. That was like bang, you know. We need, <laughs> that was like okay, that's it. Okay. So that made it different. And uh, then recently, probably within the last year, we took the saison blend out and just used the wit, just to calm it down a little bit because of the market we were going after in Yosemite. It was a little aggressive for the average palate. Yeah, and with just the wit strain, uh, the other flavors came through in a softer manner. So that's pretty much where it's at right now.
2: So that beer right there has grains of paradise in it. Yes, that is a surprise to me. <laughs> I so there's another pretty large brewery that makes a, a, a summer beer with grains of paradise, and it's their main thing. And and I, dis- I despise, I hate, I abhor the beer. It's a, it's a, and it's that, it's that flavor. I would not have picked it out in that beer in a million well, years. Probably, you have put it in in such a yeah, way that it, it really adds it, to the beer.
12: Everything's about proportion, Sure. You know. <laughs> okay. Wow. Deft hand.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because I've, I'm, I, since trying this beer I'm talking about, I have been convinced that I will never like anything with Grains of Paradise in it. And Good. clearly, I'm wrong. Well, it just was go. used in a different way. And, and in my opinion, the wrong way.
6: <laughs> <This> is,
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very nice weed beer. Yeah. And it must do well for you guys in the summer. Okay. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It,
12: it, it, <laughs> dies a li- it dies Sounds a little like, bit yeah. in the winter, but man, it's just like it, Boy, ca- does it kick my ass it's, in it's, the uh, summer. It's, I mean. it's probably the beer that catches me with my pants down more than any of them. I'm always in trouble for running out of this the wrong okay. time. You know, yeah. it's like,
11: <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, you think you put, you know, Yosemite, highly tourist. Uh, uh, National Park. You put a beer called Half Dome in Yosemite. I mean, it's
2: going to sell. I mean, so that's part of it too, know. right? Yeah, let's not ignore some great marketing because i yeah. you do have to. You know, you're you're on the shelf with a lot of other beers, and in your area that ha- it's it's a beautiful label. It is called ha- what's it called Half Dome? What California wheat? Okay, Half. Dome. So yeah. that's got to help yeah. too. But then you know, I'm not going to go back to it if I if I pick it because it looks great and I taste it and it's shit. You know, yeah, you're not no. going to get me back. So you guys doing both there? It's it, well done. That's Thank a good you. beer,
6: yeah,
2: we're jamming through
4: beer here because uh, they brought so much, so now, in your glasses the uh, the Mount Whitney XPA, which I was just formed by Forrest, is not out yet, so we're getting a sneak peek oh uh,
2: yeah I, I, so I was yelling at my staff earlier because there wasn't a pale ale on tap, yeah. and I don't know how that memo didn't get across that I require a pale ale on top on tap one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> this right now is is quenching my thirst this is. Yeah you're you're fulfilling my need for a pail
4: now did you see this justin they have uh, they have an army insignia general's army oh and 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 tommy at house of pendragon is doing pendragon army right So, do we have to stick
2: john at beer law center on these guys <laughs> no we've never claimed to uh never claim to trademark that one that's uh i think the army would go after us all uh, if, if, if one of us were to try to claim army belongs to us uh we're about to launch a hop grenade army uh program as well so no i'm fine with sharing the army love good 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 on you guys this is a great extra pale ale what makes a pale ale extra pale
12: well this is a brand new beer for us and it was kind of brought on by uh what's happening now um mount whitney is something that i made originally at butterfields and it won a gold medal in 96 and it was 100 percent cascade at that time uh and it was dry hop like Extraordinarily, and you know some people would have said, "Wow, you know it's like an i p a but you know they weren't getting what I was thinking, okay, and uh there's a difference, and so it was kind of a brand that was close to my heart, so we brought it back when we did Tioga Sequoia but unfortunately, it was the Cascade thing had kind of run its course, and it wasn't cool enough, and so sales weren't were stagnant i mean. A lot of people would love it. You know, it sold really well at some of the bars, but it just wasn't trendy enough and it wasn't what was happening now. So, this one over here, Michael, you know, he just, he's like, hey, Kevin, you know, get your head out of your door and let's make something that's happening because that's what he's done all along. I mean, God bless him. You know, he, he was the guy that drugged me up the ladder. You know, I had the skills and the talent, but this one was out there beating the streets and finding all the new styles and uh, changing. The way I perceive beer myself, along with people I've brought in along the way, but the one thing I have learned is is to grow and learn and never stop. Yeah, because that's how you get stagnant.
2: This is why you guys are going to be successful. This is refreshing for me to hear. What do you mean are going to be? uh, uh, (laughs) Well, you're going to continue in the future. You're going to continue because uh, so a lot of brewers actually there are a lot of brewers who have exactly the same uh, philosophy that you guys are, are speaking about, but there are others who are really in love with their recipes. And as the times change, they might continue to be in love with their recipes and not allow them to evolve and their beer to evolve. And it sounds like you guys are working together to do that.
12: Yeah, I mean, I I learned this lesson a long time ago. I, you know, Back when I worked in the winery, I worked for a guy who was a world-famous winemaker. And frankly, you know, he, he wasn't getting that. And I could see it. Uh, you know, he made great Cabernet. He was world-famous for it. But Chardonnay sucked. And I knew why because at the time my my wife was working for Gargage Hills and they were they were setting the world on fire with a new fruity diacetyl which is bad beer but sure. it was that buttery chardonnay. Yeah. And it was like those guys are my friends. I'm going <laughs> to learn how to do it and I tried to share that with this guy and it was kind of like yeah the you know yeah and it was it was so it was so hard for me because I'd sit there and, and we'd make this really thin, austere Chardonnay and we'd put it in these new, beautiful new oak Sagon Moreau barrels and we wouldn't take them out for months. And they would just get oaked and oaked. And it was just, to this day, it's hard for me to drink oaky beer because of them. Because <laughs> okay.
2: I was so pissed. It ruined your palate. Well, it just.
12: Over oaked Chardonnay amazing. Yeah. What are you talking so, about? And then, you know, it wouldn't sell. <laughs> okay. And you'd have to sell it off. You know, we'd have to discount it off to Trader Joe's on the East Coast. But. You know, obviously you see where this is going. Yeah. It was a really valuable lesson for me because I said, if I'm ever that guy, that's not gonna happen. And thank you for being such an ass. Because that's really made me so much more open minded to grow and learn.
2: So Mike, now you know you can always just go in and go, Don't be that guy, Kevin. Don't be <laughs> hey, that effing I, guy. I, I, t- I tell
12: myself that every day. Because I can be that guy if I want to, but that's really not good for anybody.
2: I think we all can be that guy, Kevin, and this is why I bring it up. I think we all have an inclination to you fall in love with something, you stick with it, you feel like you know what you're doing. We can all be that guy, and it's it's the better breweries uh, and the better uh, individuals who remember that you should keep moving and you should, what did you say? Oh, keep changing. Keep, you had an exact keep growing, yeah. keep
12: learning. Don't stop. There you go. And, and it, it really is. I mean, and it's one of the things I try to train my brewers is, is to keep humble. It's hard, especially when you're a young brewer and you're trying to make your way in the world and you want to beat your chest. And I get that. Okay. I was there. I did that. I, right. you know, it's easy for me. I already won all my medals. You know. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm the top guy. Yeah. But, so I don't want to look down on them for having an ego, but I, it's got to be tempered.
2: Keep it in check.
12: Yeah, exactly. And, and that's something I take pride in, in helping them as a mentor, I guess.
2: Yeah. Anyway. I also think an ego can serve its purpose. Uh, like you're saying, if you keep it in check, be confident about your skills. Be confident that you know what you're doing. But there's no need to be a dick about it.
12: Exactly. But
2: <laughs> Unless
4: you're Muhammad you really, you really, It is a fine well, line different. because
12: you cannot be really on your game if you don't have some ego. Yeah. You have to have it. It's that's just, kind of what I mean, yeah. It's just the way you deal with it and you perceive it to others. Yeah. You know, you can, you know, there's, there's a way to carry yourself. Absolutely. That's all. That's all it comes down to. There's I'm nothing with, wrong with having an ego and knowing you're good.
2: And, but, <laughs> but continue to be open to learning and learning from people that have something to show you, and, and that's where I think right. you temper it with. So
12: anyway, the XPA is basically a byproduct of Michael say, hey, we gotta we gotta get this up in the game. And so of course, you know, he told me what he's looking for and based on that I wrote the recipe and I didn't want to get completely away from Cascades because that's the heart and soul of Whitney. So what I did is I put Cascades in the front and the minus ten and then I slammed it with you know Amarillo, CTZs and Citra In the whirlpool or flame out, and then dry hop the holy hell out of it with those three. Okay. And so you get what's almost like a hop tea. It doesn't have a lot of bitterness. It's it's very sessionable, but it's still more like a pale ale than a session IPA because it doesn't have the front end hops. It's all low alpha. Doesn't kill your palate. And it's so it's it's kind of what I thought or I you know I perceive what he was asking me to make, and we'll see how it does. I think it's. Going to be difficult to keep in stock. <laughs> this
2: is a bit tasty. I know you, you only have comments about this style. This is exactly the kind of beer that I want to find on tap at any bar I go to right now.
6: Well, yeah. thank you.
7: Yeah, yeah it's really a hop satisfying. You know, for uh, and just a five percent uh, ABV load, right? Yeah, you yeah. can drink three pints of this. And, it, it, exactly. Uh, that that was
11: that was a missing element that we needed. I mean, we, the ninety nine. Yes, it's a sessionable beer, but there's there's still a lot of hop heads. There's still a lot of craft beer drinkers in our area. And Sherman, I mean, it's a great IPA, but it's seven and a half percent. And you can only have probably one, yeah. maybe two. Or this, I mean, I could drink I can drink this all night. Well I like yeah. the
7: idea that it's five percent. Some of the beers I'm getting that are session beers that are like four point five or a little bit less, yeah. it loses I mean, something. Yeah, I mean people yeah. can handle five, five, two, five, three. Yeah. Go ahead and make a beer right there.
6: Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Plus I think you, you Kevin, you really described the hop character of it just right. You know, it, it's it is more like a pale ale. It's not as hot for it as an IPA, so it's not a session IPA, um, but it's light enough to be called an extra pale. And I'm loving the hop character. Uh, You you get even a little too bitter for me, and uh, I don't know, I'm out. One glass is great, but I'm never going to order the second one is all. And I think you're right about this, Mike. I'll, I'll order three.
6: Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. At the same that's why time, I think this is going right. to blow up. At the same time, yeah. I mean, so I'll yeah.
2: order three at a time. Right, that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll, a reputation to keep up. Yeah.
12: So, so all of you in the room just can uh, you know put your feelers out and see if you can help me get some of those hops I at <laughs> Because
5: <laughs> yeah. that obviously
12: is my next problem.
7: That's a hard, oh, right. That's right. A hard yeah. part. hard isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the that's the pony
2: you bought to you know the show. It's a trick, right? Yeah. Those are good right. hops. Shoot. You should go to NicoBrew.com. One of our sponsors. That's right. They might have some. What were the hops again? Just because they. Um, quickly.
12: Like I said, the 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 whole front end is Cascade uh, front and minus ten, and then Amarillo, CTZ, aka Columbus, okay, and uh, Citra. Yeah, uh, the Amarillos are very difficult to get. The are other they? the other two, yeah. I've been able to contract some uh not so great prices. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the Amarillo, I'm having a hell of a time with.
6: Okay,
7: and well, so that, yeah, that hurts. Especially if you yeah. doing whirlpool and dry hopping with them, yeah. That's you know, where the it, weight comes. It,
12: it's really hard because as a as an artist, which I consider any brewer to be, thumbs up. It's there. like you know I need my paint, man. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's yeah. one thing to paint a picture, yeah, but you know man. if you can't get red and green, you know it's kind of hard <laughs> to make something cool. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's tough, and that's, that's my world. I stress out about Hops Weekly. Oh, no,
2: no. Be careful with the stress. Don't have a heart attack on us. You're making good beer.
12: Oh, and everything breaks, and guess who has to deal with that? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, listener wants to know if you guys have merch available. Uh, somebody wants to buy a T-shirt for their buddy in the Forest Service. Uh, obviously we, because
11: obviously because of your we awesome have, logo we have plenty of merch uh i know we've been saying this to our fans for probably the past year and a half we don't have online sales right now okay um we have done it in the past for like say around the holidays we'll do it and we'll have someone dedicated to do all the shipping but right now it's just at our beer garden that you can buy the merch okay um we're working on something effective that we can sell year-round because uh, we do have i mean it's it's across the country. This, the Forestry Service is recognized. So it's not – even though we only sell here, so yeah, it's kind up. of a cool thing for people just as a novelty to have yeah. you know,
2: all over. So I'll talk to you at the yeah. break about an option to get you guys some online sales uh, pretty, okay. pretty easily. Sounds good. I'm going to take a quick break right now. I'm going to drink some more extra pale while I'm on that break. Whoa! Yeah, that's wow. right. Wow! Uh, Multitasking. I told you out of you. You are satisfying my thirst for a pale ale. It's How many been, are you wow. going to drink at a time? Uh, three. Yeah. Great. And it'll be your third. Yeah. Three. I,
4: I'd keep you pouring. went for third <laughs> wow. so it's a compliment when Justin goes for two he's gone for three it's and good, tasty dear. went for seconds which I don't think I've ever even seen
2: <laughs> well tasty uh, loves this style like I yeah. do as well yeah. so uh, you do it right and we're, we're all in well, all honored. right let's do this we're gonna take a, a, a little break here when we come back more with uh, Tioga Sequoia we're gonna talk more beer uh, more about the company and uh, hang out with the boys hang in there it's the session. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network.
1: Limited time only. Enter promo code Army during January and February for 10% off any Monster Mill. Don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs and are made right here in the USA from Superior Materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice.
3: Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need.
1: (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Remember, during January and February, for 10% off any mill, enter promo code BNARMY. Attention, homebrewers. If you like making labels for your handcrafted awesomeness and wish more people could see how great you are, then check this out. GrogTag, the makers of custom reusable labels, and craftbeerandbrewing.com are hosting the first-ever National Homebrew Label Awards. The top ten labels will be featured at the 2015 National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego to more than 5,000 attendees and more than $2,500 in prizes will be awarded. If you created a label at any time in the past year, you're eligible to enter. Grog Tag and Craft Beer and Brewing have teamed up with great sponsors like More Beer and the Brewing Network to make this competition a great one to enter. Submit your entries between March 1st and June 1st for your chance at fortune and glory at homebrewlabelawards.com. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. Submit your label entries today. Good luck, and we'll see you in San Diego. for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to WilliamsBrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's WilliamsBrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way.
2: Hey, Willie, I'm Beat, can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? Your beat, I've been swinging through this forest for fifty years. Ever since we ever since we first escaped from the circus,
8: I know, I know,
2: but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by
0: copulating with loose, hairy girls.
2: Mark, we
6: stop.
0: Look, what is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse with fresh food and craft beer.
2: Welcome
3: to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek monkeys drink free.
2: Awesome. The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on in to the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House,
10: online at creekmonkey.com.
0: That's it! I've had it! I am never putting hops in my beer again! What? Why? It's just too ridiculous! Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection? Dude, you need Nico Brew.
1: Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the off your f***ing skull. Five dollars shipping to all 50 states plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home
10: Are back. Is a
3: beer. Whatever.
2: All right. Hey, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. 888-401-BEER, that's our phone number if you want to call in. Also, you can hit the chat button on the home page. And Susie Q is in the chat room waiting for your questions of the guys here from Tioga Sequoia Brewing Company. Their beer's on tap right now at the Hop Grenade, at least a couple of them. we got some beer in our glass as well. They're in bottles, too. And uh, Do we have their bottles here? Yeah, we do. And you can find it pretty consistently here. Do we have the extra pail here? No, because it's not out Price yet. People. No, but but is like <laughs> on. you, see, you, snuck
4: you, a case. Oh, you did? Is oh, it nice. just for
2: us or is it on sale?
0: Because
2: uh, I might You guys it. are the only pe- for
0: people on, in the area to have it.
2: It's on uh, tap. tap, and
11: and I mean, you have a keg. Oh
5: yeah,
2: we we'll got you. Guys yeah, we we'll you have keg? a keg. Extra pale too. Bro, oh. keg.
11: Oh shit.
6: Yeah.
2: I might buy both. It's good. At least the case. The case sounds good. All right, so we are talking to the Tioga Sequoia. Uh, folks, let me let you know real quick, if you're looking to brew as good a beer as they do, you might want to consider going to the Siebel Institute of Technology to learn how to brew. The Siebel Institute of Tech is conducting a random drawing of Siebel Institute newsletter subscribers to receive fully paid tuition towards any of their three web-based professional brewing courses. So you just got to sign up for the newsletter, and then you could win uh, you know, a, a chance to go to these uh, web courses, which are fantastic. It's a value of nearly uh, – are you ready for for this 13k what yeah it's a big course i mean wow. we're talking about some really comprehensive training here we're not talking about a little homebrew course so you can really learn a great beer uh enter to win simply by signing up to receive the siebel institute newsletter full deta- uh, details available over at siebel com. siebel institute of tech america's brewing school go check it out all right so i have a rather unique Beer in my glass from you guys now. It's spicy, man. My <laughs> mouth is on fire. <laughs> it's a. It's what? It's like. What do you call it? Chili beer. Yeah. Uh, what's,
6: yeah. What's, what's, what the what's the what style? What's the style? Of this As JP
4: one. said during the break, uh, I want an actual chili beer, like you know, bison and beans. Oh right,
2: but this is like the vegetable uh, chili beer. What's this beer
0: called? I think it's a fruit. What style? I think it's in Central Valley. It's what called I mean?
7: a
11: breakfast beverage.
6: <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
11: It is called Joaquin Burieta uh, Chili Beer. That's what it is.
12: Yeah, this this beer. Gosh, how do I describe this without going on and on? (laughs) Um, We had a fermentation go awry when our glycol system went down back in the Tom Caprillion days. uh, It was actually a a lager, a pilsner, and it. Needless to say, the glycol went down over a weekend, and when we came in, what time of year? Right in the middle of summer.
2: So <laughs> just so hot. folks know at home and Fresno in the summer mm. is kind of like where I grew up. It can be a good one ten, right? Oh yes. Yeah. For weeks. That's it? Yeah, That's yeah. yeah it's yeah.
12: pretty hot. So you know, you guys are all homebrewers. You know what you know the rest of the story. It was done on Monday. And uh, Wait wait,
2: so you, so I just I I gotta hear this whole story, so don't don't go too fast. So you put it in the fermenter on Friday. Yes. The glyc it's a it's a Pilsner? Yes. Glycol breaks over the weekend. Nobody's there. Correct. You come in on Monday. What temperature is the beer?
12: About ninety. Oh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) and literally, like you take a gravity and fermentation is complete.
12: Yeah, let's say it wasn't bubbling anymore. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, we're pretty early on in the game. You don't want to. I mean, what are you going to do? So.
7: Well, what what did you have
2: there? What did it taste like?
12: It tasted good. It would taste, but it tasted like it tasted like an ale. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay. Or a steam beer, or whatever sure, you want to call
2: right, it. it. Oh, so like a common or like a blonde ale, basically. <laughs> yes, it it,
12: just, you know, it, it tasted. I mean,
6: it, it tasted. Bad. It, it just tasted wasn't surprisingly the beer okay.
12: Make. Yeah. yeah. So
2: it had well, some fruity yeah. qualities, but it didn't have off flavor.
12: Right, because it was a lager yeast, maybe I don't know, but it it didn't have a lot of esters. It it definitely tasted mm-hmm. ale like. Okay. But you know, it wasn't what we were making sure and of course we're not going to sell it as that so what do you do well we had been contemplating making a chili beer and just talking about it well i think it was tommy who came up with the idea that maybe we can turn this one into that it's been a while now so um i'll give you credit tom <laughs> even if it was both our both yeah. our ideas yeah. the benefit of the doubt yeah and uh basically the idea came that we could do this in a different way where uh, we're going to take a handful of different chilies. We use Fresno chilies, of course, for obvious reasons, jalapenos, uh, serranos, and habaneros. But what made it different from what other people were doing out there when I was researching the Internet was, you know, I didn't want to cook them down because it it would take away a lot of the flavor, I thought. So I thought about back in when I was going to school and they're thinking about cleaning yeast, and it's done by lowering the pH, and you can clean the yeast that way and clean the bacteria off. So I thought, why not pepper beer or peppers? So we cut up the peppers, put them in the sink, got the pH below two, and let it sit for an hour and basically put it straight into socks and into a small amount of beer to make it nuclear because peppers vary so much just like if you ever make salsa. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to have control. That's one of the things, you know, literally I'm a control freak. I can't stand leaving things to chance
2: makes you a good brewer um, yeah,
7: yeah control so, the outcome anytime, anytime you can try to control the outcome yeah.
12: yeah so basically if i have what we call these soaker kegs with these peppers mm-hmm. and i can go in the lab and i can go okay well one milliliter equals five gallons and i can put it to a base beer in the case uh, here the pilsner later on we use it in our 99 uh we would have control over it so i could taste it and see what it was going to be like before right. i pumped those kegs in there. I right. see. So sometimes i'd get 500 gallons, sometimes i'd get 8 depending on how hot it was, but i could control the temperature. But anyway, back to the original time that was what we did and we were cutting the peppers by hand and everybody's dying and <laughs> it, it's really miserable <laughs> and you know, it was oh. kind of like okay, that was cool. That was our one off, but Man, the beer started selling. It became like our second best bomber. Wow! And so we had to keep we had to keep yeah, making yeah. it. <laughs> so we ended up getting an industrial slicer at one point, and but still, the brewers hate it, and we make it quite often. We make it
4: at least <laughs> once a month. <laughs> yeah. how, how did you recreate that fermentation profile?
12: The, you didn't, but the the flavor profile that you get from the chilies is what we infuse now into the ninety nine, and it actually is better because the 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 Pilsner, as it was with the way it fermented, uh, was still a little thin because originally we would do it with the Pilsner at normal temperatures, but it was a little thin and dry and a little too peppery and austere. With the 99's richness and its sweetness, the peppers lended themselves better, and so that was probably Michael's idea. He's over. That's my idea. <laughs> but anyway, I, I forget. I'm listen. Old. He has the t-
2: he gets he has that title like youngest president and, in the world. Know, so so
6: that's all the need, credit he, he needs. Doesn't need any more credit. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm just but not
2: but I, say I, from I, here on out. But
12: I but I think I. I seem to remember that might have been his idea. Anyway.
2: So you're cutting it out. I'm just, as a home brewer, I want to know. So you just basically have fresh uh, peppers cut into slices, and then you're, you're putting them in, in some sort of a bag to then steep in beer.
12: Right. Okay. Yeah, the key is you got to get them incredibly fresh. You know, we order them, and they right out of our fresh produce company, just crisp and you know perfect.
2: And the seeds and everything yes. are all yeah. going. in. Uh, yeah. We
12: chop it up, we put it in there, and basically put it in these you know filter socks and. Uh, let it sit for about three weeks. Okay, and that what stuff is that just con- crazy hot. Yeah, that's
2: what I want to know: <laughs> is what does that concentrated version taste like?
12: We all challenge ourselves to drink a little now but <laughs> oh, it? it's always a
2: mistake. Okay. All right, all right. But what a great idea! Because now you have—it's kind of like how uh, Belgian brewers have been doing sour beers for years. Now you have something you can blend into another beer to get exactly what you want.
12: Right, and we we take that concept in all kinds of directions. You know, we'll take a flavoring ingredient and instead of just throwing it all in the tank you know we'll make a soaker keg and then we can pump it back in based on what we want whether it's you know different types of uh fruit or flavoring or whatever, but it, it's really a handy way to control what you're making.
7: Now yeah, you can dial in what you're doing. We, we preach the tincture method here all the time,
12: yeah, it yeah. So I'm sure we didn't you know invent the wheel, no, no. it's just that's what we do. And no, that it makes
7: sense because you have control, you want control, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> especially your production beer, if one off, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's really hot, you know, and yeah. the next and time
12: then- you
6: want
11: it to be the same, yeah, I guess so, especially when you're dealing with, something with such a... uh. Sh- you know the taste of chilies yeah. Yeah. is huge. You can't overdo it or under. No, 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 yeah, better. so
12: of course there's a few beers we make that are polarizing, but this is probably yeah. the most. The you one. know, people either really love it or they spit it out.
2: Sure. <laughs> no, people think maybe it doesn't belong in beer. So in yeah. the beginning, when I first started getting into homebrewing, somebody had given me a chili beer. I think I've told the story on the show before, and, and I, so I hated chili beer in the beginning. In recent years, I've really started to like it. People have handed me some really nice, spicy beers. I think a little heat goes fantastic with a beer. And this is a good example of it. And, by the way, you guys aren't – it's not too mild on the heat. You've gone for it. Oh, yeah.
0: There's no no, uh, No, (laughs) – there's no wading into this beer. You kind of just cannonball right in it. It's
2: there. But I'm also kind of a sissy about heat, and it's not overdoing it either. So it's – I guess what I'm saying, it's neither too subtle – It's yeah, it's, it's right, right there, there it's man, because well it's,
0: it's, I could have a pint of it. It's not burning me. It's on the hairy edge. I couldn't have a, a full pint. I could probably do eight ounces. Yeah, okay. Like a tulip or something, maybe ten, maybe, um, but it's delicious. It is
2: delicious. I yeah. want a full pint with, like, a big hearty meal <laughs> well, right now. Well, I can now. see
7: buying, like, a bomber of this and adding it to, like, a five-gallon keg of just lager. Oh, well, there you like, go. You know, so he, he's also on the right red-
12: track, because it is really good to blend into something like our darker beers, you know, mm-hmm. if you, nice. for instance, we'll make firkins sometimes where we'll take, you know, half Milk Stout or Rush Hour and mix it half with Chili Beer, and people just go crazy.
11: Isn't this some of your border
7: right. right here? That is it. Yeah. Can we that's try that now? Maybe. Yeah. You or, do yeah. a little blend. Yeah.
2: You know, I'll,
11: I'll also Let's say too with the the Chili Beer, I'd say yeah, one out of every five people that buy it, if not more, they use it in a marinade. They use it yeah. with food.
12: Oh yeah. yeah. So that's uh, the other selling point. If mean, you don't like the beer saute your meat it's in a it. great flavor <laughs> yeah.
4: it's not a waste Either yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> can i can i just put a finer point while we're pouring this uh, blend on the the lager yeast thing at had 90 degrees mm-hmm. so is that a thing that lager yeast won't produce esters at really high temperatures i have no idea it just turned out that way on that one yeah. batch yeah. i don't think that
0: they won't but I, maybe they were covered up by some maybe they're not as intense because the strain is, is, is geared for, I don't know, produces different flavors at different temperatures. So mm. Let's just say I didn't try to recreate it.
4: Right. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. Well I'm wondering, you know, if I'm a home brewer who's listening, I'm thinking, well, geez, you ripped through a fermentation in like, what, two days? Yeah. And maybe and it's it worth screwing around with it and seeing what lager yeast do at really high temperatures.
12: You know, absolutely. I mean, if if you have the time and you and you're definitely looking for that next thing, those are exactly the kind of ideas that you have to come up with. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, in our business, <laughs> we don't
2: have time for yeah, that kind of stuff. Sure. <laughs> but tasty. I I sense that you're not surprised that the beer came out okay like that. You are always trying to mess with lager fermentation well, a little bit. Yeah,
7: that's kind of like. I mean, that's the. In some situations, you'll get a lot of like unusual flavors out of a lager yeast at ill temperatures, but it's not. I don't think it's typically that, but it just has more ale characteristics than you're looking for. Obviously, that's a
11: fail if you're brewing a lager.
0: Yeah, what, what's the beer in the but, growler? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. So, so that That's is their porter
12: with Ecuador nibs.
11: So, so you guys have our our traditional sugar pine porter. I think you just put it on, on Which I had. I yeah. had a, that was good. So I had this that. is actually a variant of that that we're we're actually messing with different this regions is the of next chocolate. Big thing. And this is uh, Ecuadorian chocolate that <laughs> we used in this, and it's okay. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. amazing. And I, I poured mean, it. I, good. I, had, yeah.
2: I had I had Moscow port on top of the chili. Yeah, beer. I did the same thing. Little blend, and it's fucking fantastic.
4: This is what they were known for. By the way, Winter Brews Fest at Tioga Squad had an insane line this year. Ah, Forrest, yeah. was, you were pouring there, right? Yeah. What was the difference with the line? Did you have a any line last year, or was it this year the year
0: you guys hit? Hey, give me that chili beer, Jay. We right had here.
2: some line you know, most of the years because we don't really have distribution out here, so this is kind of the only opportunity people have to come and try the beer. But I think the hype has kind of built over the last couple
11: of years, and some specialty stuff uh, we've been bringing in this year. We kind of just brought guns loaded ready to
8: rock. And uh, I've been passing around the chili beer to all the people kind of just – I snuck around and played the guerrilla marketer and was just launching in the crowd. In the
0: crowd. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, have you tried that chili beer <laughs> at well,
11: Everybody's coming it over. It worked. He's popping in and out of the crowd. It yeah.
4: worked. <laughs> and the reason I bring it up is that he was doing a lot of blending. Uh, which you have like three taps You yeah, pour in three yeah, different right. beers And he was blending up a storm And people I was hearing the buzz People going well, Did you have the blend Of the hazelnut
2: And, and, the, nice. and the sugar pine whatever? Yeah, But, but now he just discovered That was all Forrest's yeah, all right. He, well, yeah. he pulled, took off his down. Tioga shirt He walked around <laughs> Did that Put the shirt back on And
0: started blending right. Well it worked Hey yeah. did you hear the buzz I tried to do that At the flat tail booth I kept going Hey do you have anything Good to drink <laughs> It but didn't work as well It didn't did work it? as well yeah. No
2: uh well okay, this tastes great together, but now I gotta try this this beer on its own too.
12: Yeah, you uh, know, actually we've been making this particular beer for quite some time. Uh it's got cocoa nibs and vanilla. But uh recently I was approached by a retailer that is a chocolatier in the Bay Area. I'm sorry if I forgot who you are already, but it's on my email. That's our right. Artisan, I believe. Artisan Chocolate. And uh I had her send me some samples, and basically I made three soaker kegs with these different nibs the same way, just pulled our base for sugar pine out and, and made exactly the same in small soaker kegs with the different nibs, and we started trying them, and man, what a difference. They're, they're like twice the price, but the chocolate just blows up. Okay. And it, it's, what's, it's what's been missing. I mean, the is good anyway, but it's a little more porter-like, and the vanilla comes through, but not much chocolate. And now it's kind of like, boom, you know, I mean, it's just chocolate and vanilla, yeah. and it's so much better. So, you know, we're going to upgrade it, you know. We're not going to raise the price on it, and we're going to just eat that cost just to improve the quality.
2: Really? Because that was my next question. I wanted to give people some understanding of why it might cost more on the shelf, because you're going for higher quality ingredients, but you'll just lose on the margin to make sure you get well, it right.
11: to start, I mean, it, it's not – it's the whole cost isn't double, it's just the double cost on that the part. chocolate that the chocolate, yeah, which
2: isn't a significant amount
11: just yet. But, I mean,
2: if, but this should be you know, part of your education. You know this, so forgive me for preaching to the choir. It should be part of your education process, right? Where you're really talking to people like we tried to do it cheaper for you, uh, and yeah. it didn't taste right. like that, you know. No, it so. totally
11: is a selling point, and yeah. I we kind of have different price points on a lot of our bombers, and we we don't, I mean, it's hard with craft beer to have line item pricing. I mean, I'm sure you know. A lot of breweries deal with that, and um, but this one, this new chocolate could take it to the next tier. Of yeah, the, some of the things like rush hour that you have on tap, or uh, something that's extremely hoppy. Uh, that you know, hops are obviously an expensive commodity. Sure, um, but I, so we'll see. Beer. Right now, we're gonna we're we're just gonna see how it goes, and if it significantly uh, changes the impact of what our local drinkers think, then you know. And it gets, and the prices keep going up because it, it could change yeah. uh, significantly. Then we'll have to adjust the price. What's your distribution yeah. profile? Are you self-distributed? And for, uh, for we draft, have three or? distributors actually. Oh, you actually yeah, well. so we don't. So we only self-distribute to a few places like uh, the Hop Grenade and uh, a few other places outside of. The but vector. you're allowed to do that. Under, we okay. are. Yeah. And then, uh, what counties
7: are those? What, what are those three distributors? What, what area? Uh, Fresno County, of course. Fre-
11: so Fresno, Bakersfield, and then uh, Forest, has Modesto. I mean, yeah, how does beer yeah. get to get to like,
7: uh, uh, what uh, Us sorry. or
2: no? We're the, the We brought it to you. Yeah, Hafton, personally. People watching yeah. them How do they get to? Uh, uh, yeah.
7: Experience the beer. How does it get to them? And packaged. They're drinking packaged. Yeah, beer. Package and draft. Okay, uh, okay. That,
11: that's our North Valley distributor. Thing. Okay, that comes North. out of there. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool.
12: Yeah, well, I mean we're just we're struggling right now just to keep up with our own demand, and obviously we don't want to. Oversell and have problems with the retailers um, you know our our long term game plan is probably to build a a larger plant to do our core beers in and turn the one we 're in now into something that makes a lot of the specialty beers, which you know i mean we didn't somebody might some people might say like, "Wow, you guys came out of nowhere the last couple of years, but it 's like we only had like six tanks
6: right and we were yeah. trying
12: to produce our core beers just to build that foundation. Our hands as brewers were tied for quite a while. Yeah. And as we've now expanded to, like, 24 tanks, uh, it gives us a little bit more freedom to throw these specials out, do some barrel aging without, you know, running out all our core beers. But we have to be careful not to expand our market too far. We won't be able to do that either. Sure. So we're trying to do both in a managed way so that we can grow intelligently.
2: Yeah. You have some good heads on your shoulders over yeah. there.
11: I mean, places outside the valley. It's kind of more brand building. You know, we're we're kind of seeing what the demographic, the more competitive yeah. craft beer drinker, the more experienced, I guess you can say. Let's see how we do in that. How do, they, how do we do that? How does our how do our brands represent? How do our flavors, our beers, just as a recipe mm-hmm. in general? How do they? Yeah. How do they? You know? How do people react to them?
7: And I'm
2: pretty so sure far, we only get it because Forrest wants to come get drunk at the hopper <laughs> yeah, day exactly. with us. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got to do it right. Yeah. Expand no, yeah, yeah. slowly when Forrest feels like having a beer somewhere else. <laughs> He's like, "All right, guys, I want to. I want to take a different freeway this week. So I'll, how about we? How about I bring some beer with me? Uh, this beer is yep. amazing. It, it's, it's so good. Yeah, you're, you're doing Thank good you. things. Uh, questions from the chat room. It's actually going back to the chili beer. Okay. Um, Home brewers want to know. Uh, let's see. Do you think cause they want to know? So after the Friday when the glycol quit, what? Uh, it's going to be hard to answer, I think. Do you think it maybe the yeast was past the replication phase when it finally started to heat up, and maybe that would explain why it didn't give you a bunch of off flavors or something else? Is that possible, or was it maybe still even too short of a time frame that it, it was during every phase of fermentation?
12: I mean, I could probably answer that a little better if it was more around the time that happened.
2: Sure. <laughs> this was uh, in the beginning of the brewery, right? Yeah, okay, I mean,
12: this yeah. was a long time ago. And, you know, for I don't, don't it, remember what generation it was. I don't remember if it was the first. if You know, so, I mean, it would only be speculatory. Yeah, yeah. But if, you know, if it wasn't indeed a first generation and it was propped up pretty quickly, that would explain why it, it was so fast because, you know, the yeast cell building process for us, uh, the viability and the pitching rate that we do... Uh, we don't have a lot of lag time. I mean, it's going usually within an hour or two. Wow! Nice. And and, and I, I'm a I'm a real big believer from boil to to bubbling. You yeah, know? yeah. Everything in between there, nothing good can happen. Usually.
2: It's <laughs> so, good call. It's like after midnight, nothing. So good So chances happens. are,
12: it had a it
2: did have a high
12: rate of yeast pitch and a in a high rate of colony growth pretty early. Uh, whether that would cause what gentleman was asking or the, or the gal, I honestly don't know. I okay. mean, I w-
2: <laughs> I th- it's in reference to something we've talked about here with one of our uh, hosts of another show here, Jamil. Mm-hmm. Uh, brewer at Heretic, uh, he owns Heretic Brewing Company. He's always told us the most important time to manage temperature in your fermentation is that first phase of fermentation where the yeast cells are still replicating. And if you can really just manage, that, manage that temperature zone, you could almost heat up afterward because the off flavors happen during that period of time. And so I think they're just kind of referencing that. Like yeah. Maybe that,
12: it got past a, that's that That's an moment. interesting possibility because yeah. I don't know when the glycol went out. It might have been right. 3 in the morning, and it was already going good. And so now, Hard like you say. just said, it, it might have been a situation where you're not going to pick up all those esters because yeah. it's already gone yeah. through its growing You might have
2: just had mm-hmm. an aggressive diaspora rest. At 90 degrees. <laughs> that's right. No. Or you might just be the luckiest brewer on earth because you didn't have to dump the batch. Yes. That is, that
12: is one thing. I that mean, early on. We've had a few issues like all brewers do, and we that's one thing we haven't had to do yet. Oh, and that's, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Be proud of that. You can pat yourself on the back. For that one, and tell Mike to go do something else for a little while.
12: (laughs) I can't take
11: the claim for (laughs) (laughs) that. Yeah, that's right.
2: Uh, All right, well, let's try another beer before we uh, run out of time, and we we probably ought to get to that IPA, which I've actually really enjoyed in the past, if we have that, too. Uh,
4: We Uh, do. I was right about to pour the uh, Imperial Breakfast out, getting into the wax-sealed
2: stuff. Okay. yeah, Pass it around first so I can finish uh, my—I don't want to chug my I know, it's so good, right? I like—
0: Re- reluctantly gulped my last sip. Yeah, I have a lot of this uh, uh, chili beer. I can't I can't drink it. It's too hot? Yeah, I can't drink it fast enough. You so now I'm sissy. like, okay, well, great. You guys enjoyed the uh, thing, and I'll just, get you Get him know, another glass. Here, yeah. you sissy. No, I want to drink it. Is that oh. my
4: mug? He handed him my mug. Yeah. Get right out here with that. Yeah, dump
0: it in there. That I was using as a, a dump mug for a while
4: there. <laughs>
6: mm.
0: No, sissy. I'm just sensitive. <laughs> sensitive to heat. I used to be, but now it's great. No, I mean it's 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 got. I, I don't want to drink it because it's ta- it's good, but I think it'll burn a hole in my gut if I so <laughs> if I have like four <laughs> ounces at a time.
7: So you guys run obviously you run a lager yeast, still, all right. And uh, do you run, what is what, yes. your what's your ale yeast? What's it like? Is it like our California?
12: Yeah, yeast or I something mean, like that. I use a Bavarian yeast for my lager. Okay. More or less, I make Tamarack or or Amber Märzen style. Okay. with that and occasionally a variant or a different lager one-off, but for the most part, that's all I use the lager used for. We use, uh, like I said, the standard wit yeast for the half-dome, and you know, the lion's share of our beers are, are Cal Ale. I've been using Cal for so many years, uh, and, you know, hey, I don't care what anybody says. That yeast is so solid. It lets me, as a brewer, express myself. Exactly. lets my brewers express themselves. Yeah. And it doesn't talk much. It just cooperates. It just
7: cooperates. That's what you want.
12: And, it's like you know, the
2: perfect co host to me. It doesn't let it you down.
12: You know, I think sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too soon. Because, sometimes people try news. to outthink everything, and it, they end up. Not accomplishing what they really wanted in the first place. Yeah, you know it's always good to change, but sometimes it isn't.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell me about the beer that's in our glass now. Then the, okay. what is it? Okay. Midnight. What?
12: Midnight Rush. Okay. This is our first barrel project. Uh, we had our Rush Hour Breakfast Stout and our Midnight Lightning Imperial Stout. Uh, quick story on both those beers. Uh, Midnight Lightning is our base Imperial Stout. That was really. A collaboration of myself and one of my former brewers, Todd Holder, who hmm. you probably know from chalk Brewing, he worked for me for about a year and uh, he pilot brewed a imperial stout that to me was too aggressive it was too dark mal, but it aged really well and Then I had a recipe that was really good up early but didn 't age as well, so we decided to just collaborate and put the two together and make an absolutely seamless version. Mm-hmm. And that's what Midnight Lightning is. Um, Our current head brewer, Lee Morphew, came up with the name. He wanted it for a different beer, but we thought it was perfect for that beer. So it's really a collaboration of the three brewers (laughs) perfectly. Nice. But uh, anyway, that's our barrel-aged version mixed with our Rush Hour, which is our current head brewer, Lee Morphew. He's worked for us for about two years. Uh, He worked at uh, Rock Bottom in Colorado. And he kind of brought a lot of the progression to the brewery when he started. Um, very progressive in Denver, and he just wanted to make all this crazy stuff. And it was okay. like uh, one of the first things that he did was uh, create Rush Hour. And it was really kind of funny because my first reaction to it, I hadn't had a breakfast style before, was that there was too much coffee in it. Because, you know, I'm so used to it as a brewer thinking things got to be in balance and you don't want it to overshadow the beer. You know, I was just kind of like, but that's why I hire guys like that.
6: Yeah.
12: <laughs> <laughs> Get you out of your box. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so when everybody else is going, dude, this is great. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, of course, now, you know, I'm educated to the style and, you know, it's obviously really good. It's his signature beer and he, he makes a, a, a spin off of it called Piece of Cake, which has toasted coconut and uh, vanilla in it that's just. It's probably by far the best beer we'd make, and I think it could put us on the map. Wow. Yeah. And, um, yeah, pretty excited about that, to release that in a bigger way. Okay. But anyway, long story short again, trying. Uh, You're all right. Midnight Lightning, uh, Rush Hour. When they were barrel-aged, the Rush Hour thinned out a little bit, lost the coffee a little bit. Um, the Midnight Lightning was a little boozy. It was a little strong at the time when we wanted to do the blend. And so the combination of the two, we were struggling with how we were going to do it, and we changed it, like, more than once, the blend. But uh, what we ended up finally doing was we put almost a 50-50 blend of the two beers to give it the body and texture but still be elegant. And then we added back coffee so that you wouldn't lose all of it from the rush hour but not over the top. Hmm. And so what you have is something that's really fine. It's almost uh elegant, you know. It's not it like is. a big thick beer like you expect some barrel aged beers. It's just super fine and I really like it. I think it's it's I think it's really killer.
7: And yeah, how long bad. was it barrel aged, the barrel aged the portion?
12: Um the, the it was pretty close to what, about eight months when we did this the, or nine?
11: Yeah. So the, the rush hour barrels were there was a one or two that were like three months, so they were still pretty fresh. All right, so you made it, another batch went, and in then the spill. yeah, and then we had some that were about nine months that we blended. But the Midnight Lightning was a good, solid ten, eleven months. Ten months, so it's a, it was it's it's a not only is a blend between two different beers, but probably two two different types of uh, bourbon barrels and for different times. So were these like uh, well used
7: bourbon barrels, like? Uh I'm not getting a lot of bourbon character. Or- uh,
11: they're actually uh, – it's, it's uh, rich, so they're not Kentucky bourbon. They're, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's, it's a bourbon-like whiskey that – like like Well,
12: part, part of the reason for that started to break out. in is, is those three-month-old ones. Uh, yeah, they are- it was really boozy at one time, and then the, the younger ones were drier barrels because the other ones were really wet, and they came out really boozy. The ones that were drier came out more oaky. And so that was kind of Michael's contribution. You know, we were all sitting around, and he goes, well, let's use some of these oak ones and, and, you know, mellow out the booziness and Mm -hmm. add that component. And then it was really good. And then later I came in and put more midnight lighting in it because I wasn't happy with the texture. And then we put more coffee in it. And basically at the end of the day, you have this, and we're like, oh, hell yeah. There
2: you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Collaboration within the same brewery is what people should be talking about. That's great. It's
11: very, very good. What is the ABV? It uh, it's it's actually it's listed nine eight, but I think when we actually got the results back from White Labs, it was a little, it was like ten one, ten two. Wow!
7: Yeah, so, it doesn't taste very for, yeah. for that alcohol. No, no, no. It's nice and dry yeah. and uh, well balanced and uh, yeah. yeah, it's really great.
4: It's not a characteristic you associate with barrel aged beers dryness. Yeah, Is yeah. That, you know yeah, not always, are, Yeah, they filling it. sweet. Yeah. yeah,
2: no, that's a fantastic
0: beer. Going back to that chili beer, yes, I sir? just finished. That you just had to finish. I yeah. just had to finish. Yeah. Um, I think I, uh, that's a new game we should play. Do you guys have any more of this? Because oh, we man. should do shots. Okay. okay. Who can? Because I'm, you know, trying to drink it half an ounce at a time because these little tiny fucking tasting glasses you guys have. Yeah. It's like it's hard to get, so you have to get yeah. a little bit at a time. Like throw it back. This would be a great shot game. How many? can How you do? How many like, can you do? Like, or, like we all or, try uh, them at the same time, and who bails out first I, is a loser.
4: I, I actually uh, did. Forrest says he's he's got the game in hand. <laughs>
11: I actually played beer pong with Chili Beer on my bachelor party. Oh, yeah.
4: uh, Ouch! It was not you fun. It was not fun but. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the game's already been played, JP. How did, how
2: did it go? I mean, were you all it, right? It,
11: it was the...
4: Uh, how was the toilet
2: the next morning? <laughs> <laughs> it think, wasn't uh, white anymore. Uh, the
11: projectile vomiting, I think, was one
6: of the things. <laughs> yeah, I'll,
7: yeah. I'll give you a sore
2: throat. Yeah, talking about uh, burning on the way.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, or, or like a good punishment for the show. Like, we need, like something. you need to have a, a chug a pint of this if you do something weird. Like when you know? Beardy won't shut the F up, we make him drink a pint? He's been quiet the whole time. It's been
2: great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. Because
0: it, it hurts, but it's so good. I don't think
2: it... I didn't feel like it hurt at drink all. Drink more of it. Uh, yeah, I drank so, yeah. just as much. It didn't hurt. The more
0: Again. you drink, the more it kind of layers your, yeah. your throat a little bit. Yeah, it's
2: bit. spicy. And yeah. it, yeah. yeah. it compounds after
0: a little while. Somewhat, yeah. My, that's my, what I've gotten. My bottom lip is a little tingly. Like, uh, yeah. It's, it's spicy. It's pretty good. You're Greek. That's the problem. <laughs> that's racist.
4: Yes. Do Greeks not like spicy food? Is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it is. There's no spicy food in Greece.
0: Sure there is. There's like baka, I have no idea. Sure.
2: <laughs> it drinks like the most mild... Uh, no, it's the
0: fecalusies. Feta. Most mild cheese That's ever. That's spicy. It is not mild. You're insane. What Bray is more mild than feta. Are you in...
2: Raise feta. your hand in this room right now if feta is a spicy cheese. Feta stinks to high heaven, doesn't it? It's
0: not... But, oh, but what it's is not? wrong with you is people? spicy or not? No. It it's has neither spicy sharp, or stinky. Sharpness. Like, I didn't say it was stinky. It smells great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have ever eaten cheese, feta. either one
4: of you. It's the white crumbly stuff on the salad, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that yeah. stuff stinks. God,
2: you're the guy that likes the stinky uh, French cheese. As though.
0: It's as not as blue as cheese, well. but Greeks like blue it cheese. Too.
2: Kevin's the good. guy with the good palate in the room. Kevin, feta, strong cheese, stronger than brie. Oh! Oh!
0: Close to stronger super than Brie. Italian face. That's okay, ridiculous. Mr. Ricotta. Whatever. I take back.
2: I take back everything I've said about your beer. Yeah. You know. yeah. A second ago, you had a palate. Yeah. You're the worst brewer ever. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Good enough.
6: Damn
2: yeah. it.
0: Now I want more chili beer. But, yeah,
12: I want more cheese. But in fairness, they're both pretty mild. <laughs>
0: yeah, they are pretty mild, yeah. <laughs> but calling feta really mild cheese is, is lucky is
2: or a great effer- 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 erroneous. Yeah, that's secure. Yes. As yeah, that's mild accurate. as it gets. Oh, Whatever. It's like with craft Singles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is a sharp cheddar if I've ever had one. All right. It's not that bad. All right.
2: Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to try some IPA before we get out of here. Yeah. right. We've got some more things to do tonight as well, but uh, we're not done with uh, Tioga Sequoia because I, I remember at, the, at a time when I was really getting turned off by IPAs, Forrest uh, gave us some bombers of your IPA, and I, and I was like, well, shit. Turns out they're still good. Uh, So I want to make sure we talk a little bit about some hoppy beers with these guys. So hang in there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more from Tioga Sequoia Brewing Company, 888-401-BEER. I see some questions in the chat. Hit the chat button on the homepage. You can do it that way, too. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network.
1: Few things happened 30 years ago. Migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened to theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tons. Hoptech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch jade and the gadget guy roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you so visit the site or visit the store in dublin california and support those that support you
10: get your brewing on at hoptech.com if you don't know yeast man you're missing out White Labs yeast manager, Yeast Man, is available free to any brewer. Yeast Man is your direct link to White Labs yeast production facility. Yes, you can check yeast availability, and yes, you can place an order. But Yeast Man is much more. Yeast quality control and analytical reports. See your big QC day entries and reports. Get access to the entire White Labs catalog. Specials on overruns of freshly made yeast and customized options for your account. Yeastman is the only real-time online ordering in the business connected directly to factory production. Yeastman is always on and always live. It's the largest online marketplace for specialty brewers yeast and related products. Visit Yeastman.com today and tap directly into White.
1: Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, 5 Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers and more. 5 Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses and valves. And 5 Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem? You need the 5-star solution. Visit 5 starchemicalscom or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019 and get the 5-star treatment today. Adventures in Home Brewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. The brewers at Adventures in Home Brewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Home Brewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Home Brewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Home Brewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. Brewing Network listeners receive 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code IPA at checkout. See terms and conditions for
10: full details. You're listening to The Brewing Network, because like beer, radio shouldn't
2: suck. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks back to the program. Thanks for sticking back. Thanks for the program. Thanks
0: back for the program.
2: Thanks back. That's gonna be my new. Yeah, thanks back. Hey, thanks back, everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know that could Skip catch it on. Short and sweet. Yeah. Thanks. That's my new signature. I like it. Thanks back to the program. It's easy to read. Thanks back. <laughs> if I had it, if I had my
7: show, <laughs> that's the, way the whole thing and Yeah, everything. One flub after another.
2: <laughs> yeah. Flub 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 flub. <laughs> Uh, All right. Hey, let me let you know real quick about Beersmith homebrewing software. I used it this weekend myself to brew a great nut brown ale. It uh, worked out really well. Go to beersmith.com and check it out. You can get a free 21-day trial of the software. It works on PC and Mac. And uh, you don't have to take my word for it, and I don't know why you would anyway. Uh, I heard you
5: even hit your numbers with it. Oh, I nailed it! Beersmith. Beersmith. It's a miracle worker.
2: This is Beersmith's new slogan. Beersmith. Even Justin can use it. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Uh, thanks
2: back, Beersmith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. Thanks back. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, go to Beersmith.com. Check it out right now. It's a great piece of uh, brewing software. All right. So before we have to wrap it up with the Tioga Sierra guys, I wanted to talk about their uh, uh, IPA because it's good. <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is like I said, like I was saying before the break. This is one of those beers that I was just like, on. Oh, okay, I don't need to have any IPAs anymore. And then, and Forrest brought us some, and it was this one. In fact, the uh, is it General Sherman? The General Sherman. Yeah, it was this. Uh, I believe he brought me a, a, a bomber of it. Just so you know, name, Justin,
4: like, their name is Sequoia Nevada.
6: Whatever. <laughs>
2: Not- <laughs> yeah. That's all I said. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, in fact, you can go to their website right now, which is what. Tayoga Sequoia. There, then you,
0: then you get it all correct
2: if you just go <laughs> right. to TayogaSequoia.com. Yeah. That's uh, weird that their website's
0: uh, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blogspot.org. Yeah.
2: I just sent everybody to some like weird uh, retreat in the hills with naked people, <laughs> <laughs> where you like scream at the moon and beat drums and shit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. primal yeah. scream therapy. Absolutely, it works wonders. So the beer got dropped off to me, and and I'm not going to lie, Forrest, I ignored it for a little while because I was like, oh, it's another IPA. Um, uh, but then, uh, knowing that I should try it fresh because you went uh, through the trouble of getting it to us, I, I finally opened it before a show one day and went, oh, people still make great IPAs. This is a really good beer. So I wanted to talk about it with you guys a little bit. Uh, tell us about the beer, please, Kevin.
12: Well, I'm pretty proud of this one. I designed this one quite a while ago, at least six, seven years ago. <clears throat> it was designed as one of the three initial core brands that this particular company was going to make uh, along with Half Dome and uh, Tamarack and you know I, I wanted to make something that was pushing the realm of the double dry hop but not being a double dry hop at the time remember six years ago it was you know pretty aggressive um, yep. <clears throat> it has a back backbone of uh, Centennial and Simcoe and Northern Brewers and the uh, Pretty much the entire finish on the original Sherman, which this is, is Cascade and Crystal. I fell in love with that combination of hops a while back, and I really wanted to blow it up in this beer. And uh, over the years, it's it's changed a little bit. It's become higher IBU. It probably has jumped about ten IBUs just due to the times.
2: To what? What is it now?
12: Uh, it's probably around sixty-five. Okay. And uh, it's very back end loaded. I'm. It's kind of my thing. I'm not the only one that does that, but I've been making IPAs for a long time, and I've always been heavy-handed in the back end. It's just kind of my thing. Okay. Uh, classic West Coast style, if you will. But uh, um, And one of the big things that uh, happened almost simultaneously a couple of years ago was uh, you know, we would put Sherman out, and our bottling line put a lot of air in the bottle. And so it was really hard for it to stay fresh for any length of time. So it was kind of double jeopardy. And the other thing was, right around the time we got a better bottling line and got our DOs, like to you know microscopic numbers, so the beer would
2: stay fresh longer. Uh, when was that new bottling line? A couple years ago? A couple years ago. That That's cool. kind of, so, It's kind of yeah. when we
12: turned the corner.
2: I'm really glad that you mentioned that because. So I'll just the first year. Uh, I don't know if it was you for us or somebody else. Have you been coming to the, the, the yeah, Winterfest yeah. every time? This year it was me and Todd. So the first year, you guys gave me some bottles too, and and they weren't all that awesome. And so I'm really glad to hear you say that because I think it was just a bottle, a packaging problem. Because then when when Forrest came back and gave us beer, and like I said, I kind of I was like, well, I'm going to get to that. It was really a night and day. It was yeah. such a better beer.
12: Well, like I said, it was t- it was a combination of two things. One obviously was the freshness factor, and the second one was uh, when Lee went to work for us. Uh, he where he was working was doing a different dry hopping technique and he kind of went, what are you doing? And, you know, so the big difference Help was instead it. of instead of just dry hopping the beer, what we do is uh, it sits for a day after just dumping it in. We're talking pellets and then we blow it up with CO2. So that, you know, essentially what's happening is when the hops first go in, they're kind of solid, and they're dropped to the bottom in the form of pellets, and then they turn into a mud. So you can only picture that. It's probably not doing a hell of a lot down there because it's all just sitting. Okay. So the whole idea is to get blast them. And they go up into solution, and then they become particleized, and it takes, like, several days for it to fall back out. But during that time, that's where you get the contact with the dry hops, and that was, like, big-time game-changer. Nice. So now the same amount of dry hopping was much more intense in the aroma. And like I said, it almost happened simultaneously where now the beer is fresh and the dry hopping's better. It's still the same beer, but now it's, like, got those two things going on, and, and it really – uh, changed it.
11: Yeah. That's 2012. Okay, that's when all this this pretty much changed for us. Uh, okay, right, So you drop the yeast before you add the dry
12: hop? Actually, we don't. You don't. Okay. Yeah, we did at first, uh-huh. but we stopped doing that because we were getting such high losses, and it didn't really seem to make a difference. Right. <laughs> no, no.
2: Losses of what uh-huh. volume? Well, every time
12: you have to pull yeast, you know, you you keep losing some solution, and if you keep doing that more than you know several times, you lose that volume. And IPAs. They're notorious for eating up your volume anyway. That's you lose it in the trube in the kettle. You lose it in the, you know, it's a higher alcohol, so it's got more yeast trube. There's just a lot more stuff to lose. So your net is significantly less. Okay. Your costs are higher because of the hops, and it doesn't work to you go on the bottom yeah, there, line. Yeah, you
7: know, there's a brewery in Santa Rosa that just started doing that last year. Where they, <laughs>
6: who's
7: that? Uh, I don't know. It was just some brewery. <laughs> and uh, there you have a lab guy, and he did some, like, lab work looking for, like, is there, like, an autotolysis effect, like, uh, mm-hmm. by leaving it on the yeast and all that? Are we losing? No, no, so all they do is uh, if they're going to harvest yeast for another pitch, they'll take that off, but they don't take the rest off. They leave it. They just say that's enough because mm. we're just taking beer now during yeah. the dry hop period too. Yeah, they don't, yeah. if they're not right. going to harvest anything, they don't drop. They don't drop the yeast at all. Interesting.
12: Right. So we had success too. I mean, it's just kind of obviously coincidental, but you know, for us, that's the reason we stopped doing it. <laughs> it was just uh, sure. trying to get our volume up a little bit, and we noticed that it didn't make any difference. So you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But but anyway, that was. That was kind of what that's all about. And then, of course, we make a double dry hop version, which, you know, it gets an extra ration of hops. And, you know, we didn't want to change the bloodline, you know. It was kind of like, okay, you know, that certain person in Santa Rosa has kind of pushed the envelope. Do we want to go there with Sherman when it's so successful? And it's kind of good the way it is. So we left it alone. And then we take regular Sherman that's, you know, I can just pick one and, dry hop it again on Ah. top of the original dry hops, and that becomes a double dry hop version, and we don't filter that one. Interesting. Mm. Okay. And
2: And I bet people love that one, too. Yeah, we have have both ends
12: of the market instead of changing this beer that's the best-selling IPA in the Valley.
5: Do you do the similar technique of, on the second dry hopping, wait a day and then stir it up again? Or do you just let the second one...
12: It's the same thing. Uh, We stir it up again and basically do that. And then we also do a triple dry hop version, which you know is basically not the single drop along with the double drops and then some more. We basically do the single dry hop and then we add a significant amount of one type of hop, whether like right three. now we have a Nelson and we've done, you know, Zythos and uh, all kinds of different ones, Amarillo and Citra, of course. And that's, it's kind of like a single hop series. I mean, it dramatically changes the beer. It's just a base Sherman, but when you jack it up with all these dry hops, it just completely changes it. And it gives the people, uh, a picture of what the, all these different hops taste like, without being—I've had a lot of single dry hops or a lot of IPA single hops that were just too over the top. Mm. And by doing it this way, it's—it's it's almost like it's just featuring the flavor because it's just dry hop. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, that's just something that we—I don't want to say invented because I'm sure everybody's done it. Somewhere because you can't do anything that someone hadn't done already. But you know, really, we we work in our own world and yeah. we try different things, yeah. and that's something we've done that uh, our public has uh, really embraced, and that's something that eventually we'll bottle probably. Okay. So you've
5: noticed an increase in aroma af- oh. with doing the the stirring because I, I wonder about you're blowing off some aromatics also of the hops that you've just dumped well, in.
12: I honestly it it was night and day you know I mean an increase then oh god okay and, I, and, again, I think it really has to do with the hot bodies, you know, going up into solution, taking a long time and a lot of contact time. just sitting in a cone. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? yeah. So it makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. No, the cone like, is a wow. place to
7: minimize surface area. Right. Which works for yeast, but when it's for dry hopping, no, it's not
12: right, at all. right. So uh, it was just a simple change, but it was a dramatic change.
5: Sure. <laughs> I, yeah, I just – my first thought was like, oh, but you, but you might be losing some aroma, but obviously you're which stirring you, it back up.
2: Which you probably are, but the, but there's a net gain exactly. anyway. Right, yeah.
6: yeah. Yeah. So that
0: is positive. I have a question from the chat. Yes. Uh, this is from Thud Monkey. He asks, How many fucking dry hops do they do? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> a very concise question. Yeah. Pretty good for <laughs> our <fun>. listeners. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's got, that's got <laughs> I believe they're following my lead tonight. <laughs> yeah. The idea
11: is you dry hop everything.
6: That's, that's all the no, time it's all it's the everything. time yeah, Every, like
2: everything, everything all the time, the time. Yeah. Yeah. that's your new t-shirt yeah.
11: Yeah. We we dry all
2: everything yeah. all the time
12: you know I, it it goes along the lines of the same thing i was talking about earlier you know i mean a lot of people and you know for instance like stone's original beers they were just so hop forward in the front and that's that's great a lot of people like that but that's just not not my thing yeah and you know i like subtleness in the front and balance and a lot of flavor of the hop so that is why we dry hop the you know what out of everything because that's our style you know and and my brewers uh like that too i mean it's it's not that we won't make any hop forward beers i mean certainly uh like our black ipa has more forward hops than, than most of them and that's another beer that lee designed and, and that's fine because some people like that and I understand that as a brewer I can't just go well you know you're wrong sure you know so you make different things for different people just like I make 99 you know I don't sit around and drink that either but I, it's a purpose beer
2: yeah Mike don't get rid of this brewer <laughs> I can't because he's a built-in package. He, he knows what he's doing. He's open to all these ideas and willing to just listen and change yeah, a, that's, and that's, that's, evolve. That's, uh, and he's a mentor to his. Uh, staff, to yeah, this, don't yeah. get rid of this man. For he's, me,
11: Kevin has been. You know, me and him together. It's it's like the not not to put us uh, in different age groups, but it's the it's kind of the, the current modern ideas that I see and that I drink and I travel and I, you know I'm a beer geek. And Kevin's just got all this experience. I mean he's a veteran brewer and he could make anything that I any idea I have happen. Yeah. And it's been great. It's right. been a great it, it
12: would it would be a little uh, bit of a a lie to say that I'm as fired up today as I was when I was in my twenties. Okay. So you kinda have to be a realist. You know, I and like he said, I mean I have an open mind and I have my skills and if you combine that with, you know, Mike's talents and his palate and his staff and my young brewers that are trying to cut their teeth and their you know, enthusiasm and and, mm-hmm. and I don't you know bridle that who's going to benefit yeah you know we all are that's right. and that's really what it's all about isn't it
2: this is kind of what I mean I really like your attitude about this Kevin you're you're yeah. a good brewer you're a good guy I can tell and I bet your staff loves you your, your brew staff probably has a lot of fun brewing with you uh, this is good yeah. shit boys thanks for bringing it in uh, we have uh, we have it on tap right now. Uh, at the Hop Grenade, we've got more to put on tap. I do believe we've got bottles that are going to go in the fridge. So in the Bay Area, I think right here in, in, in Bay Area local, the only place you can get it is our place right now, right? Is that, is that uh, yeah. right? Okay. So and Scott probably has, well, We did bring extra uh, bottles. No, you there. can't get it there. That's no. only for me. Right? Yeah. Scott, Scott can get it at <laughs> Scott's, Scott's. Rare barrel stuff. At yeah, it's that with a yeah. yeah. rare barrel
4: in so my right. fridge. So. I'm saving it for our 10th anniversary private <laughs> <laughs> I saw
5: it at poker night, so it, it, it still exists. It's yeah, still it exists. already got yeah. A poker yeah. night. Yeah. Hey, he
0: he got, got
4: some? He he
6: what? Yeah, yeah.
5: No, Weird. you served a rare barrel, but you specifically said this is not the. Oh, the map stash. of the sun. Yeah,
4: that was my own one. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was. Right. I, you mean, know, I do buy so beer. He from won't even, from I'm at his house, and he's still won't share <laughs> the BN stuff. Yeah. I just, I wanna, I wanna make a, a challenge to you, Mike, because clearly you're the, um, you're the, like the architect, and then Kevin's your, your, he's the engineer, right? So you bring in the idea, and then he's got to make it happen. So it happens in construction sometimes where the engineers go, "Well, we can't." I mean your idea is fantastic but we can't build this it's not possible so I, maybe you try and accomplish that try and bring him an idea where he goes this is not this is not brewable it's a great idea but it uh, can't <laughs> execute it see if you can stump him <laughs> yeah. Stump your brewer. I, I mean
11: we've we've done a lot of that and I think it's it's the challenge like he said is is getting it's getting the paint he knows how to he knows how to paint the picture but it, yeah, without yeah. giving him the actual paint to make it sometimes that's where his limits are but um especially as we, you guys we, grow it'll get tough yeah, yeah I mean we can do anything once but it's making it a constant thing. That's really the challenge, I think. You guys are going to be fine. Don't
2: worry about it. Kevin, stop (laughs) stressing out about anything. You're fine. (laughs) Everything's going to go great. Global warming, don't worry about
0: it. (laughs) Whatever. It's not real anyway. The drought, We'll forget yeah. about it. That's yeah. Don't worry
2: yeah. about it. It's going to yeah. rain in Fresno one day.
6: Right. Yeah. <laughs> For one day. One day. day. Like one day. <laughs> in your <Yeah>. life, it's <laughs> going
2: to rain <laughs> one day in Fresno. You guys are doing great. You can go over to tiogasequoia.com right now. You can read more about the beers. Uh, great website, too. Uh, very informative. It's easy to use, so uh, you guys are doing well on the branding side yeah. also. I'm proud of you, boys. You're doing Thank good.
11: Thank you. Thank you. You're, we actually have uh, one thing I know I wanted to mention. We have this big event that we do. It's kind of an anniversary party. Uh, being from Fresno, obviously, we, we like to promote the good things about it. So this, this event <laughs>
2: is We're very proud to be Fresno. This, this, yes, <laughs> so, we are. so we promote the two good things. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One short, of them
0: is this event. Yeah, yeah, other, yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. other is our beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the third is leaving. That's <laughs> our, yeah. that, those were
2: our words, not Tioga's, everybody. Go
11: ahead. <laughs> so we, uh, we came up with this thing. I mean, it's a, it's a popular phrase in Fresno to say Fres yes. And uh, what we have this Saturday, March 14th, is called Fres yes Fest in our beer garden. We actually open up the entire parking lot. So it's not just the, the, the beer garden that we have normal hours. It's the whole parking. Uh, our warehouse, we clean out all the grain. Uh, you can go, like I said, throughout the whole 30,000 square foot uh, parking lot. We have uh, a variety of bands, food trucks that line the whole uh, side of the fence. We've got local vendors and, and artists and uh, food um and it's basically an event that celebrates all the good things about fresno okay beautiful um, this march 14th from uh, 1 to 11. Uh, people need dinner. to get tickets ahead of time or it we it's free okay so free to attend wow. obviously food and beers is what we charge but mm-hmm. it's free to attend and uh, i think last year we got about 1800 people nice, nice. Uh, this year we're hoping for a little bit more and we got a little bit more things to offer that so, sounds fun
2: yeah we're excited all right so so go check it out. You can probably get information about that on the website, too? Yes. All right. TiogaSequoia.com, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, thanks for being on the show. Thanks thank for sharing you. beer thanks with for us. having us. It was really fun to yeah, talk with you. Thank you so much. I want to thank Forrest, too, for reaching out to us all these couple of years and uh, keeping you guys in our minds and, and getting us beer down here at the Hop Grenade, too, when we need it, doing Winterfest. You've been a good guy to us, Forrest. Us, so thanks, brother. Um, all right, go check them out. TiogaSequoia.com. It's great beer, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. You don't have to take our word for it. Just go try it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a lot to do. We're going to tell you about our collaboration brew day. We're going to play a new game called Things Justin Should Know. Uh, <laughs> but I pr- I probably don't. This show's never going to end. We toyed with, we toyed <laughs> calling, it, with call, calling it Is Justin Really an Idiot? But... Um, It's kind of one of the same. Uh, That and feedback and a little bit more. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be back.
10: You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
1: The National Homebrew Conference is coming up this summer, and More Beer wants to send you. To celebrate 20 years of serving homebrewers, More Beer is giving away two full pass registrations to the 2015 National Homebrew Conference, June 10th through 13th. That's right, two full passes, full access to all the presentations, Club Night and Pro Brewers Night, two seats to the Grand Banquet and Awards Ceremony, two one-year membership gift cards to the American Homebrewers Association, four-night stay at the beautiful town and country resort, round-trip air fair to and from the San Diego airport two VIP passes to the Brewing Network's own anniversary party a $250 prepaid visa gift card for food and your other expenses and dinner with the More Beer crew. Visit morebeer.com for all the details and to enter you can enter once a day through April 15th and the winner will be drawn on April 25th. If you've already purchased your registration to the event and ceased to the Grand Banquet, those fees can be refunded. Enter today at morebeer.com The
8: night
0: is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitmenstein? Yes, J.P.
8: Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's (laughs) impasse. Yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower
6: of Power!
8: You can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint.
1: Don't be silly, JP. We have beer to brew. <sighs> What'd
10: you get? and, and that brew builder software is awesome.
5: Oh yeah.
1: Brewmasters warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by brewmasters warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally high. Oh
10: yeah. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the
6: session. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to the program! Thanks for hanging out with us here on the session. Live from the Hop Grenade. Having a good time. What? <laughs> you don't get to open shit. Mike. JP just took a gift away from Mike Sardina and yeah. threw it on the floor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm part of your system. Apparently,
2: he doesn't get to open things. So. No. If JP doesn't get one, why should anybody else?
4: Right. Speaking of opening things, I struggled mightily with the last wax sealed bottle. So, can oh, someone want to open here. this
2: one for me? I'm, let Beardy do I'm it. He's, good he seems it. to be a professional with wax. <laughs> yeah. JP, let me ask you a question. Okay. Are you getting enough? No. I mean, I bet you'd <laughs> like more, right? I
0: would love more, as much. Well, matter
2: of fact. Well, adamandeve.com wants to give you more. Oh, shit. Yeah, they do. Uh, what do you think about ten free gifts? I love ten free. It's better than nine. It's way better than nine. Yeah. It's at least one more better than nine. Right. The only thing you're getting enough of is free gifts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh. Go to adamneve.com right now and you're going to get first a sexy surprise for her. Wow. I don't know who she is, but
0: her. <laughs> she doesn't know either. He's I'm a him, her. though. Yeah, she's not even uh, born yet. Susie. All right, there you, a gift to for Susie. Yeah. So
2: a
4: sexy surprise for Susie. <laughs> score this for Susie. is what you're going to get, JP. Which, right. by the way, do you know Susie used to be called Susie No Tits? That was her nickname in, what was it, high school, Susie? Yeah, when she was four Middle years old. In high Middle school. school.
3: <laughs> really? Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, Is no tits in middle school, too? Who is calling people no
6: tits in seventh grade? My sister was
3: like, the term over the shoulder boulder holders was about my sister when we were in high school. Oh, I see. Middle school. And they are like, you got the leftovers, which is nothing.
0: Yeah, but in middle school, (laughs) over the shoulder boulder holder means like half an A cup. Because you're overcharged. She was a D-cup. Wow. Mm, she's stuffed. So what would you do? Get a hold of
7: the monkey's claw and yeah, well, ask for big tits or something?
3: No, I had a gay guy talk to my tits every day until they grew. Oh. It
4: worked. It worked. Okay, is that a category on Adam and Eve? I told her, busty Asian. If she's ever hard up. <laughs> I don't think it's a, a category. A
2: nor are they giving away larger breasts. But they are giving Uh-oh. away now a second toy for him.
0: Oh. Who's him? Is that me? Or is that? In this case, it's you,
2: Jackie. Nice. Uh, and then a third, a little something that you'll both enjoy. Both me, you and both Susie. And Susie. Okay,
0: good. <laughs> yeah.
2: Great. Sure Shane will like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's three gifts right now. Then six free adult DVDs. That's a lot. That's nine items, then free shipping on all of it. Go to adamneve.com right now. Use coupon code BNARMY. It's B-N-A-R-M-Y at checkout, and you get all that stuff. I don't know why you would do it any other way, because any other way, you're standing in a creepy store in Richmond. Um, Where other with other people looking at you. And by the way, I don't care if that's Richmond, Virginia or Richmond, California <laughs> or Richmond, Nebraska. I'm pretty sure right. every Richmond in America is the same and it has the creepy store that you shouldn't be standing in. That's true. Go to adamneve.com instead. There you go. So we got a new game, 888-401-BEER. If you want to play it, looks like we got room for two new contestants. So we'll wait for a couple new contestants. 888-401-BEER, we're going to play... Uh, is Justin an idiot? <laughs> slash things Justin should know. <laughs> right, it's really the same right. thing. Yeah, it is really the same um, thing. Can you and, do
4: the uh, scorekeeping, Jeff? I'm doing the audio,
2: and sure. I'll give you the, I'll give you the quick rundown right now. Basically, the game is after 10 years of doing this program and listening to some of the best uh, brewers in America, like Kevin here from Tioga, Sequoia. Uh, there are things about brewing that I should know, uh, but I probably don't. So. I have been asked a series of questions, and I have answered them. It's already been recorded. What you'll be doing as a contestant is guessing whether or not I know the answer to these questions. Very tough. Uh, Very challenging. They're all, they're all about brewing. They're all about the brewing process. Things that most you know, advanced homebrewers should know. And Any, and key- by advance, any I probably, keynote
7: speaker should know as well. <laughs> any keynote
6: speaker <laughs> yeah. should know yeah. the
2: answers to these questions. Yes, I did not know the questions ahead of time. They were asked me. I was not allowed to Google or look anything up. The question oh. was asked, and I then had to. Could I just deliver an answer like I should be able to do? Not only
0: the answer, an answer, but the answer, the correct, right. the right correct uh, answer. Right answer. Right. Yeah. And of
2: course, our
7: challenge is to, know, is to say whether you, you'll know it or not.
0: That's right. correct.
2: Okay. So, it, so am I an
0: idiot? Now I all feel right, bad for that. throwing Mike's shirt in the corner. <laughs> yeah, wh- why? 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 I just don't know. Now. Just now you started just to now started bad about Just now I started to feel it. bad because mm-hmm. I feel it's like just he's so like looking at me. Going, he does, the fuck is this guy? He, Mike
7: does look hurt. You he know, does, he's yeah. still in the same room. It's all right. At least you came to the, that
2: realization. See, <laughs> <laughs> every step is progress. Yeah. Yeah. you know the thing about being an asshole is that as long as you realize right. you're an asshole, right. then Mike will forgive
0: you. Well, it seemed funny at the time. I'm like, that was cool, and then I'm like, yeah. that wasn't cool.
9: Right. No, I'm just like, <laughs> it's so far away. You See, yeah. it's, you had to Mike, go and throw it. Mike's like, all I wanted was that shirt.
2: Right. <laughs> you want to <laughs> grab that for me? Give <laughs> it to me. No, I'm le- I'm gonna let it linger. <laughs> <laughs> Like a fart, and <laughs> let that linger. All right. So while we're waiting for our last uh, callers here to play the game along with us, I just wanted to talk quickly about our collaboration brew day. So Quaff, uh, the homebrew club from San Diego, one of the biggest uh, homebrew clubs in America. Uh, I was talking with those guys at JABF with their president, and they said, "Hey." You know what we ought to do is a collaboration brew day with the Brewing Network Club. Since all you guys are going to invade San Diego and the National Homebrewers Conference, maybe we can brew some beer ahead of time, and then we'll serve it at the conference. So that's exactly what we did this past Saturday at Heretic Brewing Company, where uh, Brewing Network Club members teamed up with Quaff Club members, and we brewed some beer. And we're going to, by the way, try to do it again down in San Diego, I think, uh, at the end of April is what we're looking at. Um, so I'll get those dates out to you too especially BN Army members I know that quaff is all on board and they're there just waiting in San Diego to brew some beer so we just <laughs> yeah. need some BN Army members to get down there and do it so we had a brew day I teamed up with Mike actually he's a quaff member absolutely uh, as well and Mike wrote the recipe for us um, beardy brewed that day but he just he teamed up with his beard. Well, uh, technically, Jamel.
5: Yeah, Jamel kind of jumped on. Oh, my, my <laughs> brew day. Weird. And Jamel's so, a quaffer. Yeah. Well, yep. right. And so he said, "Hey, I'm a quaffer. We're collaborating now. Good." And so. <laughs> uh yeah i collaborated with jamel so he was like put this in the beer and then he left well i mean it was typical professional collaboration <laughs> he didn't even put anything in the beer he just stood around next to where the beer was being brewed yeah and
2: drank beer he did stand there most of the day though yeah uh, sounds well, good
5: yeah so uh, he well, did his job as a professional collaborator <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, that's what beer to say.
2: he's by the way he's talking about you Jamel's been around the bar. <laughs> right you know how to do it yeah, yeah. he saw me yeah. Right. yeah it's like this is this is how you collaborate yeah yeah right. like
7: the recipe? Oh, great. Let's do this.
2: <laughs> so we had some other collaborators there, too. Nathan Smith... Uh, was there, and he collaborated with Brian uh, from Quaff. Brian Ch- Brian Trout. Thank you, Brian Trout. Uh, collaborated with him for Quaff, and JP yeah. brought out the Pico Brew system yeah. and collaborated. Although his collaborator was not on site, his collaborator was, was brewing the same right. beer in right.
0: San Diego at the same time. At the same time. So we uh, collaborated pre-event. Oh. We he gave us a, he yeah. gave a recipe. I added some stuff. He changed some stuff, and we uh, you know it was a very it was very much a, a collaborative effort. Did he brew on the Pico Brew as well? No, no. he did not. He brewed uh, the hard way, apparently. Yeah. So
2: this will be sure, interesting yeah. because yeah. you
0: had the same recipe, yes.
2: one done on the Pico Brew and one done on what?
9: Like a regular all-grain system? I think so, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. The, Michael Fry, I, I believe, yeah. was your partner. Yeah. God, he's smart. Wow. He yeah, no, I, he's it's a like he reads emails yeah. and shit. He
2: didn't just take the bar. He passed it. Oh, man. Are you yeah. feeling
5: extra bad now about throwing a sweatsh- no. his shirt in the corner? No.
0: No? All right. No.
2: Just the same bad,
0: right? Yeah, same same level of bad.
2: Well, that's a beer I'm looking to try uh, for to try yeah. because it's the same recipe, but just on two completely different uh, styles of brewing. Yeah. Are you going to rack the beer this time? Beardy. Or are just going to dump it into the keg. i <sighs> <Are laughs> a douche. Pl- tell you want want me to play? My yeah, play? I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. want Scott uh, to say the thing I say? Your, I do with your voice. Uh, you should Didn't do like, fire beardy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, all right, so yes. we all brewed together, yes, and I, I don't know. want to talk about how the Pico Brew went, okay. but I want to talk about myself first. So. Of course. Uh, <laughs> the, I felt, Mike, that our brown ale went flawless. Like, we had a stellar brew
9: day, right? Pretty stellar. Yeah. <laughs> Do you
2: remember the world flock? No. Shit. Mike did. Mike
9: remembered it. Oh.
6: Yeah. Oh. Wow. So
2: early on in the day, I was like, so here's here's the things that you're dealing with, Mike. I'm an idiot. Um, I'm Kino. an idiot. <laughs> and, but I'm a Kino speaker. He was.
7: Yeah. He
9: was
2: <laughs> how that works out? I have no idea. How that happens? <laughs> but, I don't it's ask beyond Blue me. I don't ask.
9: No, Justin was perfect about it. He goes, Mike, here's your here's your four jobs. Do these four do jobs?
2: Brew <laughs> the beer. We're good,
9: and I think we might and I be think we okay. Got all
2: four, yeah. And then Mike did all four jobs. Um, he's a smart guy. <laughs> he's a smart guy. So Mike remembers. Very obedient <laughs> too. Watch out, see, Tacy, I love that you remember this about me. I this is what I said to Mike. I was like, when I gave him that one job, one of the four, the worthlock, I was like, look, the truth is, no matter what I do, I never remember this fucking worthlock lock, and I know it sounds like a small task. But please remind me to do the warflock.
7: I do, I always do a ten man edition. Uh, like it'll be like one uh, nugget of hops or something? Yeah, yeah. So I remember the warflock.
2: Oh, I see. That's mm. that's like oh, your string a the
7: string around yeah, the finger. Yeah, even if the, the thirty is the last one.
2: <laughs> right. So uh, we got the warflock. In yeah. fact, I think you threw it in with with gusto. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Slim okay. dunk that should so that help. Um, we. Behind the back, <laughs> <laughs> so we did a, this uh, Nutters Nut Brown Ale. Mm-hmm. We were shooting for an OG of ten fifty eight. Oh, wow. Tasty. We nailed it, That's Mike. I don't know if you it. knew it, but we nailed that. Um, the the first thing I always screw up is our strike temperature. You know, I'm always I don't know I just well I'm an idiot. Uh,
4: Isn't that the first thing to screw up?
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay. so that's the first thing. No, actually, the first thing to screw <laughs> up is the gathering of the ingredients. Oh, okay. uh, where I, you Because know, Mike sent us this great recipe. And I'll talk about that in just a moment. But then I have to go and I, I Oh, went to, I only
4: bought crystal malt.
2: Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went and uh, measured it. But I did that right, too. And then uh, we nailed our strike temperature. Yeah. Mike wanted to be at 154. I was all about it because I don't know the difference. And uh, we got to 154. Right there. So that was really nice. And um, so... You remember we talked about our recipe a little bit last week. Yeah, week's we tasty. had a few
7: possible modifications.
2: So of the possible modifications, one of them was to include brown malt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of, did you say like instead of some crystals? Yeah, some base. Oh, it says some two-row. yeah. We didn't take that advice. Right. Uh, we decided against the brown malt to stick with our, uh, our full two-row cool. and then the couple of crystals. The advice we did take the second bit was to get rid of the black patent <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 and instead yeah. use a little more pale chocolate. And oh, okay. Sure. Nice. That we did do. So we, we ditched the black patent, mm-hmm. added a pound of yeah, uh, no one likes black patent, dude. pale chocolate. But yeah, stuff. well, we didn't know, but now we know. So we were just going to sprinkle the black patent on top anyway, like for color or something. Yeah. But then everyone said, don't do that. So we didn't. Hmm. Uh, but that's the advice we took. Everything else we kept the same with the recipe we read last week, which was, you know it off your head? About uh, uh. Another five-gallon
9: What batch.
7: was the hopping? Is this an English? What, what, you, what do you yeah, make an English can?
9: Yeah, golding, and uh Willemmet. And then a
7: yeast is? Uh, oh. Cal. Yeah.
2: So it's actually sort of a hybrid between like an English and an American right. brown. Right. Not hoppy like a Janet's brown. I think we hopped at about oh. 35 IBUs. A little bit oh, under 10, that. 10.58. Yeah.
5: Okay. Isn't that a society thing to do? Isn't that what your English IPA is? No comment. All right. Oh, he's leaving society out of it. This is what. Right. This is a
2: Mike and Justin. This thing could be to a ripoff, you know. Right. Beauty. Yeah. All
5: right. Well, whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the info. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> yeah.
9: No, call I, back to the society show. Thanks for trying. Yeah. I, I like you know 001 real clean. You know. Yeah. Um, like what that East does as opposed to 002. So that's yeah. what we want with.
2: Nice. So we knocked out at heretic, put it into a couple of uh, clean and sanitized corny kegs, brought it back to my more beer conical filter. Transferred it in a closed and clean transfer, just so you know, Mike. Uh threw four vials of cal ale in there because White Labs was a wonderful sponsor of the event and donated all the yeast that we wanted. So I didn't even bother to do a starter. I just asked for a crap load of vials. There you go. And uh threw is, them all in.
4: Is there um like just enough vials equals a starter?
2: <laughs> yeah. Or is there no real
4: substitute for a starter? There is. It's, that, is well, that
2: is a topic that yeah. will be debated forever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, general, there is a viability a issue. discussion there. I think Nava would
7: say that you're not really increasing the number of cells. You're just making them act.
0: Start- yeah, at a certain when level. You do a starter. Yeah, at a typical starter level. Yeah.
2: Well, I threw in the four vials. We were fermenting within 24 hours. Beautiful. And it was uh, fermenting even more vigorously this morning when I went and checked it out. All at about 66 degrees. Sounds great. It also tasted really good. The wort was, was pretty nice. So I heard. So I'm excited. We'll be serving this beer at NHC, and so far, so good. There are still several things I could screw up, Mike. <laughs> I know this. But so far, so good. Are you going to dry hop it? Well, uh, no. No. Nope. No. It is what it is. Plus, like, it's not going to be served till June, right? So I think it's a nice style to just kind of lager for yeah, a little yeah, exactly. while. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, interested
9: though. to you know taste it. You know, two weeks off from now when it's done, but then, you know, when we serve it in June, it'll be interesting to see where, where yeah. it
2: goes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I have two kegs of it. One will definitely go to NHC. Do I do I have to commit to both going to NHC, Mike? What do you think?
9: Come up here and have a party. How about NHC? There you go. I like that
3: BNAT? idea. Right.
5: And Mike has time to re-brew it down in San Diego, so in case you need a backup keg, True. there you
2: go. Well, maybe it, maybe I'll bring it if I do a San Diego brew day, which I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll bring the one keg down for that or at least ah, bottles sounds great. yeah. Try that, Philip Agawal or something. All right, so
0: now JP brewed on the Pico brew. I did system. What did you brew? I brewed an ESB that Michael and I put together. It was yeah. mainly Michael, and then uh, we traded, you know, traded some crystal malt out and. Uh Went with that,
2: okay. Yeah. And then he did it on his own all grain system. And That's how right. how did
0: your brew day go? Flawlessly. I was well. Uh, I was the first one to start drinking beer. Yeah. And then I could drink it all day because I didn't have anything to screw you up. You
4: pressed a freaking button.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. On exactly the pico
0: right. brew. This really is my kind of brewing. But now. I had yeah. to clean first. Uh-huh. I had to do the recipe properly. I had to add all the ingredients properly. I had to measure out the water. Properly, uh-huh. Uh-huh. then I push the button. Uh, you're making it sound more complicated. I
2: think <laughs>
6: yeah, than it is. That's no, like, it's oh. like,
0: like when you make coffee
2: in the morning. Yeah. Like sounds like, "Oh, thanks for making coffee." First, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Right? I didn't just make coffee. And then I filled <laughs> up the pot, and <laughs> yeah.
0: then I carefully measured hey, out. If the... you screw up any any step in there, you don't make good coffee. Right. Well, that's
4: true
7: when you're doing a regular conventional brew
0: too. Yeah, right. Also,
2: by the way, like getting ready for work and then walking, like getting yeah. to work. If you screw up any step yeah. in between, you're
6: first
4: I make had it. to brush my teeth, Exactly. and then I had to put on my boxers.
2: That they had to look both ways before crossing the street. Right, I, yeah. see,
0: I think as as, as a, a, a race of humans, we often un, we often uh, don't we overlook the minutia of the day that, prevent, that that gets us from one place to the next. And peak brings us back to. That. I think it does. Uh, I'm with but you. But it was that. rad because I was able to enjoy my brew day and yeah. still hit all my numbers. The beer tastes great. It was fermenting amazingly quickly, Nice. and uh, I was able to hang out and drink beer and talk to everybody while you guys were sweating and doing your thing. And you still you ended up with beer. I ended up with beer, but I had a much easier time of it. Yeah.
2: And by the way, uh, aside from my system, because I'm very handsome, the only one, <laughs> the only brew system right. there that that attracted more attention right. than than mine yeah. was the Pico Brew. Everyone yeah. was really fascinated. I with got it.
0: a lot of like bend down lows and squinting. What like, is happening here? Well, because first you see it and you go. That, well, you're not brewing. And then and then people come back like five minutes later or ten minutes later, and they go, well, uh, so you can see inside. Yeah, you can see the water level rise in the mash. Well, <laughs> uh, and then 20 minutes later, you catch them. They're squinting at the screen. They're like, oh. What's happening now? It's boiling. Yeah. <laughs> they got their doubts. So. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, that's cool. And then by the end of it, like, I got to get me one of these. There was a <laughs> guy there, I forget his name. He's was like, this is amazing. So what I did
2: like in regards to what you're talking about, that right. I, my assumption was that it was a big closed box and you don't see anything. Ah, yes. But you see the mash happening. Like, where the mash takes place, it's a big clear bin. Like, that's kind of the center window. That's, it, yeah. The, well,
0: all your ingredients fit in that bin. Yeah. So you pull the whole cube out and your grain goes in the first three quarters of it and then there's little slots with uh, cages for your hop additions. I see. And so it's all just self-contained right in there. So when you're cleaning, you pull out this bin and then you dump everything out and then you... Put it back. There's no kettles to lift, or you know, whatever like that. No, we lifted a lot of things. You I did, you, you guys were, were were hauling ass. I think I was one of the last ones to be done and the first ones to bail out. I was like, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, like I'm, everything's I gotta, clean. I got to split. I got to
2: go.
8: Ah.
0: I got shit to do. So but, at you're, the you're,
2: end, it dumps it all into a corner. Here's the cool part about how
7: it works, right? Yeah, it's got this uh, research uh, return or hot hot liquor if you're sparging mm-hmm. that uh, positions itself over the 60 minute hops. And researches over that, you know, for
0: 60 minutes,
7: right?
2: Oh, I see, yeah.
0: And then what is it, cascades down? It cascades down. So yeah. you're still getting full work contact with your 60 minutes as you're doing, as you're doing your, it, your, your whatever. Like minutes. Brew. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah.
2: They put some thought into that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Engineered,
0: yeah. It's well-engineered. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And then it all just goes into a corny at the end, which you took yeah. home. <laughs> which, uh, well, I, I put in, uh, so I, I drained it from uh, from the corny into my carboy, pitched my yeast, And then cleaned up, rinsed everything out, and then went home. Okay. And then the next day, I brewed another batch of the same beer. Wow. I just set it up on my counter, put everything in, clicked the button, and then was able to do chores. I did my taxes, and I did all the shit around the house, and then I come back and I had two and a half more gallons of beer, and I just racked it into the same carboy. Wow. So I have five gallons of beer. I didn't even break a sweat. I feel like... That's a good argument. I always make a case like, well, it's only two and a half gallons.
6: Yeah.
7: Yeah, well, so what? (laughs) (laughs) But it was effortless. You pressed
0: the the fucking button, you know? Yeah, and and when (laughs) I got the recipe, I already split it in two and a half batches. So I had two batches all ready to go. They were already separated. Everything was already measured out for me. I just had to literally pull the thing out, put everything in, turn it on, sync my recipe, and hit go and then I, you know, headed back to the couch and do my taxes.
2: I feel like this is how Kevin works at Ti- Tioga Sequoia. Like, except it's different. Like, he doesn't push a button. He has all these brewers. He walks in. Right. He gives them the ingredients, the recipe. He smacks someone on the back of the head. And then you know, they push the button they, for him. Yeah, they, right, they, they right. brew the beer.
0: I mean, it, it's, it's the best of it's the best of both worlds. You, you get to do your recipe. You get to be creative. Yeah, But you don't have to worry about the other stuff that can trip you up along the way. If you're dumb like me. And little small stuff, you know, uh, trips you up, like flies buzzing around, you're like, I gotta catch the thing. Next thing you know it's a boil over or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Uh but I like recipe formulation, I like sampling. Yeah. I don't like brewing. You don't like activity. I don't like activity at all. I like to be very sedimentary. My feature is Wall E, that movie. Just we're all floating around on this little bike drinking slurpees. Yeah. And brewing beer. Excellent. Let me, let
4: me just add, too, that the, the two and a half gallons part, maybe not for, for our audience in, in this room, but for people like my dad who got his Pico Brew a couple weeks ago, that 2.5 gallons, is, that's a selling point because he can't go through five gallons fast enough before – Really? You know, whatever – Yeah. How long sp- does it take? <laughs> I mean – this is going to change my opinion. I don't know, today. 48 hours, and he wants to go through it in 24, you know? <laughs> right. No, he, d- he just doesn't drink, you know, he doesn't have friends over every night, and he's just not going through that much beer, and he wants a variety of styles, and he wants to go yeah. through it before it's not fresh anymore. So that's like a selling point for him.
2: No, I, I think you're totally right. In fact, someone was mentioning that to me about the two-and-a-half-gallon thing, and I had to wrap my head around... Huh? The quantity of beer that I drink at that moment. Because the person was saying, two and a half gallons is plenty of beer. You know, I get to taste. I get to have it for. uh, I don't even want to mention the period of time that they said, because my jaw dropped. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to die in a week.
0: Especially for you. You drink a lot of commercial beer. You don't drink a lot of craft beer. What? Or not home what? Homebrew. Oh, home yes. okay Because your problem is your numbers. You always screw that up. Yeah. Right? Yes. And you know you Correct. don't have a mic or a chad with you to help you out. Correct. Like in the brewcaster show. <clears throat> um, Whoa. Right. Still holding on to that you one. Bring you ten. won, okay, yeah. bro. Well look, I just want to make it clear to
6: everybody. All right, you took yeah. home the medal. Yeah.
0: But you know, so if you wanna if you wanna associate that kind of urge to homebrew, but you're still drinking a lot of craft beer because you're not, you know, I don't want to say you're not very good, but you're just not doing it a lot. Right. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect, And I especially for people who want to try different styles. You want to brew a lot. <sighs> if you want to win any, you know, a medal at NHC or it's you want to, to do, do whatever, it. you brew a lot of batches at the same time. And can I have yours? You, can have, I'm not even entering because I'm above it. I'm over that. Can shit. I have your Pico Brew, I mean? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I can? Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. I'm in. I'm kidding. You can't.
2: All right. Well, it was a great day. I'm glad you brought out the Pico Brew. Me too. It was fun. We had fun collaborating. I hope we get to do it in San Diego. Tasty, I know you're thinking about trying to get down yeah, there. Yeah,
7: maybe not on the 25th, but maybe a week or two after that. Okay. And not enough
2: time to make a beer for NHC. All right. Well, I hope so, and we'll keep you up to date to NHC goers because we're gonna, we're going to pour all this beer that was brewed down there. And uh, there were other brewers uh, that day as well, so we're going to have lunch. Yeah, there were.
9: Right. Yeah, I'd just say thanks to Heretic for hosting as
2: well. They were awesome. Yeah. Jamel is a very gracious host, and, and I think really had fun having us there, so that was very cool. All right, so we're going to play the new game. It's taking the brew world by storm. It's never been played before. <laughs> uh, and it's called, Is Justin Really an Idiot? So why don't we meet our contestants here first? Uh, I don't even know how this game is going to work. Are, are we just going to let them... Uh, is anybody playing for them are we playing with them what have we done to, to make this game work scott i'm sure uh, you, i'm sure you've thought out every detail yeah
4: yeah on, on the plane on the way back from vegas that was all that i was thinking about and uh yeah i think i don't know why don't we let uh, each uh, caller team up with a with a brewcaster all
2: right i need some paper from somebody because i have uh, guests to remember here but let's go to our our first caller it's going to be thud monkey i believe thud monkey has been playing games with us recently thud monkey what's happening
4: Hey, how's it going, Justin?
2: It's going well. Hey,
4: Taiga Sequoia, guys, you're gonna need headsets; otherwise, you can't hear the callers.
2: So, Thud Monkey, uh, are you ready to play? Is Justin an idiot?
6: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Would you like okay. to answer now, or uh, do you just want to wait till yeah, the game yeah. is over? Yes, uh, yes. All right. yes. Is, is my yes.
6: All right, yes. Let's
2: go to my responses. Yeah. All right, that's not a lot of you. Uh, let's go to Cedar. Uh, Cedar's on the line. Cedar, what's happening?
8: Hey, Cedar. Hello, (laughs) Uh,
2: Cedar's already referring to himself in the third person. (laughs) Hey, Uh, hey, Cedar says hi. (laughs) I I picked Nate to
8: represent me.
2: All right, perfect. No, Nate's not (laughs) here. He's Uh, not going to be much help tonight. (laughs) So that's. But Uh, you're off to a good start, Cedar. (laughs)
8: JP then.
2: All right, good. Good good. second choice. (laughs) Okay, all right. Uh, all right. And then uh, who else do we have? Scott from Pennsylvania. Scott, what's happening, buddy?
6: Yeah. Right. Not much. How you guys doing?
2: We're doing great. Turn your radios down, guys, please. Yeah, everybody's got a one. And then finally we've got West Vag. I don't make these things it's up. It's Johnny
3: first. from West Virginia.
2: Oh there! I forgot no. the first part.
5: West Vag. Oh, no. West, West vag. How am I supposed to know
2: that Vag is Virginia, Suze? West? V- since <laughs> when is V?
8: Since
3: when is V A G? Right
8: Virginia. Can I my you actually into uh, uh,
7: Susie? Aren't you Susie? <laughs> Hey, You're blowing the pretense here on the Justin's an idiot show. Yeah, right? this is fantastic. Yeah, no, don't approve it
2: too soon. Uh, I did... Tasty. Who was the third Read color? this. You. Red, it says Vag. It says Vag. It West says West, yeah,
6: it says West,
7: West
2: V-A-G. Wait, she's totally fucking... With you.
3: you know what? It's, I blame that guy Sal, the, the Dominator, your old, like, uh, corn-holing partner. You know who I'm talking about?
7: No. Wait, what? what? <laughs> corn partner? Vag?
2: Yeah. What? Oh. You're going to pay more attention to this show. Oh, that's who you're saying Johnny is?
3: <clears throat> no. I said, like, I started calling... Re- Re- Virginia Vag Just cause of that dude
2: Susie sit back down What? Just whatever you Just go back weird. to doing What you were doing
0: <laughs> 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 wait, wait, you, like, Who's what? on line three I didn't even catch that Are you S- keeping score Cause I was Scott, keeping score Scott's on line That's three No, no one
2: scored yet You're keeping score I just need to know Their names in front of me uh, Susie confuses me Because That rhymes I don't know If she's making sense or not You see what I mean Like <laughs> right. when other people Don't make sense I go they're not making sense but Right Susie does She doesn't make sense In a convincing way Yeah and you start questioning yourself. Yes, like, I- and I started <laughs> thinking like, like did I not read
0: West? Does everybody call it West Veg? Probably right. <laughs> I mean, what about cornhole that made West Veg make sense to her? All right, I don't know. So, so- who's Scott playing with? Well, I don't think anybody's playing with anybody. Actually, okay. They were just. Saying Here's what it. we're gonna do. Well, we're
2: gonna let them do it, and then they can reach out. We're all gonna. Get, you guys are all gonna give your opinion, and they can it. take it or leave it. Yeah, right, you it. ask
7: so, us. You know, yeah, let's do some that. of us are right. right. yeah. Why I ask me?
2: I want you have
4: your own uh, structure in mind. Just you know, <laughs> you did <laughs> your thing yeah. because
2: you didn't structure this out. You have no idea how this game was gonna. <laughs> no,
4: go. but I came up with something right, yeah.
2: on the fly. Yeah, I didn't like it. You <laughs> asked <laughs> he Right,
4: overruled. Overruled. All right. He couldn't Uh, say
2: it then, but he's
6: saying it right now. All right, thank you. Thanks a
2: lot. (laughs) Well, I've had five minutes. Uh, All right, so the game is, uh, does Justin know anything at all? Uh, That's what it's been called this whole time, right? And what we've done is come up with brewing questions, Uh, some of them simple, some of them not so simple. Uh, Scott's going to ask the question, and then uh, at that time is when you decide, do I know... The answer to the question. What do you know? And we'll go uh, down the line and, and around the room and, and let everybody play a little bit. And then we'll play my answer that I recorded earlier before the show. So uh, let's hear our first question, Moscow. How do you know the hot break has occurred during the boil? How do you know the hot break has occurred during the boil? Thud Monkey, do I know the answer or not? No. No. You don't know the answer. <laughs> do do all the callers, you guys all know all four of you. Yeah, Thud Monkey, no. do you do you, no. without giving the answer, do you know the answer, Thud Monkey? Uh, no. Okay. Wow. Cedar, what do you think?
8: I don't think Justin knows. Do you know? I th- think I know, but I
0: think I don't know. <laughs> huh. Alright. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> he, although, he, he was a little more convincing.
6: Yeah, yeah. yeah that was Raising a suzy answer.
2: Alright, Scott, what do you think? Do I know the answer or not? Mm, do I do I have
9: to guess before I hear everybody's
2: opinion? Yeah, uh, but only because I made the first... The, for the first round, I'm going to make you all guess, and then I'm still yeah, going to ask everyone. We're going to check your medal. So, go ahead, Scott. Alright, well, I'll go with yup. Right. You do know. Scott thinks I know. Got man with a little bit of faith, finally. Jesus. Yeah, a vote of confidence there. Thanks, buddy. Johnny, what do you think?
8: Oh, you absolutely know this.
2: Johnny thinks I know it. Johnny's got a lot of confidence. Confident, fill. man. JP, do I know the answer to this question?
0: I think you... I think you know the answer, but I think you're going to get the answer wrong. (laughs) That's a good answer, actually. like, like Like, you know what it is, but you won't be able to answer it in the proper fashion. Okay, Like, you would know it if you saw it, but you'd call it like a... Chest freezer or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, something completely wrong. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, like when I'm like when I do a two hour interview and then at the end I say a different brewery name.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. Like, I mean, that would never happen. But <laughs> that know. would yeah. never happen. I'd no, like
2: to thank no. Sierra Nevada <laughs> for joining us today. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Good answer. Sardina, what do you think? Yes. Absolutely. You think I know it? Yeah. Now Mike brewed with me this past weekend, so he did. You know, tasty. Do I know it? Oh yeah, you'll know it. You'll, you'll Can it. I answer it?
7: You know, answer in about seven words. I, it, the answer is about seven words. It'll take you about thirty-five or forty.
6: <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> also, we, we
2: will say it's also pretty. Accurate. He
6: knows.
5: Yeah. Uh, and Beardy. <laughs> the The question is because so, I watched you struggle with it on Saturday. The
2: question. <laughs> you so you, you watch me struggle with hot break?
5: Yeah. Okay. The question is whether or not you knew that you were struggling with hot break.
9: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, that's a good point.
9: Yeah. I did struggle that, with it. Did. Yeah. yeah. Huh. We were struggling with hot break. What? We actually no, you were struggling. <laughs> I do believe we were struggling with
2: hot break. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. one
7: of your four things to worry about. Right. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. That wasn't yeah. one of on my four. But I'm
7: just not sure if you knew <laughs> that you were struggling with hot break. So that's right. why. Yeah.
5: I'll say yes. This mash smells funny. Oh,
2: so you say I know it. I'll say that you did connect two and two. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I need to establish something before we give my answer. There I there needs to be a consensus on whether or not I got it right.
4: I was going to ask Kevin Cox to tell us what, uh,
2: what that answer is. How do you know the hot break has occurred during the boil? However, even if we get that, there still needs to be a consensus on whether or not I got it right. Because... Yes. Like JP said, Uh-oh. actually, and Tasty are both saying, yeah. I'm going to say things. <laughs> it's going to be gonna The be thing is, I say And things. do they equal me knowing the answer? Yeah. So how about uh, Tasty, JP, and Beardy, so that it's an odd number. They get to vote whether or not I got it right or not. Or be not. the judges. Okay. And that way, okay. it okay. should always be, yeah. you know, majority will rule. Got it. Because yep. otherwise, we're going to end up arguing if I got it right or not. Okay. Yeah.
4: Can well, with them being the judges, can we still have Kevin tell absolutely. us what it is? Yeah, First, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. Kevin, judge. grab a mic. Tell we'll us, us what the uh, Kevin. So, what was the question exactly? How do you know the hot break has occurred during the boil?
12: Well, I honestly haven't talked about it this to anybody in a very long time, but the way that I would do it is I would pull some of the sample out of the kettle into a Pyrex and put it into a refrigerator, and if it separates clear, then you've done the hot break.
2: Shit. <laughs> uh all right let's see what i said i think it's because a bunch of chunks start uh, floating in the boil and uh it it usually causes my boil overs all right what did the judges say there so judges
0: <laughs>
2: did i accurately describe hot break and how you know when the hot break happens yes
0: yeah i guess I think that's as, that's as close as he's going to get. I was looking for more of like ex- like exactly what what are those chunks? Is what I was hoping to hear from him. But proteins. Well, but the question is, how do you know when it's happened? <laughs> Not what is it, right? Right. And when
5: the when the chunks float and boilovers happen,
0: right? But I was hoping for when you see the protein coagulating in the word. That's what I. was uh, That was yeah. my ideal question. But yes, I will give you that. Same thing. Chunks Chunky. proteins. Yeah,
7: you would. Yeah, you, if you took that knowledge and went brewing, you'd be fine. You, you know
4: enough about it to know when it's happened.
10: Yes. I know he knew right.
2: it yeah alright <laughs> who said who, which caller said he knew it someone, someone guess Scotty that. and We're West two guys. Uh, yeah Scotty and Johnny Badge both said I know it <laughs> so that'll be a point for those boys alright let's hear the next one
4: what's the proper term for green apple type off flavors
2: <laughs> alright the proper term for green apple off flavors we'll start with Johnny this time what do you think do I know it
0: I think you know it, but you're going to say the wrong one. <laughs> so
1: yeah, like
8: you know that it, you know the name of the chemical, but you're going to say the like you're you're going to say diacetyl, but it's not diacetyl. You know <laughs> what I'm saying?
2: Johnny knows
0: me, so that's a no. That's a, that's a no. All right.
2: All right, Scott, what do you think? I'm Sorry, buddy, I'm going to say no too. <laughs> cedar, what do you think, buddy?
8: I think you know a cedar aldehyde. All right,
2: Cedar says yes. And Thud Monkey, I
8: think you know a cedar alohide. I agree with Cedar.
2: All right, All right. so it's uh. two for idiot, two for not an idiot. So Thud and Cedar think they know the answer, also, and think that I know the answer with them. Tasty, what do you think?
7: Oh. Uh, well I'm a judge, so I'm impartial, of course. But uh,
2: Do I know the answer? I, I don't care what the I, answer is I think, yet. I think you do. Alright. Yeah. Sardina, what do you think? Yeah, you got it. Jip. But I'm only sixty forty on that, by the way.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's I not like, oh fuck you. I don't think you do. I think it's too long of a word for you to have mastered the the what it is. By the way, somebody keep a brewcaster score. I want that I want to know th- so JP, what did you say <laughs> on the last one? I said you
2: don't know you it, said you no did, right? right right so no point there nobody grabbed a pen when you said someone keep a brewcaster score. <laughs> <laughs> right last mike, time i treated to keep score i got mike at. said yes right tasty 60 40 yes on the last one what did you say uh, no. i know
7: i said sh- you know both yeah so far i said you'll know both of those yes. beardy also said yes
5: i said you, yeah on the last one you knew it you're trailing jp
0: yeah that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> usually uh, wins
5: all right, where were we on this Usually one? It comes from behind. Right, Beardy, so do I know this one? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think you're going to be like Jolly Rancher.
2: So Beardy says no. What did you say? You Tasty? Know. Tasty says I'll know it. Sardina says I'll know it. Jip says... You won't know it. All right. Out there. Let's find out if I know it. I believe that is acetaldehyde. Ah, I knew mm. it. Boom. Is mm-hmm. that the
5: correct pronunciation, though?
2: I, think, I think there's some extra letters in there. Actually, I think it's... I don't know if it's correct, but it's more correct than <laughs> acetylaldehyde. Well, it's also more correct than Jolly Rancher. So yeah. yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah. Kevin, do you know how to properly say acetaldehyde? It's, you don't either. It's a, That one's tough. He hasn't yeah, had yeah, that yeah. flavor in his beer acetyl- for a long time. Yeah, so he doesn't right. know. <laughs> he gave up acetyl that flavor. Yeah. That line, when you, read that shit, you know, you you know, know it. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I knew that shit. You did. Yeah. Look at you. That's two in a row, and that means that we have a tie game among our contestants, because Thud and Great. Cedar both gave me the win. And uh, let's see. JP, you just said yes. I said you don't know it. So that's no point. Yeah. Tasty said yes. That's a point. Mike said yes. That's a point. And Beardy said no. All right. Acetaldehyde. Yeah, that's not right. That sounds like acetaldehyde. Acid aldehyde. Acetaldehyde. Like acetaldehyde. Aldehyde. Right. Yeah, I was being deliberate. <laughs> There's an L in there. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, all right, next question, please. What does SRM stand for? Uh, well, this one seems easy enough. <laughs> Thud Monkey, what do you think? Do I know what SRM yeah. stands yeah. for? Yes, you do. Cedar?
8: Senior Radical Math.
0: Correct. <laughs> That's a no, I think. <laughs> do
2: I know it or not, Cedar? No. Cedar now thinks the game is do they know it?
6: Right. <laughs> Does he no. know it? It's
2: uh it's well, a Justin, sort of bad rule of thought.
8: Justin doesn't know it. Alright.
2: Cedar says no. Thud says yes. Scott, what do you think?
8: Nope.
2: And Johnny.
6: No.
2: No. <laughs> There's only one yes out of these guys. Uh, all right, JP, what do you think? Do no. I, you say no, okay. Uh, Sardina? i got to say no on this one. <laughs> boy. <laughs> Tasty? I'm
7: piling on here,
2: no. <laughs> and Beardy? Yeah, it's unanimous. Yeah, it's no. A, a unanimous, no. So I've got one yes in my corner. <laughs> oh, really? From, from Thud Monkey. From Thud, yeah. Thud oh, Monkey I, I thinks, thought it was unanimous.
6: Can I, can I please change my answer?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Thud, would you like to change your answer?
9: No, uh, well, I, I don't think you know
2: this. So Thud's gone back, now you've gone to no.
9: You know SRM. You know SRM means lightness and darkness of a beer, but but you don't know the, the actual the, the actual acronym.
5: Right. Yeah. Some random measurement. Some sort of tire so, or something.
6: So yeah.
4: thud you've gone to know. Yes. Yeah. Well once again I have to ask who does know it. You you four on the phone. Who does no. do you guys know?
2: No. No. <laughs> no. no. for Four Yes, <laughs> this, this is what Amazing. makes this a good game. <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't excuse me from knowing it. It's sort of my oh, job. Oh, that's a but tough SRM, question. I think. mean, S R M. You
10: should
6: know that S R M means the lightness and darkness, and doesn't matter about fucking <laughs> you know, blood. I don't need S R M.
4: So you so, should you should know wow. M P H means like how quick is your car going? Like you don't have to know what it actually like
2: stands for. You know. Well, so now depending on whatever answer I give, the judges uh, may have to interpret the question. Uh, did the question ask for the meaning of the acronym? Or the, or, or, the or, this word? Or does no, 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 he no. know what it, SRM is? Yeah, it was it very clear. For, right? Clear question.
4: What does SRM stand for? There's stand. no yeah.
2: if, ands, or buts there. All right. Yeah. Let's find out if I knew. What it means, that would have been something. Uh, shit. <laughs> I don't know what it stands for, but I know that it is the measurement of the color of the beer.
4: Yeah, you guys know Justin very well. <laughs> He'll know what it means, but not what it stands That's, for. I, I don't know. I would have said the same thing, and that's all. That's the best I have. Does
2: anybody in the room know I what SRM no, stands I had to for? Google
6: that. Did. Wow, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know.
2: Beardy, what does it stand for? Standard Reference know. Method.
0: All right, there <laughs> we go. Yeah, well, Beardy went to
2: brewing school. <laughs> no, I didn't. Shit. So that's a point for everybody on the planet. I think, right? That's what yeah, happened. Pretty much. You all shut me out, jerks. Uh, all right. What's the next question? Name two noble hops. Hmm. <laughs> two's mm-hmm. not two i'm already stumped on whether or not i answered this right <laughs> <laughs> you. i don't
5: remember this
4: new bn game yeah does justin know if he answered the question from earlier correctly
0: <laughs> Did
2: and I'm, justin play the game and I'm, <laughs> right? and I'm thinking back about my answer and i'm wondering if i got i think i maybe said wrong we'll find out all right johnny what do you think do i know uh, can i name two noble hops
1: Dude, you used to screw at German. You should
2: be able to name her. Come on, You know, technically I was I was with her for a long time, but you guys have no idea yeah, whether yeah, or not I was screwing yeah. her. Right. You know.
11: yeah, that's true, but we'd all be highly disappointed if you hadn't.
2: Yeah, you and me both, buddy. Uh, all right, <laughs> so you're giving me a yes, Johnny? Yes. All right. Scott. Countless hours of brewing radio have to have paid off. You you know this one. All right? <laughs> you guys all assume I'm paying attention during the program. Cedar, what do you think?
6: Saws and... <laughs> no. No. Can I
8: hang up on Cedar?
2: Can I just say that Cedar's wow. a, an uh, asshole? <laughs> yeah, you can say that yeah, for sure. Uh, sorry, Cedar. I hung up on you there for a second. Cedar, does Justin know the answer to this question, yes or no? Oh, fuck. Holler Tower. All right. Caesar says yes. And Thud Monkey?
6: Yes, and I will go as far as to say if you gave Justin
2: six hot varieties, he could probably get all four. What? I don't know if that was a compliment Uh, or not. Listen, I am very used to backhanded compliments. I'll take everyone. Yeah, yeah, that was one.
7: (laughs) That was a compliment. I don't understand.
2: JP, do I know the answer? No. I don't think you do. Uh, Mike? I'll say yeah, yeah. Tasty? No, you'll know. Yeah, sure. Beardy? You'll
4: know. All right, let's hear. Well, let's that there are there are four right noble hops. It's Hallertau, Tettnang, Spalt, and Sauce. We're not missing one, are we? Oh,
2: God, uh, I hope you are. Okay.
4: <laughs> well, here's what Justin had to say:
2: Hallertau and Perle.
0: Oh, one for two. I, I thought
2: Perle was a fifth. Uh, uh, is that not a noble hop?
0: There's four traditional noble hops.
2: Can we get a consensus on whether or not Perle is a noble oh, hop?
0: I, I, have, I have, don't have
7: enough. Experience. Here, why I don't don't I, Kevin I'll Cox get, is shaking his think. head. That's well, a a on, simple. Uh, Wiki away. I'll get on the Bing machine. Let's Google that shit real quick here. Oh, by the, why are you are waiting.
2: Uh, and the reason I'm thinking that it's a noble hop is because I remember Dan Gordon using it, and he's like a oh, Nazi yeah, yeah, it, about yeah. noble it hops. It is an old German hop, but, but maybe I don't know. not one of the noble uh, varieties. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe. It's, uh, so, who is that? <laughs> Saz is one. Yes. How did I not say that? I don't know. Yeah.
6: Listen, I was on the I was on the spot. There was a, a microphone in my face. I was pray. very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Alright, they're looking they're good. Uh, it's this characteristic of noble hops, but but look, huh? the, the, the reference material that I was reading when I came up with the question, there are four noble hops. Pearly was not one of those four noble, yeah, noble hops. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't I don't think it's a noble, I, I, think I, was, I arguing, think a, I'm just curious. I think it's a crossbreed of Ah. Or derivative of, but it's not It's not one of the traditional ones. So Damn judges man. say no? No.
7: Okay. Yeah, with that, i have to say no.
2: All right, so that means all of our contestants did not get a point on that one. I let you guys down. Uh, it means that JP is the only one who got a point in the room yep. on that one. It also means I should start banging a German again as soon <laughs> as possible,
5: I think. I feel like that's what it meant. Did matters. you ask him to name some, name some English hops? He might do better at that.
6: Yeah.
2: All right. How much more torture do I have to take? What's our next question?
4: What is another term for continuous sparging? All right.
6: Mm, Thud Monkey, sense. what do you think? Uh, yes. Yes,
2: you do. You do. Know. Thud says yes. Cedar? That's
8: sparging.
2: Wow, douche. <laughs> can I just also now say I could not hate Cedar more?
0: <laughs> you can say that, yeah. I hate him.
8: Yeah, I I meant to say fly spurging.
0: Fuck you. Huh. Well, no, he corrected it, himself.
2: It's right, all right.
0: Yeah.
8: Cedar, would
2: you like to answer the question?
8: <laughs> yeah, 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 fly spurging. <laughs>
5: He, he just doesn't know what the game is. He know the question. I
7: think he
8: answered the question.
6: He's answering question.
2: He doesn't answer no. the right question. We have to do it every time. Uh, Cedar, uh, okay. does Justin know the answer to the question?
0: Yes. Uh, he's making you work
6: for this yeah. game.
2: Well, wow.
0: yeah. Scott. Uh,
6: I'll go with the
0: dumb and say yes.
2: Okay. And Johnny? Mm,
8: I think I'm going to go with no.
2: Okay. All right, Johnny trying all to get right. out ahead of the pack there with a no. JP? um, No.
5: You've said no every time, Yeah, right? you've
0: been a real schmuck to me all I mean, that's night. like guessing C. Yeah. Eventually
5: you're going to get it, yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. What's your strategy again? How many points do you have?
2: Uh, the same as you, I think. Exactly. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mike? I'll go yeah. See, Mike's on my side, although he's losing. No, he's doing well. Actually, he's in the lead, so he's on my side and doing well. Tasty? Yeah, you'll know. Sure. And Beardy? I think you'll pull it out. Yep. All right. I will pull it out. And will (laughs) I know the answer to the question? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that'll help. It'll remind you. Fly sparging.
0: Oh! Oh, oh. Nailed that one. Do I know brewing? (laughs) (laughs) I thought for sure you wouldn't know
2: it. Uh, let's see, uh, Mike just got another point, Tasty got another point, Beardy got another point, JP's a douchebag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. all right, next question. What, what's the
0: score? Uh, let's see. For callers, we have everyone has two points, no, everyone has three points except for West Vag who has two. Oh, really? Wow. wow. Okay, I'm going to leave that one to you then from now right. on. Uh, I have four points for Mike Sardina,
2: four points for Tasty McDole, two points for JP, three points for Beardy. All right, that's what I have for the for the in studio. What are we going for? How about, like last question, right now? What do you think?
4: Well, if all if there's a bunch of uh, callers at three, we can do a couple more. See if someone can pull ahead for the win.
2: Well, how about though if if somebody wins right now, we call it a yeah, win. All right. all right. There we go. <laughs> how about
4: not that <laughs> playing something, <laughs> something else? It's a little
2: embarrassing Sunnet. game for you. Actually, I'm really liking the game. I just don't want to drag on so uh, okay. far that it's not fun anymore. Got it. Yeah. Uh, what's the next question? What does attenuation mean? Oh, Jesus. There's no way I know this. (laughs) I don't even know right now. I don't don't remember my answer, but there's no goddamn way I got it right. Come on, guys. Don't be ridiculous. No, you don't. Um, I just want to welcome our... I'll take you 100 words. I think this is where judge's discretion is going to
5: come in. We're going to have to make a decision. Yeah, we're going to have to decide if he knows or not.
2: Uh, All right. Let's go uh, with Johnny. What do you think? Do I know what attenuation is?
8: I think you know what it is, but I don't know if you're going to know how to put it into words.
0: <laughs> I agree with you. So, yes or no? Yeah, so yes. So, I think that would be a no. No.
6: Well,
8: okay. Scott? I'm going to go with yep, because you like alcohol in your beer, and uh, you know what it is. Yep.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like his I like his philosophy that I would zero in on the things that I that my body needs. It's
6: right. not a bad strategy. Yeah, <laughs> really. Right. right.
2: My brain uh, will will fall in line. Cedar, does Justin know the answer to this question?
8: <laughs> Shit, I have to go with the class guy. You know how to put it into words because you know that's what you like.
2: <laughs> All right, fair enough. Cedar says yes, and Thud Monkey, what do you think?
8: Yes, you know that
0: yeast eat sugar. You guys are confident. Uh, JP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stick with no. Because <laughs> either way, I'm going to lose in the inner office pool. Mike Sardina.
9: Well, as the person responsible for the fermentation of our homebrew batch, I sure as so I hope so, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> Still has a lot of faith.
2: Tasty? Oh, uh, yeah, you'll know this. Kevin, you've just met me tonight. Is there any chance in hell that I know what attenuation is? Hey, oh, Kevin so says yes, yes. Wow, uh, I'm liking the confidence Beardy. I, yes well, you guys are all dumb <laughs> I still so even before it gets answered uh-huh I do still think I know what it is uh-huh but, oh no but I'm not sure I was able to explain it the judge's right. decision is final uh, one guy uh, but anyhow let's <laughs> let's hear this rambling let's see what we got. Attenuation is how much sugars in solution are fermented out. So basically, your attenuation is how you get down to your final
0: gravity.
6: Which is a really weird question.
0: Yes. Sounds good to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Unanimous. Oh, because KP.
0: what what isn't it the the uh, but on the yeast side, right? Isn't it like at the percentage of sugars that the yeast can. Yeah, Can but too? I think that's what I—that's what yeah, I said it's, by it's during said. during fermentation. It, yeah. I wasn't listening. I don't <laughs> know the degree of how <laughs> yeah, much you did that. You had yeah, one yeah. job. Oh, no, that sounds great. Yeah,
2: yes. yes! I got a <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> this is definitely one I should know. Do we have a winner? We have a three-way tie right
2: now. Oh no! With
3: whom?
0: Thud, Cedar, and Scott West Vadge got it wrong. Thud again. Again.
8: Boo, smelly badge. All this right. Three in a row, West Badge.
2: <laughs> West Badge, I'm going to let you go, brother. Thanks for playing, man.
0: All right. Peace out. Cheers, dude. Peace in. That's what I always say.
2: Of you guys, uh, only JP didn't get a point on that one, right? That's right. Yeah. So that means, uh, let's see, Beardy, you're out.
0: Huh? What? How JP does it feel, dummy? is out. Huh? It's now down oh, to the yeah. two
2: mics. You guys have a tie score. We'll see if we can All separate right. it, here with, we can break it here with another question. Uh, what I prefer do we to call them the two tasties, but <laughs> the two- I mean, t- t- yeah. <laughs> they also
5: prefer to, to call themselves
4: two tasties. Right. <laughs> if you saw the acronym FWH on a recipe, what would that stand for?
0: Good question. That Solid is a, question.
4: Yeah,
7: these are good questions.
4: Yeah. Uh, Thud monkey, what do you think?
0: think it all no, no, you do not know. <laughs> He's like, no, no, stop! <laughs> do not do <laughs> this. You
6: right. do, right. not do not know. Don't even play the clip.
2: Cedar
8: So what How
2: <laughs> Cedar Does Justin know The answer to this question Yes Wow And yeah. Scott No Alright JP Uh Oh you're out <laughs> Oh yeah I'm out Mike I'll
9: say no Oh how did I kill you Oh there we go <laughs> I'll say no You say no
2: Oh yeah, you'll know. Tasty thinks I know yeah, this Mike's one. Yeah. He's,
9: he's setting it up.
7: Yeah, you know. You're smart. You know the F stands for something.
2: Once
7: you say that first word, you'll just—it'll fly right out of your mouth.
2: Love the uh, comments. Right, just for fun, JP, do you think I know this one? No, I don't think you Beardy. really. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. All right. Do I know the answer to what is FWP on a recipe? F- FWH. FWH. <laughs> F-W-H. <laughs> F-W-H. <laughs> Fucking with hops. I don't know. Oh, you couldn't even mention, I guess. Oh, wow. I have no clue. I still don't have a clue. Good really? Oh. <laughs> oh. Nice I had no clue. What the hell does FWH stand for? First, first word, word hopping. hopping. Oh. Yeah, that's one I should know. That's why there's a good <laughs> game right there. I should definitely know that.
0: So that, that brings it uh, you can finally drop your friend Cedar because Thudmonkey and Scott are now tied
2: first. I didn't even say goodbye to Cedar. I just dropped him. <laughs>
0: All right, so this is
2: this it is the tiebreaker
4: question. So yeah. whoever answers first, the other person's got to go with the other answer.
2: And who just won out of you two, Tasty? Mike won. Mike, Mike. See, oh, thank you for the support, Mike. Don't, I appreciate don't ever it.
0: Don't do that. <laughs> don't ever do ever bump fists. Uh, he said you wouldn't know. Right? Yeah, I was going to say he supported I said you, you by doubting every you. Time.
2: Oh damn! it. I gave you the
0: support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you, Tasty. He's a doubter.
2: Right? Yeah. He is a doubter. Knuckles <laughs> oh. to you, Tasty. <laughs> Uh, all right, then. We're down to Thud Monkey and Scott for uh, what I hope is a final question.
4: Yeah, it is. And uh, Michael just informed me that uh, it's a Tioga Sequoia T-shirt that the winner will receive.
2: Oh, I love it. Oh. Excellent.
4: Okay. Oh. Next question, oh. please. What is the ideal pH range for your mash water?
0: I know.
2: <laughs> Great. Still yes. struggling with the structure I mean, though, no. of the game. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. Definitely no. Uh Thud Monkey.
10: Yes, yes, you know, 5.3, you know
2: it, you know it. Thud Monkey, yes, and Scott saying no?
5: (laughs) That's it. That's not a range. Okay. Uh,
2: JP, for fun? No. I'm going to say yes. Whoa. Wow, but now the competition's off. Because it doesn't matter anymore. I don't value his yes. (laughs) Okay,
0: (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) You can push me around, okay.
2: Beardy? I don't think you do. Okay. What's the question again?
4: Uh... What is the ideal pH range for your mash water? Tasty? The wa-
7: yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not going to know because the water is like not the mash. It's the water. Well, right. Uh, yeah. that.
5: I feel like the answer is not a, what you're asking for, It's sort of a trick question. You're going yeah. to answer what the mash
7: should be, but the water is something else.
4: Ah. Well, The, if he, the, well, the pH of the water actually doesn't matter. If he gets the – okay. Well, <laughs> fine. But if – the question is, like, is he going to guess somewhere in the range? Well, but there's but not, not a specific right that,
2: answer. They're saying the question is – Potentially phrased wrong. Yeah, because why? Because the we'll pH the of the mash is. water is one thing, and the pH of the mash is another, is another thing. In other words, different. the mash water is strike water. And did I give you an answer of what my strike water pH should be, or did I give you an answer based on what the strike water combined with the grains? Should be probably
0: that which would be my mash. PH. That's what he meant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you can play the answer, and we'll, well, the judges will decide
4: decide what the intent yeah. of the you question. give the answer
7: to the yeah, the, yeah. Uh, well, the,
4: what, well, what what is the, the ideal pH range for mash water? I think that's what. Well,
5: that's asking what the ideal pH for your hot liquor is, which can totally depend on the beer you're making. Yeah. And so that range is huge.
0: Well, uh-huh. but I think you're well. The, the answer that, that we gave is, is for, the, for the mash. So that is, I did phrase it incorrectly, but shouldn't the mash for the, the mash pH, the mash water of the, fuck, the pH of the mash let water me, has let to be m- within a certain range for it to get down to a certain range. Let, sure, me, right? let sure. me
2: make it easy for you. I answered what the pH of the mash should be. Fine. Right, that's so, right. So just whatever the question was, <laughs> I think you're yeah. guessing on whether or not I know what the pH of the, the mass mash should be. Should be. Yeah.
4: That's what I'm Yeah, yeah. And what, and what is that range? Range, you said a number, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if he guessed within the range, he gets it. But right, we we'll just refer right. everybody else. What oh. is the range? Is it time to five, reveal? 5 to
7: 5
2: Everybody's voted. Oh.
9: Yeah. yeah. Everybody, five, two yeah, yeah colours five, 5 5 to 5-4 or something like Right around there.
2: Hmm. That's one, because it's going to remain tricky then.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is? I think so. All right, well, this is for a t shirt. It matters. Uh, you know what else is tricky? Rock of Rhyme that's right on running.
2: <laughs> Did we already
0: get there? Yeah. We who already, who guessed it? yes? Thud, you guessed yes?
2: Yeah, Thud yes. said yes, and Scott said no. Okay. Let's go ahead. For and see the what I win. I said. I'm not actually sure of the range, but I think 5.2 is kind of the perfect
4: one. That's a win for Thud Monkey. That's yeah. right there yeah. in the range. He's yeah. in the range. Yeah. Thud, Thud Monkey!
9: <laughs> Winner! <laughs> I agree. But, no yeah, don't I'm know? not going to argue. Yeah.
5: About, well, yeah. no, but he, the question asked for a range. He gave a number. That's why yeah, I said this is, is going to continue. I
2: didn't give a range. I just said. The question asked for a range. And I said, I don't know the range. Right. Huh. So then, no. I'm agreeing with you. Right, 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 what do the judges yeah. say? <clears throat> so the three judges are Tasty, JP, and Beardy. You can interpret the question. That's why I set this up, that there has to be an interpretation. Yeah. I. I'm the question was a
0: range and you didn't you said I don't know the range. But you gave a proper think, answer that would fall within the range but you didn't guess the range so you didn't know it. You're right. So you're giving a no vote. That's correct. Yeah. Tasty? It
7: did ask for the range? Huh? Yeah. 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 Well then you yeah, you didn't quite answer the question 100%. Yeah. So you you're gave, saying no. You gave a number that <laughs> fell in the range. Yeah, you the gave
2: both I think we should both get t-shirts. <laughs>
7: No. No. No.
6: No. <laughs> <laughs> the decision of the to lose is final. <laughs> <It's all right.
0: laughs> I think. I think they should both get t-shirts, but one should get sunglasses. <laughs> so Casey well, says no. Well, also, that,
7: you know that, and we're sort of like, you know, first of all, uh, we've already redefined the question. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. you, if you'd have answered like, say, you know, 7.0 to seven point eight, you know, for a, you know seven eight for a yeah. for a dark beer that you. want uh, Want to get to too low in pH, seven for most other beers. That would have been a perfect answer. Right. But you're yeah. another question. So, two together, hmm. and since you didn't give a range, I'm going to have to. Maybe we should throw I'm the. I'm going to have to give now. you a failing grade, but you, you, you scored, but you didn't uh, should we throw the, score well enough.
2: I don't think so because. Maybe you guys got the no, answer wrong, that, but you asked me a specific question, yeah. even yeah. if you did it wrong. <laughs> the question was the right. Out. I got... So, not only did I get the question wrong, but then I didn't give a range on my interpretation of the... So, <laughs> if I'm voting, if I'm you guys, yeah. I didn't get it right. Yeah, uh, Beardy? That's two anyways. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, everyone's a no.
5: Yeah. The, the askers just didn't know what they were
2: asking. So, that means
4: Scott's our winner tonight
2: the first ever yeah. Is Justin Really an Idiot? I
4: tried, Thud Monkey. I, I did my best to, to back you up there.
2: Now... Out of curiosity – oh, by the way, Scott, just send an email, bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll make sure we get you a shirt from Tioga Sequoia Brewing Company, who is our guest tonight. Thanks, guys, for playing. I appreciate it very much. Now, here's a question I have. Do you have the ratio of what I got right to wrong? Because the game title almost deserves an answer. Is Justin really an idiot? <laughs> and if I got more wrong than I got right, that's what I'm curious about.
4: Let's see. You missed SRM. Um, you missed first wart hop. You missed noble hops. You got attenuation. You got four out of five. You got hot break. Or six. And you missed you the last got, one. You got acetaldehyde. So I'm tied right now. Three. I'm mm-hmm. three. I'm three and three. I have four and three. You missed the range. I, pH range. That I have now is for and uh, yeah. You got fly sparging, so you are some sort of a. You're half an idiot. I'm the same (laughs) I've always been. (laughs) I've
2: always said that. Skirting by.
7: (laughs) Now you know what to say when it's you. What kind of idiot are you? I'm a half an idiot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's what
2: they've always called me, Justin Skirting by Crosley. Yep. (laughs) Just barely making it.
7: You did great.
8: (laughs) Thank you,
2: JP. It's not the skirt you're wearing. I would like to say that some of the questions nobody knew the answer to. I just want to put that out it's there. True. Yeah, I don't
4: That's know true. I could no, have no, done no. any better, actually. It was very I was
2: challenging. I like yeah. this
4: game. I think it's a good game. If you have a, a good idea for a name for the game, yeah. uh, write
2: in. Let me know. Do that. All right, Scott. Good job to uh, send over an email once again to Bevo at com. Scott, JP, great job putting that game together for yeah, us. Yeah,
0: very fun. Uh, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do it with Doc one day, too. Does the doctor? Yeah. Does yeah, the doctor he, know? Because he knows like some weird off the wall shit, but there's some basic stuff that he'll just flub <laughs> on. Yeah, hmm. I love it. That's a good time right
2: there. All right, uh, we're gonna get out of here. Twitter game. I do think. What are our Twitter game results? Actually, before uh, no we get feedback? to the results,
7: uh, 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 you know, I have a little uh, little uh, update on something you might be interested in. Yeah, what do you got? Yeah, the blue bonnet brew off. We have another person going with us. Oh. It's just in.
2: Chad's going. Chad? Oh. Chad Mosher? Yeah.
6: Nice. He's going.
2: Oh, that's going to be a good time. He'll be there. No, I like drinking with Chad. Yeah. That'll be a good time. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I should do feedback. There's some good feedback in there. All right. Uh, Let me buzz through feedback really quick. And then get the Twitter game ready. Uh, Here we go. Matt writes in, hey, I've been listening to the session for a while now, and it seems that it's – It's always a newer brewery that's getting interviewed, Um, but let's see... Every newer brewer interview goes like this. I quit my job because it sucked, and I brew beer, and my life is awesome. It's the same shit every time, I just don't find it interesting anymore unless it's someone who has been in the business for a while. It's not even like uh, most are doing anything unique, save for the rare barrel, who's fucking awesome. I find myself fast-forwarding through the interviews to hear news and feedback along with some pointless banter From Matt,
4: I would like to point out that Tony McGee from Lagunitas was on in January. Kelly Taylor from Kelso was on in February. Those guys are industry veterans, so you need, what, every show needs to be a vet? Is that it? Also, none of those... Kevin tonight. None of those components were part of
2: tonight. Uh, Matt, I actually have to wholeheartedly agree with this feedback. Normally, I just let you guys give your feedback, and I could care less. (laughs) But in this case, I wholeheartedly disagree. Uh, (laughs) But thank you for writing. All right, so Tim uh, writes in... Let's see. Since I know Justin likes to hear about when brew days become fail days, uh, I thought I'd share mine. First off, I had to fight my mash because it kept sticking and wouldn't drain. Uh, The damn thing would somehow pull air under the false bottom, causing my pump to cavitate and be useless in general. Then, I didn't get the correct boil volume, and halfway through topping off my boiled tap water, realized I just didn't use enough sparge water. Finally, I got all my numbers right, uh, started to transfer into the conical, and was oxygenating in line when all of a sudden, the line came off of the Therminator and shoots... By the way, I'm correcting his English as I go, so forgive me. uh, Shoots (laughs) off and starts spraying my precious wort all over my garage... And if that wasn't enough, I forgot to plug in the heater in my conical so the temp dropped to 50 degrees overnight. At least Sounds my, good. At least my garage now smells like hot chocolate. I'll clean it later. <laughs> Shut up, beardy, from Tim. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, Tim, I feel like you should not follow my methods of brewing. You should maybe lay off the sauce a little bit and uh, slow down. You'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Here we go. I was wondering if you guys could turn up the volume on. Um, no, that one's stupid. <laughs> Someone wants to bring up some government, some, some uh, legal issues going on in Georgia state government. I'd like to bring up what's happening in Georgia. Currently, we're mandated by law to sell our beer through the three tier system due to our outdated laws. And basically, this means that no beer sales out of the brewery for on or off premises consumption. Uh, and we're one of the four states with this regulation. That's ridiculous, by the way. It's pretty dumb. To be a brewery and you can't sell taste there on or off. Uh, There's a bill up for vote to permit the sale of on-premise and off-premise beer straight from the brewery. Originally, the bill suggested up to 72 ounces of beer for on-premise and 144 for off-premise at a price which would be the average price among retailers in the country. They've now proposed a new bill allowing for the sale of a brewery store uh, only after buying beer back from the distributors. Also, they also they want to lower the quantity for on-premise consumption down to 32 ounces to reduce risks of drunk driving. Uh, so I'd like to hear your opinions, he says, on what's happening in the state of Georgia and possibly some accounts from how other states handle this situation. I don't know. And that's from a dude named Austin. Uh, well, it doesn't take much to. Say, I think it all sounds ridiculous. It's obviously an antiquated law, and some distributors are holding on to it. We talked about this with growler sales in Florida, where the distributors proposed, sure, they can sell growlers as long as they package it, sell it to us, and send it to our warehouse. Then we'll sell it back and bring it back to the brewery, and then they can sell it in their tasting room. We thought it was ridiculous then, and we think it's ridiculous now.
5: Right. So that's
2: just uh, ridiculous.
5: Getting drunk at a brewery. Is is not any different than getting drunk at a bar. So right. I understand why it's
2: also our right market.
5: as
7: Americans. Right, I want to get drunk where I want. <laughs> right. Well, remember the middle tier has the money, so they don't want those. Uh, yeah, those I, laws loosened up.
2: The, the, yeah, there's really not much to say about this. It's a clear case of uh, this is how business has been done for a while. People are trying to hang on to it instead of opening up the market, and I think that's a, it's a shitty thing to do. And I uh, there has been success in a lot of states, uh, you know, moving this around. Hopefully, you'll have the same success. I would. Uh, Encourage people of Georgia to start speaking up about this, because you will get better, fresher, potentially even cheaper beer, which is your right in the state of Georgia if you speak up. Right. Yeah.
7: Don't want to be like a North Carolina.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you
7: go. Let me you have envy.
2: Uh, let's see. Here we go. Hey, session team. Really enjoy the show. I'm a newcomer to homebrewing in South Africa. It's oh. been helpful to discover other beer styles and hear uh, how brewcasters go about brewing their products in other parts of the world. Um, South Africa is predominantly a lager uh, larger region, so the craft beer scene is just starting to take off. And I've found some decent suppliers that have advertised on our shows to get some items that aren't available here. So, and then he goes on to say that our BN Awards episode this year was uh, had him laughing until he almost got in a car wreck. Ha. I keep saying I want someone to write in who actually got in a car wreck. Yeah, not a almost. Let's see. Patrick writes in, like many listeners, I've been wondering why we've been hearing less and less of Tasty in recent podcasts. Uh, but in then recent in... podcasts
0: from the past eight years. Hey, is Tasty
2: still here? But then in this week's session, we had Beardy, Doc, and Nicole all shouting over the top of each other, and yeah. now I know why the man stays quiet. Either way, when you guys lose complete control of what's going on in the show, it's still entertaining. I just sit back and wait for Justin to lose his shit. Keep up the great work from Patrick. Well, it's a good thing. You keep it in a bowl in the other room. Yeah. 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 Uh, then there's some feedback about Nicole on the past couple episodes, which they're kind of saying she's a little bit loud and they're not, not a lot of not big fans. Uh, and then finally, no, oh, no, that's it. It was all then Nicole feedback.
0: All right. There's your feedback for today. What was our Twitter game? Uh, well, since Susie is rarely here, I wanted everyone to, uh, you know, let me know what question they would ask Susie. Um, because, you know, I feel like we don't really get a lot of Suzy time anymore, and that makes me sad. So, Suze, JP had the suggestion at
2: the break that we modify the game, that you actually have to answer each question he reads uh, that was suggested uh, uh, over Twitter. What do you think? Are you, are you with us or are you against us? Bring it. <laughs> Move the microphone toward you. Because <laughs> if you're not with us, Suzy, you're against us. Yeah. So... No, she's getting on the phone. Uh, and I started answering the phone. <laughs> bring it. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, just bring it. I got to go.
0: Typical chick. Bring it. I'm
2: leaving. Uh, by the <laughs> way, Susie has like a broken arm or shoulder or something. Yeah, it was in a sling. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's- she broke it goaltending on the ice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is my soulmate right here. I mean, let's be honest. Susie is half a nut job.
0: How
5: do you break your wrist when you have so many pads on as a goalie? <laughs> she doesn't know. She's on the she phone. doesn't know. She can't
2: hear you. The girl's a nut job.
0: Hi, Susie. Oh, hey. I heard that last
2: Hi, Susie. All right, move the microphone closer to you. There you go. Uh, right. w- will you answer each and every question that is asked? Yes, I will. And of course Perfect. you will. She's Susie. All right. All right, let's, let's find out who our finalists are and hear what their questions are. All right, this
0: is from our favorite Lulu Gumshoe in the chat. She says, uh, uh, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Hashtag Asian persuasion. That's a stupid hashtag. I just want to point out myself. Well, you're racist. It's like a pickup line, isn't it? Come on,
2: Susie. How do
3: you think I hurt my arm?
0: There you go.
2: Good answer.
0: Good answer. (laughs) Uh, This one is from Steel Bottom. Of course it is. (laughs) He says, uh, can you, if you please, show me those double Ds.
3: I don't have double Ds. Ah, good
0: answer again. Sounds like the dating gamers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's something. Hey,
2: real quick. Our feedback was brought to you today by Beer Law Center a minute ago. Go to nice. beerlawcenter.com and check out our friend John. He protects the hop grenade uh, trademark. He's doing a great job. He really is. So let him protect yours, too.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, JP. Um, Al the Cow says, where do beardies come from?
3: Bigger beardies.
0: Good answers. All right. All right. Tom Venner writes, uh, what is your favorite show on the BN and why is it lunch meat?
3: <laughs> because unicorns and rainbows are so awesome, and we need some soon, even if it's dark meat.
0: Okay. There you go. Uh, Brian Smith, uh, who appears to be a Penguins fan, which, you know, whatever. Uh,
3: he asked His answer is his question is stupid no matter what it is. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much. Uh, he asks Do you hate JP as much as the rest of us?
3: <laughs> I hate you all equally.
0: All right. There you go. Uh, Mad Cow Brewing asks What's it like being in Bebo's box? <laughs>
3: It's comfortable, it's warm, and it's very, like, nurturing.
2: It's just how I thought it would be. (laughs) Nurturing. (laughs) Nurturing. It's just how I've imagined it all these years. Comfortable and warm. Yeah.
0: I don't need to eat at all. I get everything. Bring Up Trouble says, uh, your place or mine?
3: How about you stay at yours and I stay at mine?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, Dave Malone asks, when the Adam and Eve live read comes on, do you feel obligated to choose Asian as your genre?
3: (laughs) If you listen to the show, Asian is never my genre. I don't want to accidentally bump into anyone I'm related to. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: like you like orgies, right? You're the group you like group.
2: That's your thing, right?
3: I do, but right now I'm kinda of into big dudes, little chicks.
2: Oh wow.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't know that's a genre, Seuss. I, every time we're on the show I learn something. Oh.
3: The more you know. <laughs>
6: Big dudes,
0: little chicks. What does that mean? Like midgets?
3: <laughs> no, it's just like bigger men, kind of like brewers and skinny girls. Like, not me. Like
0: fat guys and skinny chicks? Uh, just yeah. big. They yeah. don't have to be fat. They just have to be big. Like, like muscular, like me.
6: Yeah. Right. Yes,
0: yeah, okay. like yeah. you. All it's right. a genre about you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's it. Twitter game. Ah, uh, God.
2: All right, well, my two favorites are what's it like to be in Bevo's box, <laughs> and then the last one about what her genre is.
0: Does she feel obligated? Her obligation as a yeah. as an Asian yeah, that was genre? One. So what do you guys want to vote for? All right, raise your hand
2: if it's Bevo's box. Raise your hand if it's Asians. All right, Asian guy wins. Uh, who's
0: that? <laughs> Good job. I forget who. I just closed the, the window, so I don't okay. know who it is. Well, a guy who was yeah. a
2: racist, uh, send in an <laughs> email. Uh, Bevo at the Brewing we will get you a prize for winning our Twitter game for today. We knows who it is? It's very prestigious game to win. It really is. Don't you feel like that? I really do. Yeah, so do I. Thank you. Alright, there's a lot of other shows here on the Brewing Network. Don't forget to tune in. You can come watch them at the Hop Grenade as well. Uh, sign up for the podcast over on iTunes. You've got Dr. Homebrew. You've got uh, the Sour Hour. You've got Brew Strong. You've got Brewing with Style. You've got this program. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff happening, so uh, don't forget to check it out. Uh, Tasty, you did great tonight. Thanks for, thanks for saying five words. <laughs> It's no problem. Actually, tonight you really did oh, I great because you said yeah. 25 words. Yeah, and a few more. I appreciated it very <laughs> That's much. That's great shit. All right, you can go vote for Mike Sardina or any of our other GC candidates over at homebrewersassociation.org. Please check out Tioga Sequoia Brewing Company. They're uh, great dudes brewing some great beer. And, uh, JP, you want to get us out of here? Mm-hmm. All right, we're off next week, so don't tune in. And go do something else productive with your life, for God's sake.
0: Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. The fellows from Tioga Sequoia joined us in the studio, and they brought beer. Good beer, even. Thanks, good beer bringers. Got a homebrew label that you want everyone to know about? Enter it into the National Homebrew Label Awards at homebrewlabelawards.com. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip, and if you're any kind of Disneyland or Disney World fan, support his new endeavor, Coviers. Go to getcoviers.com for the best way to find your Disney park style and customize that classic Mickey Mouse ear hat, you douche. Warren was not here. No, that was not him. I promise, it was not Warren. For some good beer insight, and homebrew info, Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Production director on the session has been Pushyject. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was thinking of Disneyland and Cats at the same time. Susie was gimping along in the chat tonight, and your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Burning network Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Winning the race,
6: JP does great as his cherry.